that we need you in your squirrel suit. We need you to save a princess, buddy. We need you to save a princess that West Engine knows. Uh, she's on a train. We need you to fly in and basically snatch her up. What's the weight rating on your squirrel suit? Um, I believe it's 400 max. All right. That might be, had, what, what are you about, a, about? Maybe a couple hundred pounds? What are you? Because she's yeah. about a deuce and a half, something like that. So we're, we're, we're really close. Yeah, we should be if she has any hand baggage or anything else, we're going to be like, if she's got a crown or anything, we're going to be cutting it close. You think about 400 pounds safely, you could jump off? Yeah, unless I start doing like structural, 400. Uh, so West Engine was saying that she does like to carry a bunch of shit with her. So I guess we're, you're going to have to jump in there. You're not going to have a lot of time, honestly. You're going to have to basically squirrel suit between two mountains. We were calculating it thanks to West Engine with its survey skills. You can fly in. If we basically drop you off the plane, you can fly right through these two mountains. And basically, they won't see you. They won't have any like... Uh, idea that you're coming if you just zip right through there and then you're going to have to land on that train the door is going to be open for the the princess it's going to be right in the middle but you're going to have to basically do it you're not going to have any support man i don't know how do you feel about this i'm fine with it i mean i'm good um as long as you guys are waiting for me i'll be fine We'll be at the bottom, man. Uh, West Engine is really uh, insistent. I guess his brother is really into that princess or something. I don't really know. Like, I, I think he has a hot the hots for her or something, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Like, uh, let's see here. D, what do you think? Are we gonna Are we gonna run out of uh, uh, I don't know wiggle room or something? It's It's gonna be a kind of challenging situation. As long as we get the princess and the golden coins. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think we're talking about uh, Mario Bros. Mario. We're, we're talking about we're talking about video games. That's what we're talking about. I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're completely lost, uh, lost to the mountains, lost to the hinterlands. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I like video games. Do you guys like video games? Mario Brothers is is, is the shit. Mike's Atomic Skier in the house. Uh, Shenva Green, welcome, buddy. Uh, De uh, Decoy Bacon, cheers, buddy. Uh, Mike's Atomic Skier, all the ha- already. Did I just say that twice? I think I did say that twice. Uh, my brain is glitching. I guess we're already stuck in the matrix. Uh, Sandwich B, welcome, buddy. Uh, let's see here. Richard D in the house, welcome, my friend. Everybody, uh, cheers. Change your chats to uh, live chat, folks, just like I'm doing right now. I'm popping on my chat. You don't have to do that, but it's easier for me. Uh, it might be easier for you, too. I don't know what your circumstances are, but uh, live chat is definitely better, uh, in my opinion, than uh, top chat. So I just did that. Now I can see actually who was confirmed, for, confirmed first. Steelbird was confirmed first with Woot. So good job, Steelbird. Welcome. Confirmed first. Uh, cheers, everybody. Introvert in the house. Uh, 420 Ben, what's going on, folks? Uh, welcome. If you guys are 21 and over, sit back, relax, uh, chill out for a second. Uh, you know, uh, check your ice cube situation. This is Weed and Whiskey Wednesday, allegedly. So, you know, check your ice cube situation. Check your uh, crackers or munchies situation. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe you might get a little bit parched later. Check your water situation. You got a second. In the meantime, boys and girls, gather around. Uh, we have we have a substitute, basically, given the the, the talk, the, the story this evening. The master is away, taking care of his own children, frankly. Uh, so. Uh, take it away buddy uh t- tell us tell the boys and girls a story my friend tell them tell them what they should be doing <coughs> nice get out no one's with a man named get the fuck out if you're under 21 get out i got a good one next week <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good. That's going to be hard to beat, Smash. You're going to have to. You're going to work hard on that one. That was pretty good. Uh, 
boys and girls, listen to D. Uh, any of you stragglers, get the fuck out. This is not the show for you. By the way, uh, YouTube, uh, so I don't know, kind of strange news. Like literally, I think yesterday, the day before I got a, in fact, last night, basically after the show, I got an email from uh, Google clarifying their policies on any number of goddamn things, including terrorism and violence and all this random shit, right? And then also cannabis farming. Wouldn't you fucking know it is on there? So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, pretty much from now on, it looks like cannabis farming channels, basically anything to do with anything grow related, basically is fucked on YouTube. So, no monetization, no nothing. So, uh, that's delightful, honestly. So, boys and girls, get the fuck out. You're, this is not the show for you. Yeah. We're not going to play any chances with the, any fucking children now. Uh, same thing uh, if you guys like this show, honestly, and you are an adult, you're welcome, by the way, if you're an adult. If you like this show, if you like other shows like it, tell your friends, make sure to hit the upload button. Make sure not to cause trolling problems and stuff, because honestly, all these cannabis shows are going to be really disadvantaged. You know what I mean? Like when YouTube basically makes a decision that they're not going to make any money off an entire segment, it's going to be very easy for them just to delete that entire segment, in my opinion. So they're going to deprioritize us at the very best. Honestly, they're going to basically keep, keep us off the, you know, when you finish a video or whatever, they'll give you your recommended blah, blah, blah. None of our channels will probably be on there. So. If you guys like these channels, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, honestly, share it. Tell your friends. If you guys have weed friends, if you guys have grower friends, if you have uh, wine friends or whiskey friends or anything else, I'm always honestly trying to, I, I'm always meaning to frankly go out and kind of cold call, honestly, a lot of these like whiskey companies, beer companies and stuff, just to get them kind of in, in the discussion because the whole idea of these shows was to integrate all this stuff. If you guys know those people, frankly, Please let them, you know, let them know that we're interested in talking to them. They're welcome to come on the show. They're welcome to come on as a guest or as even a, a panelist. Just come shoot the shit for a little bit. They don't have to be a weed person. You know, they can come on Whiskey Wednesday and they have a shot, a shot with us or, you know, a sip with us or something and uh, tell us about their deal. So, folks, uh, uh, help channels like this to help the little guy basically oh, grow. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy for the big guy to grow, but if, to help the little guy. Cheers, folks, by the way. If anyone knows someone that, like, is a gourmet chef that incorporates cannabis, like in the meals, I would love to speak to him. Right on. That's a good right one. here, buddy. Nice, D. Right on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you guys are enjoying the show, by the way, uh, like I said, you know, like, share, subscribe. But if you guys would like to listen into the show, please go check us out over at uh, Chronic Table at your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, Spotify has been nailing it lately. That's kind of the number one platform lately for us. Uh, iTunes podcasts, Apple podcasts. Uh, Amazon podcast been doing all right. Let's see here. Pandora, a few other places. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on a few of those places. If we're not, let me know. Maybe there's some way for me to uh, get it figured out. Podbean's a little bit frustrating the way there, there's some kind of a glitch. So I can't always know that my thing, that my podcast is there until I actually go there. It's really frustrating. Anyway, so if you guys like a specific podcasting, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, I can't even think of the distribution programs now. Caster. Whatever. If you guys like a particular podcasting platform and we're not on there, and you guys would like us to be there, please let me know. Otherwise, look for Chronic Table. And uh, same story, basically. Like, share, subscribe. It'd be really helpful uh, for my channel. It'd be also helpful for uh, uh, everybody else that you basically know. Anytime that you do like, share, and subscribe, those weed channels, uh, it helps them tremendously. Any of the small channels, honestly. If you guys are into you know, mycology or anything else, it is disproportionately helpful when you basically spend some time with those channels very easy for those big channels to already grow. You know, they're already in front of eyeballs and everything else. Very challenging for small channels to grow. So you guys like them? Help them grow. Uh, let's see here. What am I forgetting? Uh, this month's photo contest is already live, folks. Uh, Fumi's photo contest. Same rules as, as usual. Uh, basically, new post. You know, new reel. Uh, just today, I basically opened up my Instagram two or three times, and I noticed literally my entire feed was reels. 
So I was like, all right, Instagram's not been fucking around. They're not a they're not a photo sharing platform anymore, and they're completely deprioritizing. If you go to photos. my, if you specifically go to my page, it just kind of I started to turn my Instagram into reels. It just it's happening. It is. That's what they want. That's what they want. So I and guess I you know, folks, likes. you know. That's it, man. And it's, it's, yeah, exactly. D, I have the same response, man. Do you guys have any of, like, the top 10 posts that I was scrolling through? Do you guys have any idea how much work it was like Candid Kush and a few of these other people doing, like, uh, 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 individual photo stacked videos, basically, of these gorgeous oh, wow. plants? Like, this is a level of, of, like, other people cannot accomplish that same thing. Like, literally, like, a few thousand photos that the guy then combined in, you know, Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere or whatever, and they're all edited. Jesus Christ, that's what Instagram wants, but I don't, all right, all right, that's what Instagram wants right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not expecting you to do any of that kind of craziness. That is ludicrous. But uh, for what it's worth, uh, be creative, be uh, ingenious, be, uh, 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 I don't know, intrepid or whatever. Uh, surprise us with interesting, fun photos. Throw them down over at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Follow the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. That's basically my other page. Uh, it's kind of the, I don't know, the, 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 the mother organization or whatever of this group, basically. Uh, we used to meet in person. Hopefully we'll meet in person again one of these days. Anyway, uh, so follow Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Create a new post, real photo, whatever, uh, and then tag me at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. And also use the hashtag Fumi's Photo Contest. It'd be very helpful because sometimes I don't see stuff. Uh, what's up, Noob Grows? Uh, North Coast uh, North Coast Genetics. I grew some cheers, guys. Billy Martin in the house. What's going on? Uh, Dirty Indigo already in the house. What's going on, my friend? Uh, welcome, folks. Uh, let's see. What am I forgetting already? Well, I already forget something. Uh, there was some announcement that I'm completely fucking forgetting. Yeah, before the, the Seco, there was something else that I'm forgetting, but I guess it's not, it's not coming to my head. Uh, D, what you got there, my friend? Tell us all about it. I got some Morgana here, which you can also oh, pick Primadoro.com. But were you thinking of the the uh, other uh, website there, Buy Me a Coffee at, at Primadoro? You know what? I was not, but that's a good reminder. Thank you. Uh, if you guys would like to, for example, it doesn't have to be anonymous, I don't think, but if you guys would like to anonymously support the show or whatever else, evidently you can over at Fumadoro. Let's see. Do I have a link for it here somewhere that I can put it in the chat? Uh, do you have one, D? That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, right. it is. It's buy me a coffee forward slash Fumidoro. So basically, just like the the name of the seed company. I'm going to throw it down here in the uh, the YouTube chat, folks. If you guys are unfamiliar with our YouTube chat, honestly, uh, come by, say hello. Uh, if you're watching this video, I sometimes forget to say this. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. If you guys are watching this video, let's say I don't know for the first time, or maybe you're not uh, super savvy with YouTube, but hey, you know, welcome. You know, honestly, like YouTube's a great place. Has a lot of crappy stuff on it too, of course, as any place does, but there's a lot of really wonderful stuff on YouTube. Uh, welcome. Uh, scroll down if you have a phone or a computer or whatever else. Usually you have to scroll down to basically like it'll be past your selected likes. Like you end up scrolling further than you think you do, and you're like, I'm still scrolling. Like, what, what, what the hell? Anyway, keep scrolling, and then at the very bottom, it'll be like YouTube comments. And once you click that, for whatever reason, for the rest of your life, it'll be open basically. So if you've never done that, basically, you might not even know that YouTube has comments. Wouldn't you know it? You wouldn't know who Billy Martin is and Noob Bros and Mike Atomic Skier and D and all these guys. Uh, folks, if you guys would like to say hello and be on the show and everything else, everybody that's ever on the show basically started in the comments, except for me, of course, it's my channel. But everybody else, D, Smashed, uh, Wes Engine, all these guys that basically pop by, uh, they all started in the comments and then basically they, they joined us. They hopped on one day and, you know, bullshitted with us. So you guys are welcome to join us. You don't have to be expert growers or I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? You don't have to have a PhD in horticulture or something else. Like this show is basically open for everybody. We like to have 
uh, an open and friendly discussion. And, and uh, more than anything, we like to sift through the bullshit as opposed to piling it on. You know what I mean? So if you're here to come by and learn and, and share something or even ask a good question or whatever, whatever else, you're absolutely welcome to come here. Uh, you're not welcome if you're coming here to, to to start a fight or something like that. You know what I mean? We'll just fucking ban you. But if you're here to come and, you know, just honestly have a, a spirit of, uh, you know, curiosity and, and uh, inquisitiveness and, and just friendliness and everything else and come chill, you know, come for a chill puff and everything else, you're 100% welcome to join us. A lot of us um, kind of put the bro science to the test while we've been growing. You know what I mean? We've all done our own little in-house experiments and figured out which way works for you. Or for us, the best. But like, like I always tell people, you can ask me anything, and if I don't know the answer, it definitely. We'll try to find it. That's for sure. We can also try to give you the wrong answer. I always joke about that. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> we won't. We won't. Des- we won't like on purpose give you the wrong answer. But uh, oh, you never know. Uh, but uh, welcome, LG folks. Uh, well, cheers, buddy. Uh, what was I going to say? No, seriously, if you guys would like to come on here. We often have real experts that come on here, you know, Clackamas Coot, Pote, and all kinds of different people that come on here. So if you guys do have a question, there are usually uh, uh, people that can answer it pretty authoritatively. But even so, uh, we can we can pretty well guarantee that we're going to be able to answer it in some way. I keep having a hiccup and stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, uh, welcome to Hop on the Show. I think I just uh, posted the link, but I forgot to pin it. So here we go. There's the Zoom link, uh, folks. Uh, you guys are welcome to come on here. Uh, as Wes often says, we are totally interested in having uh, fresh faces come on here. So you guys don't have to feel like, uh, oh, if you've never been on here, you're not welcome or something. We're totally interested in fresh faces. Like I said, we're really not interested in people being dipshits and douchebags and stuff like that. Other than that, if you are not any of those things, you're 100% welcome to come on the show. Uh, we used to say, come hang, don't show your wang, but that was probably people probably get new out about mask. that. Like, yeah. Right. Noob should come on here, man, with a, like a, like a vegetable mask, man. He's super into vegetables and peppers and stuff. He's got to get like that. He's doing FPJs and everything. Dude, oh, he's been doing those for a long time. Yeah. What did like, he do today? Uh, carrot. FPJ. Purple carrots. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Two hours. They were already gone. But I've yep. never seen, yeah, I've never seen him on, uh, uh, on the YouTube channel. So, well, we'll see. Maybe one of these days we can get him out of the, uh, out of the grow closet, as they speak, uh, just like uh, Tom Cruise will get him out of the grow closet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, like I said, uh, oh, Fumidor, uh, before I pass it off to uh, uh, Smashed and, and uh, D here, ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at Fumidoro.com. This is my uh, website over there. Uh, I built uh, pretty much everything you see here. I took all the pictures, read everything, grew everything. Had an interesting discussion with a friend of mine today. I don't know if he wants to, uh, I don't know if he's watching the show, honestly, but he was DMing me before the show and there were some shenanigans where uh, he selected a male and then gave it to a friend of his. And I probably already said too much, but uh, yeah, there, there's none of those shenanigans here. I selected pretty much everything you guys see. Uh, in future generations, you will see me take in some clones, but the males will pretty much always be mine. Uh, there, are, I actually have one male right now from a friend that I'm thinking about using in the future breed round because it's just so delightful. And I've been looking through that gear and all I can find is males. I feel like the seed gods are telling me, like, this friend of mine gave me some seeds and all I can find is males. And honestly, they're all delightful. But uh, it wasn't what I was looking for at the time. I was like, dude, I want a female so I can flower it, maybe even seed it up or whatever. Every single fucking one is a male. But anyway, uh, like I say, maybe the seed gods are telling me something. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this first round of, of seeds that you see here, this first public round anyway, is uh, all my work. Basically, I selected everything from uh, uh, seed, didn't run any clones from anybody else. So, for example, uh, Lime River Rose, that was um, 
uh, selection. These were actually testers. Uh, several of these were testers from uh, Subcool that actually he launched. So for example, Kaffir Lime, it was a, a tester that he sent out and he actually launched it with my pictures. Uh, so if, if you ever bought a commercial pack of Kaffir Lime, that was probably my pictures on the website or on the CPAC or anything else. Uh, this was uh, Black Lime Reserve by Jack the Ripper. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cross. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, mostly lime came through. You know, you might ask yourself like, oh, if you cross a lime and a lemon, you know, somebody the other day, I think on, on this show or maybe on Potent's show was asking, Hey, what's the difference between the lime and lemon terms? Can you really tell the difference? There is a difference. I mean, uh, I suppose there's plenty of lemon lime in this world, but I'm talking about lemon and I'm talking about lime. So Jack, the Ripper is noticeably famously lemon and black lime reserve is noticeably famously lime, like a green ass lime, right? Like a margarita lime. Uh, the two of them together, the Jack the Ripper blended a lot of the the, the, the uplifting, that kind of lemon haze, uh, uh, high, that structure, everything else. I think this is actually maybe the Morgana right there. That one, I think, I think that one is the, the Lime River Rose right there. Or maybe it's the other way around. Anyway, one wow. of those was Morgana. One of those was Lime River Rose, right? Like big old freaking plants. Uh, anyway, uh, that was when they were a little bit younger. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what was I going to say? Almost everybody has told me that, especially this cross has come out pretty much just lime, lime, lime. Uh, some sour lime, but mostly lots of sweet phenotypes, candy, uh, lime sorbet one came out. Uh, I think Wes Engine and somebody else did get a very similar cut to the mom, which was uh, lime popsicle. A couple people were like, oh yeah, it's like a lime popsicle. Good structure. Uh, this gentleman right here had some PM problems outdoor in a wet climate. So, you know, perhaps I need to work on the PM resistance a little bit, but indoors, I've heard no problems. Uh, a lot of folks have uh, run these already and I'm so far out here and pretty good things. Honestly, I haven't heard any bad things except for that one guy with the PM. What can you do? Gonna work on that in the future. But other than that, my friends, Lime River Rose has been a freaking stunner. You guys are gonna hear a lot more of that in the future. Morgana, of course, you've probably heard me uh, talking about it. I'm really fond of Morgana. You, you, you're going to hear a lot more about her. You're going to hear uh, of, uh, I guess I probably shouldn't yeah. say too much, but you're going to hear of multiple versions of Morgana, allegedly, in the future, uh, multiple different directions with her. So I think it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting story to tell. Let's put it that way, basically. I've really enjoyed it. The testers and, and now also customers have really started to enjoy it. And Last month's winner, honestly, from uh, the photo contest was D with a picture of uh, Morgana, and he's gotten the to smoke his now. So that's really fun to see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at uh, Morgana. Take a look at Dread Persephone too, if you want. Probably uh, people sometimes ask, you know, people ask different questions and I, I have to, I've, I've been meaning to do this. It's, it's on my list. I'm absolutely going to do it, folks. Um, to remind me, honestly, don't, don't be ashamed to remind me sometimes to, to you know, politely, hey, what about, uh, I need to basically compile a list. What's the most sedative? What's the least sedative? What's the fastest? What's the slowest? Uh, what's the, this first round, I have to be honest, most of them are comparably similar because they all share a father, but there are still uh, big differences. For example, Dread Persephone has definitely that ghost of G in her uh, uh, lineage. And then, you know, I select basically the, the sugar tits one, a very heavy stone, like a very OG stone without any of the kind of gassy OG. So I was looking for a peculiar thing anyway, but I passed on a lot of that kind of heavy high. So a lot of folks have been saying, Hey man, this is actually somewhat uh, stony and sedative as opposed to let's say uh, lime root. Well, actually lime river rose uh, kind of half and half, but as opposed to let's say black Prince Ruby, not all that stony, not all that sedative, a lot more uplifting, a lot more, you know, relaxing, but uplifting kind of daytime or even, you know, 
take your girlfriend out to dancing kind of thing, you know, not so much play video games, you know, chunked out on the couch, basically, you know, Netflix and chill. This is more like go out on the town, have fun, shoot the shit with your buddies. Uh, Thousand One Nights has kind of surprised me because every time I smoke it, actually, I'm about to smoke the first joint of the show. I'm going to smoke some Thousand One Nights. A couple different phenotypes I've had. Every single one of them leaves me a little bit confused. I'm like, what? Huh? What was I talking about? Uh, in a good way, but in, a, in like an uplifting confusion. So if you're kind of interested in uplifting confusion, take a look. Uh, so these are some of the trichome heads from the, the the mom, actually the Ruby Jack number eight. You're definitely going to hear more about uh, Thousand and One Nights as well. So frankly, most of these, honestly, you guys are going to hear a lot more from. So uh, if you guys are interested in package deals, this is the, the time of year for uh, package deals. Check out the West Engine Swindle, arguably the best deal. Three packs for 75 bucks. Uh, basically everything except for Morgana uh, and I guess Charybdis as well. If you'd like Morgana. Uh, 30 seeds basically of Morgana at least. And then uh, Morgana and her two friends. Uh, this is a nice one because you get a pack of her and pack of, let's say, you, you basically pick the other two Lime River Rose or Dread Persephone or Black Prince Ruby, whatever else. Folks, check out uh, the website. If you guys would like to uh, uh, take advantage, please take advantage of the coupon code BRAINS with a Z uh, in honor of D-Zombie, B-R-A-I-N-Z, ladies and gentlemen. 14% off bikinis for Siberia, one word, also 14% off. Laser Snake, I believe, is 14% off. And uh, I think that's it for now. That's all I can remember right at the moment. Uh, D, speaking of brains, what's going on, my friend? Welcome. What's the good word? Are the brains fresh today? There we go. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on, everybody? Panel, what's going on? Fumi and uh, Smashed and Chat. No chat mode in there right now, but I will be shortly. I'm smoking on my Gorilla Gas, like always, and some Morgana, and a little bit of everything else I got. I got a groove from the summer. Um, not much else to say, I guess. I don't got a garden going or nothing. Just got to keep the brains going. Anyway, cheers. What's going on, Smasher? Uh, nothing. Just, look, just helping someone in chat. Um, they were lighting questions. If you want to look at it. Um, just wondering. They got, got a 650-watt light. All right. Smash Cannabis. Hey, what's up? Smash Cannabis. Super on Instagram. Garden's doing good. I'll go down there a little bit. We'll show everyone if, if it's really slow tonight. Go down there, I'll do some do some work and I'll show you guys what's up. But yeah, we had a question, so I'd rather just get ready. I'm just looking like at uh, Billy Wonka's question right here. So Billy Wonka said, Hey Fumi, whose sugar tits are you talking about? I've got a few sugar tits in veg from goat and monkey seeds. Uh that's oh, pretty yeah. funny. Uh so for the longest time, nobody else had another uh cross. I actually checked you know, a couple times. Uh it was a, a tester from Subcool, and then the basically the the, the tester of or the the breeder of his that put the cross together, I'm pretty I'm 95% sure it was Badger didn't want to use that name and didn't want to breed that cross again. So basically that cross kind of died on the vine when unfortunately a lot of shit happened to Subcool. You know, a lot of people know what happened to Subcool. So basically it was sent out to me though. Like I have the pack, it said sugar tits on it. And I thought it was a hilarious name. Honestly, I was like, dude, I can't run this. At first I was like, I can't run this shit. But he actually specifically said, please run this, please run Cuvée, please run sugar tits. And I was like, for fuck's sake. But all right, fine. So basically, I ran it, and I actually love the strain and everything else. I've gotten really like fond of the name. So frankly, it's it's Subcool's Sugar Tits, but it was never released. Basically, it was an unreleased uh, tester, pretty much. But uh, uh, so I kept like I only had I don't know two five packs or whatever. So pretty much, I only kept like the phenotypes that I selected. Basically, how dumb is that? But it is what it is. 
I need to start keeping things more, but it just kind of wasted a number spot. So I kind of never did it, especially like. Do you, uh, so some states are different. Uh, and then of course, if you have like a medical card and stuff, some states are really forgiving with like veg card, like veg plans. Well, all plans count. Oh, that sucks. It's terrible. Doesn't matter what stage. That's kind of why I got into the feminine seed because it's just easy. I know what mm-hmm. they are. I haven't had an instinct where they've gone crazy. You know what I mean? Um, that's such a, I mean, that's such a savage way to do it. And it's such an uneducated way to do it. You know, it shows that the people at the top just really don't know, don't care. And I've said this before, you know, like the, the, the government officials, they're, com- they're completely clueless about this stuff, man. And not even necessarily, you don't have to say it, it's in a bad way. Like a lot of those people are just completely disconnected from weed they don't growing. Even know you know what I mean? Just, yeah, like, so what does a city councilman know about They growing, know what a leaf you know looks I mean? like because it's yeah, exactly. a fucking... It's an image, but like they might not even like, be anti weed. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. They might not even be anti weed. And they're like, "Oh, bro, we're so progressive because we have a twelve plant policy." And nobody has told them that that's actually bad because you need seedlings, you need veg plants, you need to have like male and female uh, numbers so that you can because you, know, you only flower out the females. On and on and on. You know? Yeah, it definitely should have an offset for like seedlings and stuff until you figure it. Because I love regular, like regular photo period seeds. Right. I love them. They're fun to play with. But, like, when you're running stuff for medicine, and, like, I do have the one patient, so it's not just my medicine, it's easier just to do the feminine seed and then have a stockpile, and then I can play with some regular seeds. You know what I mean? Because I'll have the spots open up that I cut down. I'll, I'll pop some regular seeds, and I'll be able to chop some males, and it just kind of keeps going like that for a little bit. Welcome, Bugsy. By the way, speaking of seeds and uh, all that kind of stuff. Thanks, Come anyway. on. I'm smoking on my uh, harvest of the indica now as well, which is the uh, Vian Louie. King Louie? King Louie. It's, it's a mix with King Louie. It's a cross. It's I called Vian Louie. Right on. Yeah. I'm now smoking that and the Sour Dream. Sour Dream. Sounds fun. So, I had a, well, let's talk about what we have coming up in our gardens. Like, what do you got going? What's new? What are you interested in? You can go first, Bucky, since you're already on the spot. I'm going to build my first indoor grow ever this year. Right now, I'm working on it, and uh, I've always been an outdoor grow every year for a long, long time, and this will be my first indoor grow. I've got three lights now. i got a big 650 water and two 100 waters, and I'm going to set up a tent or a grow room in the lock out where the utility room is. I haven't completely oh, decided you, what, yeah, whether I'm going to put a tent in there or not. Or just, just build my, a room. Like I bought a tent. I can tell you from experience, I bought a tent and I hate it. I mean, I, I'm happy I, I got bigger, but I just wish I built, I went to the, uh, <clears throat> to the room or fast, faster. Bring said, take a shot on her. I took a shot. Cheers, Uh, Thank you very much, by the way. Welcome, Fly. 
Uh, folks, you're welcome to hop on, by the way. Welcome. Holy shit, that's good. Yeah, good, man. I love when I love when you take a shot and you're like uh, most of the time when you take a shot it's just some like uninteresting liquor you know but like when you take a shot of something that's like sippable <laughs> like then you have all this aftertaste and your mouth is cutting like all like cherries and stuff god damn that's good you know that no one counts my plants other than me it's just I don't know I just like staying on the legality side of it just better it's so ridiculous you know like uh, somebody just has to every, every once in a while i'll say this you know what i mean like out loud somebody just has to say that it's it's just dumb to worry about plant numbers you know and i mean we're not saying anything revolutionary better. all the growers are nodding you know what i mean we're speaking to the fucking choir but anybody that's listening in that's not paying attention or whatever else like this is something that is bothersome to us and it doesn't really <clears throat> it's not something that solves a problem i think that people think that they're solving you know what i mean like it doesn't solve uh illegal production or it doesn't solve the cartel issues or any kind of underground growing or any of that stuff. It just basically disadvantages like some poor schlub who's pretty much trying to grow some weed for, you know, themselves and their girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't really do much of anything, you know, like all we ever do is share weed with like our very best friends. You know what I mean? Like the people that are producing at scale, they don't want to smoke you know I mean? weed anyway, What's that it? are adults that want to smoke weed anyway. Yeah, I mean the people that this is this is a real thing though. Like the people that are already in the commercial scene, you know, underground or above ground, they don't focus the same way on numbers already for one reason or another. The, the legal people obviously they have much higher numbers for their their uh, uh, licenses, and the illegal people are already taking a big risk anyway, doing you know interstate and everything. So they're like, what the fuck does a number meter mean? You know what I mean? So it doesn't affect their life, but it does affect basically people who have let's say uh, child custody. Like any number of people have basically DM me like this is a real issue in my life because I have like child custody issues and if my fucking witch of an ex-wife finds out da 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 like I'll never see my kids again. Yeah. Like, this is a real fucking thing. Yeah, so like this, that kind of yeah, stuff is absolutely. really ridiculous, you know. It's just I don't know. I guess since I was a drug addict and I did everything not by the book, I like doing it by the book now. Like I barely even speed when I drive. I yell at people for driving too fast when I'm in the car. I don't like it. Like, I don't like, I don't want to endanger myself. I don't want to have any interactions with someone I didn't plan on that day. I laugh like, at him and say, you go, hot rod. <laughs> I say, let me out of the, I say, let me out of the car. Unless I, like, I will, I'll go 10 over the speed limit at the most. No, I mean, when I'm driving and some guy passed me going too fast. I, yeah, I just slap that and say, you go, hot rod. I don't get it. Like, you're on the highway and people are swerving in and out of traffic. Why? Why? It makes no sense to cut, like, come in between this close to cars in and out of traffic. Do you ever see those? Yeah, you ever see those YouTubers that are driving like 120 miles or maybe they're like Instagrammers or whatever. Yeah, you'll see like there? a, I, I guess I see it on Reddit. You know, people will post this stuff and the dude's driving 120 miles an hour listen to some cool music and like just sweet. It's always like a Beamer or something just yeah, in been. and out of cars. And I'm just like, that looks great. Except for you're endangering literally everyone everyone. the entire fucking road. Like, yeah. and, I mean, like they, they have no idea what the consequences of hitting someone at 120 fucking miles an hour are. Time to do that kind of stuff. is late at night when no one's on the road or ever. And when is that anymore? Holy shit. Like when is there no one on the road? Like I at three o'clock in the morning, there's going to be like a, a janitor cleaning lady. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, unless you go to drivers, like, uh, you name Oklahoma, it. Oklahoma, fucking street sweeper. 
Right? Yeah, unless you go to Oklahoma yeah. or Arizona where there's fucking desert in between areas. There are places here where you can find places to drive. That's, That's for fucking sure. That's oh yeah, same but thing. There also Oklahoma. there are also places on the dirt that you can go that's smooth enough to drive your car where you can drive 35, 45 and feel like you're doing 100 miles an hour going oh, yeah. and take turns where you're fucking, you know, doing your drift and shit. It's all safe with, because you're doing 35 miles an hour, you know? I used to love driving an Audi <laughs> in the winter just because of that. No one was ever... It was, I could literally back out of my spot and let the sub their stuff out. So I would just back out and start driving when no one was on the road. That's kind of... I would go down to like an open parking lot that has a big cloud in it. Around. I mean, Sandwich B is actually saying the obvious. No, no, no. The time and place is on the track. I mean, that is true, honestly. Like, it's so fun. Especially, honestly, like, I hate to say it. Like, I was I was walking... And this is probably stupid. People are going to groan when I say this, but Dude, it's, it's kind of a real thing now that I'm thinking about it. Like, uh, I was walking through Costco the other day and I was just like, you know, they're trying to sell the TVs. They're basically setting up the whole TV section basically for Black Friday and they have 85,000 freaking TVs and they were doing uh, promos for something you can't even buy because of all the supply chain problems. But they were doing promos for the PlayStation 5 and I think probably the Gran Turismo and it looked so fucking real uh, like so yeah, real. Like, so now, so bro. so real it's so racing such a thing now it's crazy but i was just thinking to myself like dude why take the chance that you're gonna fucking kill somebody not to mention yourself like a lot of people are oh okay, fun. but i mean like wh- why take a chance of you know killing yourself instead of just racing on a sim or something and i realize it's not the same because it's not the same as driving fast and everything i'm not a fucking idiot but i mean they've gotten so good that you don't really have to risk your life to 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 do something super fun because who doesn't like to drive yeah, fast, man. you know? But look at there's one right close to me, dude. If you want to drive fast and you have the urge to, you can fucking rent a supercar and go to a track for a day. This is in New Hampshire, I think, and they're all over the country. And you would destroy your own car. No, you get insurance on their cars. Hmm. So this is where they have them, and they're all over the place. You can uh, cars. Yeah, there's a place here called Bondurant School of Racing. You can go, and they'll teach you tricks and shit. So here you go. This is what you can rent if you have some money to like. It's not even that expensive. That's the thing. It's a little expensive. What is it like? Three hundred bucks an hour for those? No, you get a day. I think. Oh, is it a day? Still though. But look, this one sixty nine. That, that's all it is, like three hundred bucks. For, oh, but it's just starting. There's a sixty nine dollar one. And then just don't crash it. Yeah, but there's other ones. There's race schools you can go to. There's drift events you can go to. Those look super fun. Where they have the the drift schools, where they have all the wheels on. Um, they have all four wheels on like wheel systems. So oh, like, you learn funky. how to slide and stuff. That looks so funky. We used to. So my. Like I told you guys, my dad used to do driver safety and shit. So they never had that style. What they did is they flooded half of the course and they would drive down and they would pull the e-brake and they would get the student in, into a, a slide situation because they had a, like, a steering wheel and a, like controls on the passenger side also. It's really interesting. That's how I learned how to drive. Like my dad putting me on his like lap when I was a kid i was driving before i could touch the pedals 
Uh, listen to this, dude. An NFL player just killed a girl, rear-ending her at 156 miles an hour in a vet while drunk. The fuck? Uh, dude, in, in um, like, California, it's a thing where they shut down, like, an intersection, and people just burn out some shit. Like, donuts and, like, burnouts, and there's people trying to get really close to the cars. Man, those are the fucking idiots. Hmm. I think one of the biggest races in the world is actually in Germany and they shut down a road and they like park cars miles back so the cops can't get to it. Buddy Kilowatt is uh, operating counterpoint says, uh, fuck all that. I got a Hellcat and drive exactly how I feel. Catch me if you can. (laughs) Has anyone ever uh Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just coughing. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, has anyone ever seen Ghost Rider? That guy's fucking crazy. I'm not talking about the uh, Marvel characters or anything like that. I'm talking about like the guy that will in a big fancy fast car or motorcycle. He'll freaking fly around till the cops start chasing him. He'll get away from them, and then he'll purposely slow down till the cops catch up again, and then he'll take off on them again. Give him the finger and shit. And fuck you. This is a big troll. I mean, uh, yeah, but I bet you even Bud Kilowatt's not like being a dick. There's driving that like on a nice car and getting your time to go fast, and there's just being a ricer. That's what we call them, just revving excessively, just showing off like people are looking at you, so you fucking do a donut or burn the tires or something. Uh, Roland Cole. That's my. I don't like that. That has to be tuned. Like my buddy drives a diesel, and I'll take a like video of it for you guys. It doesn't smoke at all. A little bit when he gets on it. It's a six O turbo diesel. When you roll coal, you have to literally. It's either you have a fucking heavily modified engine, but you don't. I don't understand. Like, it's out of tune though. I don't know, not necessarily because I watch like drag racing with diesels and they're literally all black smoke. Well, but like, I mean, you that's can't see them. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't know exactly. I knew for a while that like you had to tune your car, but I think, or detune your truck, but I think like get to a certain level and like compound turbos and stuff. And I mean, the racers, I guess now I think about it, the racers have everything disconnected. They have the mufflers disconnected. They have the, yeah. the, the, the basically all filtration con, uh, disconnected yeah, and around right to the, the maximum hood. possible to get as much power as possible to the wheels. The guys who are doing rolling coal, they're rolling coal. They're not revving it to fucking 8,000 RPMs and on and on and on. They've just detuned their motors so that it just fucking belches bullshit, basically. Yeah. There was a video the other day of like some dude rolling coal into a restaurant. I was like, oh, I've seen that. Control. That's fucked up. That shit. So if you ever been near that stuff, it chokes you up. Yeah, Same gross. thing if you ever run like methanol or nitro in an engine, like it chokes you up when you fucking get near the exhaust. In other words, don't huff it. Like uh, I was looking at methanol injection today for engines. Uh. <laughs> Oh, cannabis, not methanol. I thought you were going to say methanol injection for bike riding or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ethanol, I guess. Now that I think about it. 
I, I, don't, do that I would love to do like make like an e-skateboard, like a really fast one or something. I'm still waiting for an honest to God hoverboard. Some of the I, audience apparently rides hoverboards, but I'm talking about like a Marty McFly hoverboard. They made one. It just has to be done on a certain surface. Yeah, that doesn't count. Do you see the one one wheels and the unicycles? One cool. wheel cycles. They're fuck you up, but they're fun as hell once you get used. To it. Oh yeah, I, I wonder how many people basically just don't show their broken teeth and everything with their one wheels. You know, like there's just there's no way they never wear helmets. They never ever wear helmets. <laughs> I just uh, speaking of tuning, I actually just took my bike to to REI and got it tuned up. I was blown away how like out of tune it was. And I thought it was okay. literally, I have to look through every single one of these seasons until I find the right one. Anyway, uh, it was crazy how like quiet it is now, but uh, what was I going to say like uh, all the helmets? I, w- I went and actually bought a new helmet because my helmet was super old. And I bought this stupidly expensive helmet that was like half the price of all the other expensive helmets. Uh, but I was just thinking to myself, like, nobody ever buys, I never, I never see anybody wearing these fucking things. Like, I, there was a whole section of helmets. Depending on where you go. They all cost a fucking fortune. I, I, I don't know, I guess that's, that probably, those two things don't come together. I'm just pissed off about how much fucking bike helmet costs. But I'm oh, just like, nobody now. ever wears these fucking things. And I'm just like, you're literally like a fleshy human body. Your only protection from the world is an internal skeleton. Like an internal skeleton. Not an external skeleton. And you won't bounce off shit. You know what I mean? And these people are dry. I saw a guy basically taking one of those e-scooters on the, uh, uh, not on the highway, but it was basically, he was driving like 35 miles an hour on just like a regular road, like a regular, oh, yeah, no they helmet, no nothing. And I was like, the fuck is wrong with people mentally? Like, seriously. I don't know. That's like, that's like someone riding a motorcycle with the helmet that's right. just like a bike helmet. Right. They or know no if they crash. Yeah. yeah. They know if they crash, they're not safe. They know. I mean, I was kind of, I wore a helmet always on a bike and a skateboard and stuff, but I was dumb and I never wore a helmet snowboarding. I just, I don't know. I just never, I just never brought a helmet with me. Oh my I God. Had, like, That's pretty bad too. Yeah. I think you can get pretty whacked. Well, especially when I mean, you people think like, oh, it's snow or whatever, but I mean, your head hits stuff pretty hard. Oh, especially you if you're trying to do rails or fucking... Like jumps and shit. They used to have this section at my, the mountain. It was three big jumps in a row. So you would hit one, land, get ready for the next one, land, and it was like kind of offset hills like this. It was it was really cool. The fuck are we looking at? Bacon covered something. Hey, you're gonna make people hungry, bro. Already. Oh, this yeah. is from Potent. This is a slow cooked turbo conducan. <laughs> turbo conducan. He says, "Be jealous in a wine reduction." It's uh, like in a plastic bag, so he's cu- he's cooking it. What is it called? Uh, on papillote or whatever. Um, what is a turbo conducan? I don't know. A duck. Chicken stuffed in a duck stuffed in a turkey. Other way around, duck stuck in a chicken. A duck's bigger than a chicken, though, I would think. Depending on the size. But I guess you'd fit wherever, yeah, exactly. You'd fit wherever you can fit it, I suppose. Um, I mean, whatever fits in what, yeah. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the cooking show. Or I got a hub? gnat. <laughs> I hate when that happens. And you're the only one that can see it too. I had a few weeks yeah. ago, I had like this, uh, what was it? Um, rove beetles. I had rove beetles flying around here and they look like little tiny scorpions. So not only like were they annoying, but they, they don't fly like a fungus gnat. They, they kind of look at you because I guess they're a little bit smarter maybe. I don't know. And they look like a little tiny, like you, you can see them up close. They look like a little tiny flying scorpion because their tail kind of goes up. <laughs> and it was the weirdest fucking thing because it was just fly here and just kind of listen to me. And so I'd be talking on the show and there's just this little bug just kind of flying, looking at me, looking at it. And I'd wave it away. The fucking thing would fly right back and look at me. <laughs> but <clears throat> bacon weed probably like land on cattle by following their uh their uh their breath maybe that's probably what was going on it was following their breath. are you saying that my breath smells like a cow's ass no, no it's just heat signature maybe, maybe. i think you were saying that I'm I think insulted. it's carbon dioxide. Or carbon I think you're right. Dioxide. That's how the, the mosquitoes. Those bashes That's what I was saying. Pretty much. I actually have like, I bought, it's like a, a bug zapper, but it doesn't zap. I think, or it might zap, but it attracts, it creates CO2 to attract the insects, which is interesting. Because I was like, what if I... I'm doing it. You know me. I'm just like, can I put this in a grow? Put that in your fucking grow. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, maybe. Catch the bugs and gas out CO2. And then the uh, actually worth talking about, uh, 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 like, uh, not even just typing it. Bolus Seeds asked, how much the bike tune up uh, run me? Probably what kind of bike? My bike tune up, I guess. Just a mountain bike. Uh, not like a. a, a Harley or something, but I'm talking like a bicycle, yeah. yeah. Uh, but at REI, you know, they don't do R- uh, Harleys at REI. But I don't know, I've had this bike for ages and ages, and, and uh, for years I didn't ride it, uh, you know, for a few different reasons. But uh, anyway, I thought, you know, this is the time to ride it, basically. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to, to go out with my camera and all kinds of stuff, you know what I mean? So I'd be, I thought it'd be super fun, but th- there was no getting around it. The bike was literally like 25 or 26 or 27 years old. Like, I kind of thought maybe it was a piece of shit or something. And this is kind of a fun part of the story, honestly. But uh, it's definitely it definitely shows it like i took europe with me when i was studying there and brought it back i've taken it other places and it's like shipped in an airplane and hasn't it's gotten tuned by like people who don't really know you know what i mean like people who me like looked it up in a book one time and so like everything kind of sort of worked but i mean you know like everything was louder and rubbed and da 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 so taking it back i think it was like 83 or 84 bucks with the, the discount like if you remember uh, so it's like 90 or 100 bucks no like 90 something bucks maybe uh, if you're not a member, which is, you know, it's, it's on the expensive side, honestly, for a tune-up, but they do a bunch of stuff. Not really. They cables and it's a lot yeah, of labor. They, they do a lot. Uh, like, for a bike, if you have an expensive bike, it's not that bad. Parts are more money than anything nowadays. Even not an expensive bike, and this was one of the questions I asked them, but I guess uh, my bike was on the older side. It had some, uh, some components, cables and stuff that were wearing out. So they did some flush and this and that and the other thing. So the, the, the whole tune-up cost like maybe 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Which is honestly a little bit annoying, if you have to be honest, because it's an older bike. But at the same time, like people so often think of those things as like this one cost that you buy and then you're done forever. But the reality is like any tool you really have to maintain, right? Any kind of, you know, any, how do I put this? Uh, any machine, really. You have it's to maintain, like you, you have to maintain your car, car you have to maintain. Yeah, exactly. 100,000, yeah. 100%. You have to change or your oil, you have to do this. A car runs on heat cycles. So that's why like highway miles, are different as the car's heat cycles were 
way less than someone driving in a city. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're driving in the city, you're constantly turning on and off. You're up and down and up and going down. But if you're on the highway, it just stays at working temperature. That's kind of why highway miles don't, like, they say highway miles and people understand, like, oh, okay. So it's then. I know what you mean because there's, you know, how do I put this? Um, I guess in my life, I've, I've known people who have had, well, what's a clear example of this? Maybe I'm thinking of only bad examples. I guess just vaguely speaking, I've known people who've had cars that basically wore out and, you know, at 100,000 miles, but they only ever drove in town. Like you say, like they started their car, their work is five minutes away. So the car never warmed up on and on and on. And they just go like five minute trips, five minute trips, five minute trips, always in town, and town, and town, maybe once or twice or three times a year to the coast. Whereas there were other people who basically drive an hour each direction every day and their cars would last like 200,000, 300,000 miles. And you, you might ask yourself, like, how the fuck is that? But like you said, like the car is warm. It's basically doing its thing on the, the freeway. Like it's not starting and stopping. Uh, Just working cheers. the way it's supposed to. So, uh, cheers, Thunder Dan. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Morgana went 10 for 10. They're all up in the light right now, man. Said uh, great vigor. Appreciate it, Thunder Dan. Cheers. Uh, Richard D, by the way, is talking about e-bikes. Have you guys ever uh, used those e-bikes at all? Like I was looking at them at the, the REI. I haven't had a couple of those there's a crazy shortage of bikes, apparently. Money. That's that's part of it. Yeah, they're kind of expensive. Like oh, a, so I guess like I forgot to mention that. So my my bike, uh, evidently, it's a classic. Like the, I mean, it's not a super duper classic or something, but like I bought it brand new, and that's very rare, evidently, for people to bring in like used bikes that they bought when they were kids. So like I remember the store that I bought it at. I had to call her. This is when the internet existed. It's funny to think like this was like mid nineties or whatever. So I remember like calling all over the place. Like I, 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 remember I, where like, I, got my bike. I was obsessed with bikes. And so like, I knew, Oh, I knew I wanted Schwinn and, da, da, da. and so I remember calling around everywhere to find the best price. And you know, these days you do everything online. Right. But I had to call this place and that place. Oh, it's in stock. It's not. in stock. So finally this one place ordered it for me and on and on and on. I remember like, I think that place is still in business, but anyway, long story short, the dude was like, Oh, this is a trip. It's a classic. Da, 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 da. Anyway, he apparently had fun working on it. I'm kind of mad. I wish I still had my, my bike ended up missing. Uh, well, I got older and I put it away and then it just ended up gone. Um, just like you, I picked it out. I had to go pick it up. Uh, I, I I got the mag wheels, the GT performer mag wheels. Fucking, it was a GT fucking pegs and gyre. Like, it was nice. Oh, he got the Velcro. Uh, no, man, it was cool. It was fun. Uh, oh, what was he saying? That. He was saying that uh, there's such a shortage of bikes now that they're basically having to pull like any bike that they can find. They pull it like sight unseen. And they, they pull it, it into their inventory. And uh, but new bikes, like basically everybody's looking for bikes now. I guess I don't know because of COVID or whatever else. I don't know what it is. Okay, but so, um, there's a we'll huge go shortage. Go ahead. Yeah. So the reason why e-scooters, e-bikes, bicycles have gone up so bad is because in like major cities where there's Public transportation, people don't want to go on it anymore. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, because just because they want their own thing, they just want to be in their own space now. So a lot of people are getting like e scooters. I, I was watching something, a mother and her kid, she takes her kid to school on the e scooter hmm. two miles away. And she's like, oh, she was on the news. It's like, that's kind of dangerous. She's like, we're both, we both have helmets on and it's easier for me to do two miles on this than walk it. You know what I mean? And then instead of waiting for a bus, I can just jump on the scooter and bring them to school. I don't have to wait. I don't have to get in the car. It's just easy. 
Well, and of course, they're down. doing it without helmets, probably, because I never no, they had see those people with helmets, do they? Right on. They both had bike helmets on, and they weren't going fast. They just mm-hmm. were trying to get to school, scooting along, doing what a, a scooter does. They weren't being a reckless. They were just they would like That's if cool. there was someone, they would tell them they were coming up and stuff. You know what I mean? Like when you're on these bikes and stuff, you kind of got to talk and, and and be like if you're coming up and someone's in your way, you got to tell them, hey. So they look at you because a lot of people have headphones and a lot walking on these trails and stuff. You gotta like it's pretty make yourself a positive known. experience now that you're describing oh, it. You're on like, your right, uh, on your left, right, your coming head. up. No, but I mean, like one of the things they talk about, like European cities, is they're walkable. And I'm just thinking to myself, like now, if you could, you know, American cities are famously unwalkable, right? They were all designed about around cars, but if you could somehow, it'll take time to redesign them. But if you could somehow make people. Like make it so that people can just kind of hop on a little electric scooter. I hadn't really thought of that. You know what I mean? Like instead of getting around on a subway or whatever, like you, it's still not the same. But it's I don't even. I'm thinking out loud. Yeah, they have scooters. They have e-scooters. They have it's in a lot of cities now. They're trying to like because I've seen them as basically garbage. You know, like people park these things like in front of somebody. Like one of my neighbors, there's like somebody parked their east some e-scooter like a like one of the city ones i can't remember the name of Lime, it okay. yeah whatever those fuckers they just basically parked it like right in front of somebody's car so that person is not going to have to move it like you know just move the scooter well, somebody I'll has parked that just... son of a bitch right over <laughs> <laughs> we used i used one in boston for a little bit it was the buck start <laughs> pretty good to go get around the city quick um when you don't want to buy one you ever heard of zip car there's like right this thing called Zipcar, and it was Dude, the Zipcar were, were crazy. They were all like spending Mercedes. I couldn't understand it. Like they were all the most expensive cars you could find. Oh well, we're, yeah, S class of this. Any Coopers and stuff around here for them. Oh, was it? All right. Like it was like a people probably don't even know, but it was like um better than Uber. So you had your own car. You literally had you would get like a card, and you can get into any Zip. And it would just charge it's you. It's like car sharing. Yeah. It was pretty dope. That was one of my favorites. Now there's Toro. You can rent people's cars. Oh, this is... Uh, here's more, dude. We're, uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can show this. I bet I can show this. Uh, Greeny was saying they have flying hoverboards. It's not exactly a hoverboard, but this is awesome. So freaking dangerous. But look at what this guy's doing. It's basically a drone hoverboard. Oh, wait, is this going to... Here, I'll just show it without music. Oh, yeah, it's four. Yeah. It's four. He's going to ride. He's going to surf. Look at that. He's going to surf <laughs> a drone. Really look at that shit. I mean, it's crazy dangerous. Yeah. Look at that. that is yeah, it's ridiculous. just four big propeller. No, he has it's a like lot on that one. Look at that, yeah. I seen one with like four big, big propellers. But I mean, seriously, if he loses his balance for a split second, yeah, it's going to cut him in half. <laughs> Not only that, but he's going to fall to the ground, yeah. Jesus H. Christ. Well, I mean, that's the first version, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's other versions. There's versions probably has of like, packs and shit, too. Probably has, like, five-minute battery tops. Yeah, that's the problem with these things. So they, they take a lot of power to run these at high velocity. Fly over velocity. water in case you fall. Mm. So it fucking drains a battery in 15 minutes. Of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then you got... Flying like, oh, of course, it's in, what, Dubai or something? So they're trying to tell us that I watched, um, was it? So in LA, near LAX, there was like a jet pack 
fight a person sighting. They still don't know who that guy is, yeah. So they they think the theory, the working theory right now is it's a fucking balloon. But like if you watch the video from 2020, it looks like something moving. Oh, I see like the guy. I was gonna say, is this another Shazam or is this uh, what's up, Marduber? No, nah, I feel like I've seen the guy flying around in, in videos too. But like no, I was saying yesterday, like oh, no, not in videos. Like, like I've seen him down there. by LA. There's it's a fine. there's a a drone that looks like Superman flying, but it is just a drone. Nah, this is a person like this. You can tell it's a person with a jetpack on. I told you it's Tony Stark. But a couple people see it. I think I think what happened is a couple people seen the jetpack and then a couple people seen a big jack skeleton balloon and they're trying to blame it all on that. (laughs) (laughs) The FBI is talking about it. They've had all kinds of crazy theories. Yeah, it's some some billionaire who hates Elon Musk and is a competitor and blah, 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 and all this different stuff. I've heard all kinds of stories. Well, there's the the jet things that the even even the British military are using it now. It's that one guy, uh, Hacksmith or something like that, here on YouTube. He made those oh, fucking yeah. thrusters that go on his hands. Uh, rocket. Oh, I think you're talking about. Those are kind of badass. Right. It's so like a Marines, like British Marines, using them for, to fly from boat to boat and shit. They need one of Duncan Idaho's suspensor belts, right, Marduber? I need one of oh, Yeah. Dude, I want a bush plane. Or a Sardu car? No, like one of the planes that can take off, like in the Alaskan bush. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the STOL, short takeoff and landing. Yep. You don't need much. I love those. That's, uh, one of my favorite uh, YouTube channels, uh, Trent Palmer. Uh, I guess there's like a whole community of bush pilot, yep. whatever. So there's like tons of other guys, but the one that I'm subscribed, to, I guess I'm subscribed to a couple of them. But he's the main one. one. Right? Uh, he's his plane is not even that expensive, but it's the big old fat wheels on it, basically. And he just he and his buddies pretty much go around flying wherever. There's and one with land. nitrous yeah. on it. Pardon? There's like a, a bush plane. There's like bush plane. Oh, for sure. Yeah, some of his buddies have so much money, and there was this one. Uh, uh, I can't think of the guy's name right now. Um, it keeps showing up in the guy's channel. But anyway, uh, he had this one crazy, like, red, like, vampire-looking plane, and it had everything on it. It had, like, crazy motor and crazy. I mean, it was fucking nuts. I guess I don't know. I honestly follow Great. that channel yeah, just the for the, 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 the funness of, you know, flying around in the bush and stuff. Go ahead. This guy. They use for competition. The ones they mm-hmm. use for the competition. Yeah, drag racing just and stuff. Like yeah. That's the one. Draco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, ended up crashing a couple times. It did. He ended up crashing it like twice. To crashed it once, and then brought it back, and then crashed it again. I think he ground looped it. Yeah, that thing's badass. This is one of the most. Yeah, it took off. It was a crazy short. I can't even remember. It was a crazy short amount of space. Yeah, one come into for a landing and basically it was like a up two million dollar plane though too. Land it, mm. <laughs> So, yeah, those guys do these crazy like uh, I don't even remember what it's called right now, but the the drag racing where they basically kind of fly sideways. They're flying it like just above a stall. And they, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even understand it that well. Where is that? Guys, if I could get an extra like four or five thousand, I'd buy one of those fucking uh, ultralights. That's all they cost. Holy cow! There's one that's five five thousand for the kit. Wow. 
I guess you don't need a pilot's license for those, right? Because they're unmanned. Right? Unless it's uh, multiple seats. If you fall yeah, out. Unless it's man. multiple seats. So it's under. It's only a problem if there's a passenger. Under 2,500 pounds or something like that. Like motorcycle insurance. And then they have like a certain maximum on the engine capacity. So pretty much you just max that out as much as possible. I see. I want to like I've travel. I've those trying to land on my street. And the wind was blowing so hard, they were landing going backwards. Have you ever seen the parasailers? Like, it's like a thing strapped on their back, and they have, like, a tight... Uh, yeah, we have a lot of them here in the gorge. It looks so much fun. I've never yeah, actually done not, it, but it looks like so much I'm fun. I'm not talking about the, the ones with the parachutes. We had a couple of guys that had a cart with a hand glider on the pitch. And he had the paramotor. So, so he's this is the thing. Yeah, this the, the Columbia River Gorge is where they do like all of it, pretty much. Uh, hang gliding, paragliding, parasailing, like all. You go there pretty much three 365 days a year. You see people out there. It's really kind of funny because like it'll be cold as balls and whatever. And you'll see like colorful sailboats in the Columbia River Gorge. We have, it's always, 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 always windy through there. I've always wanted <laughs> to do it, but I've been scared. So there's they're like gliders. So they, they tow hook you up with a real plane. And they let you out in the jet stream, and you just glide down. <laughs> you can steer and stuff, but there's no motor. It's just kind of sketchy to me, but we have that. And I've always thought about trying it. Now you got to so see this, fun. Smash. This is a guy out near me in Ontario. That's just fucking... I got the tinkle. Yeah, that's the one I've seen. It's just got four big rotors, you see? Yeah, how many of you riding that around out in freaking in Ontario, like down Archibald, like right by the airport? <laughs> I need to get, so if anyone has any extra engines for like a, a project, I'll buy it after after yep. Saturday. Mailman Groves is saying the, the fucking real truth. Alaska's littered with those bush planes in the woods. That's the I know, I see that. Honestly, yeah. That's probably why so many of those guys fly in groups because like one of them doesn't make it back and they have to freaking fly in his the other plane. I really want to put oh. an engine on that scooter, that mobility scooter. Like I look at it every day. <laughs> Actually, you were saying this like a few months ago and we were laughing. You basically wanted to like pimp your scooter. Pimp your... yeah, I don't want to get rid of it because it was my grandfather's, so I figured I'd just make something cool out of it. Take that shit to couch, bro. Dude, seriously, like, uh, paint, it, like paint it like crimson it's, red or canary red or something. Put some red. racing stripes on it's there. It's red already. There you go. Pimp your rascal. Flames. Put Flames. some nitrous on there. Flames, there you go. <laughs> There's like a... Hold on. <laughs> Somebody hit up exhibit. Smash needs to pimp his rascal. <laughs> I mean, good story too. Is your grandpa's and everything? Well, he's looking up. Uh, Greenie was saying she grew up uh, flying crop dusters or flying in crop dusters. Right, yes. uh, those are scary. I used to see lots of crop dusters because I used to live in like far, farm country. Oh, Luckily, yeah. it was so much fun. They were all like, just, these guys are all psychos. They fly upside down and do all this crazy shit. Got a four wheeler motor in it. This one for sure has a four wheeler motor in it. <laughs> Get wheelie bars for it. There you go, smashed. It's street outlaws. Uh, it's Asian 
farm truck in Asia. If you ever want to see something easy built. That's the one that gave me the idea. I thought about it. That's kind of fun. That would be kind of fun to drive to, like, the store. <laughs> Did you see Jeff's talking about the helicopter without a tail rotor? It's called a Notar. I haven't seen it. Uh, Mar- Duber, the I was, I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure the ornithopters in Dune did not have tail rotors. They just had, like, a... Dragonfly wings, bro. What's that? They had dragonfly wings. Well, but even don't dragon. Let me say, don't dragonflies have like a tail rotor kind of? No, no, I guess they don't. They probably just have. Yeah, you're right. They just have like wings. Yeah, gyroscopically stabilized wings. Right? There you go. Dude, that was one of my favorite elements of the movie. Honestly, like the the whole. Uh, uh, I hope they integrate it more. Well, actually, they did because those ornithopters weren't the only ones. The Harkonnens had their own ornithopters, and they were the big old fat like beetle looking things. Um, I hope they integrate like more insect design. You know what I mean? Because insects have like evolved over hundreds of millions of years. And uh, uh, how do I put this? Uh, I don't know. It's only natural that we would basically emulate them for for advanced technology, right? Like it's just it's a fun idea that we would have. The Harkonnens are like bumblebees, and the Atreides ones are like freaking dragonflies. Right. That's it. (laughs) This thing that like shouldn't fly but does. Didn't that weird you out, honestly? That all the Harkonnens are bald. Like every single one of them, and I'm just wondering, like, are they all genetically modified? No, it's just a job requirement. Just gotta, you gotta look like the bear. Sign on. They're like, okay, so you're joining the Harkonnen Guard. You, you know, it's like joining the American military. You gotta get a high tight. Gotcha. You gotta wear all black. You gotta get really bulbous. And you gotta shave your head. Well, and in the books, I think pretty much everybody was slaves. And you gotta have an exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. Evidently, they cut a scene from the movie where uh, the Harkonnens gifted the the Atreides a box of slave uh, spice harvester fingers. I wonder what the backstory on that one was. It's like uh, scissor hash. <laughs> scissor hash. Bunch of bountiful harvest. Fingers. Yay! Of fingers. Whoa! <laughs> like the original Canagar. <laughs> Snip off the nail and. Oh Jesus. How can I delete somebody else's comment in real life? How can I delete the words that just come out of your mouth? See, if you were on OBS, you could. Could I? Could I go back in time? That's like Dr. Who shit right there. So OBS is the TARDIS, basically. Is OBS bigger on the inside? I bet it is. You can set it to whatever you want as far as, Mm -hmm. yeah, time constraints and shit like that. Oh, yeah. This is going to be you guys. I'm going to annoy all of our UK listeners right now because uh, I like Dr. Who, but it is so. So campy, just so campy. It's like, intentional. It is intentionally campy, but like, does it have to be that campy? Sometimes yes, it is just it way over the top, especially the new one. Kind of their TV style, bro. It was <laughs> pretty humor. Yeah. Have you ever watched BBC Man? Have you ever watched like the old? Well, I watched lots of BBC. Not all of it's fucking campy. We were talking about Richard oh. Attenborough. He's not campy. No, but like Blackadder. Oh, Blackadder! Dude, Blackadder wasn't campy. Blackadder was the shit. Yeah, well done. But it was kind of gampy, and that was the joke. I mean, maybe I don't know. Like the acting Um, was campy, not that. That's the thing. People, even in a high, don't mind breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, even in a high value, you know, big. They'll look right into the camera and say something. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson looks at you and makes that joke that goes just right to your soul, and you're just like, yo. Well, that's yeah, not he looks, that's in, looks at wall. you through the camera. He's all like that. 
Yeah, but that wouldn't be considered something that would be done in an American like semi dramatic sure. or even like yeah, even except for House a, of Cards. Before we found out Kevin Spacey was a piece of shit. <laughs> well, maybe that's the secret. Or what was it? Um, fuck uh, Dennis Leary, I want to say, in his show, didn't he like talk to the camera all the time? I'm forgetting now. But then Somebody did. In, co- in comedic situations. Yeah, yeah, those are like, you know, it's like the Chappelle show. Um, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't offend our British uh, compatriots or whatever. I, I like I like Doctor Who, but I could see it could be so much better. If the, the, like like the biggest adversaries in the entire universe are the Daleks, and their biggest weapon is their eye stock, and it's made of a toilet plunger. <laughs> Give me a fucking break! It's a toilet plunger, and that's the greatest enemy of the Doctor. Well, if you want to see off a few, all you see is a fucking toilet plunger. Well, even Stargate was kind of campy, honestly, but that was kind of like, that was an appropriate amount of campiness, honestly, because it was like campy jokes, but then the rest of the show is like, do you guys remember? Seriously. I mean, it is obviously a space opera, so it can't be that serious, but still, go ahead. Do you remember what the spinoff a few years ago with Captain Jack Harkness was called? Uh, Torchwood. Yeah, Torchwood. See, that one was geared more towards adults and it had a lot less camp. And, uh, it was pretty campy. That one was really, really, really heavy on the LGBT element because like two or three of the characters. Yeah, well, were that's LGBT. because Captain Jack. Right. And so that was it was a and, really good show, but it was so limited, I think, because of that, which is kind of an odd comment, I realized. But uh, it was basically like the, 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 the hero of the show was American, which was actually interesting. Right. Even American, not Canadian. I want to say he was an actual. Yeah, American, he was American uh, character character anyway. And he was he was openly, an American character, uh, right. openly gay. Uh, uh, like hero that saves the world, kind of. He's like an immortal time traveler or some shit. I don't remember exactly right now. Yeah, that's what it was. He was basically immortal. He's, he's some other kind of immortal than than the Gallifreyans. He was uh, mutated or something. I bought it. I, I don't. Hmm. Towards the end of the, towards the end, he became the face of Poe, right? He was so immortal, he lived until he was nothing but a piece of skin stretched out. About? I don't even know the what face of Poe, that about. great big face at the end of time. Oh, that was the the last. Oh wait, was that the last human being or whatever? Yeah, she the was big like head a in a tank. No, he's a big head. In a, he's a big head in a tank. That's oh, just so like Power Rangers. And that was Captain Jack. <laughs> yeah, at the at the end of time. It's called the face of Bo, though he's not called Captain Jack then. Okay, I remember the face of Bo, but I don't remember the, the Captain. I mean, it would make sense if he was Captain Jack. I mean, how do you kill him? It was, yeah. Captain Jack. Uh, we're just high. They they know, if you'd like to make more sense, you can Captain come here and. If you guys would like to make more sense, you can come on here and talk about it. Uh, we were supposed to a little bit later play a little bit of uh, uh, that uh, Cards Against Futility or whatever. So I don't know, maybe when uh, uh, Putin finishes his fucking, what was oh. that, Con, Contiki? What the fuck was How it? Con, Conducting, whatever. I don't know. Does anyone yeah. know? Ruta Bacon, baked bacon. Ruta bacon. Bacon turducken. A bacon wrapped in a Ruta bacon wrapped in bacon. Ruta bacon. We just call it Ruta Bacon. Nobody's ever wanted that in their life. 
you've not, you've now heard of something you don't want a rutabaga oh. wrapped in bacon. Yeah, no, how do you that know? looks that looks awful. You think so, Marty? Where he thinks it looks uh, well, he's not a professional chef. Well, no, I'm not. It, it, um, this is not like a professional chef thing that just like it looks like a hot mess. It's probably delicious. I mean, there's lots of things that are hot messes that are. All that right. Tasty. Well, you you brought it. Now you're going to have to defend it, Mardu, where you've insulted a friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, uh, Potent Ponics. He's not a professional chef. He's probably not insulted, but we're going to pretend that he is. We're going to pretend that he is five faux fumming in the background. Why is it a hot mess? What could he have done? Uh, well, I would have. For the photo, at least taking the 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 parchment or whatever that is, turkey bag. Um, that yeah, does look a little bit like you're looking on, inside like of an elephant's board. butthole. You're, you do, yeah. Really, you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> the presentation is everything from a from a you know even <coughs> semi professional <coughs> standpoint. <coughs> presentation, presentation, presentation. Set it on a platter. Slice it open. Show us the money shot. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's ready yet, but I understand your point. The parchment would have been a good touch. You're right. Uh, what else? Could he have grilled the surface a little bit more to make the bacon like sizzle? No, no. I mean, it, all in all, the, it doesn't look bad, though. Meals like that, I just kind of look at. And go, oh, gosh. What are those things? Have you ever eaten a turkonducken or whatever? I've yes. Not How a big you feel fan. by yourself afterwards. Greasy. Feel great, great shame and guilt. Duck is duck is greasy, and I'm not a huge fan of duck. I, I think the only thing duck is good for is the, to render the fat out of it to cook other things in. <laughs> duck is for confit and like little else. I'm not picking duck. I mean, like if you pop the skin and get it nice and crisp, um, but it's still it's greasy. It's so greasy. I, I don't. Yeah, like, there's ways to prepare it where you're supposed to like leave it. Like and, and get that grease out. Let it, it, and if it's not greasy, it's tough. It's one or the other. It's either like, like eating bacon that nobody drained. You know that feeling where it just coats you out. Undrained like, bacon. That sounds like something the Harkonnens would be into. Yeah, yeah. Duck makes a really good stir fry. Yeah, I mean, duck is delicious. Don't make fun of duck. I, duck fat, all kinds of duck. duck. That's exactly what I'm saying. Duck they is say good. duck fat is one yeah. of the big keys for for. You know, good food, right? On feet, yeah. Confit Have you ever used uh, duck feet, duck fat on uh, everything? What would you use it on? I, 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 you, well, what you do is you instead of like uh, sous vide, you do a, a method of cooking which is called confit, which is with fat. It means literally with fat. So instead of confit, so now hold on, uh, let me look this up while you're talking about it. Go ahead. So confit just means with fat. You can cook anything confit. Like uh, I prefer. My like uh, potatoes and turnips. Oh, dude, potatoes and turnips done like caddies and neeps done in duck fat confit with like some some fresh herb bouquet garni. Oh, it's just like everything's better with butter. It's good. Yeah, duck okay, fat. you know duck what? Fat. I was thinking that Mexican food. Was, everything's uh, made with manteca. Oh, shit, what is the word of it now? And uh, again, I I I don't want to eat pork belly. What's the Unless one where they encapsulate <laughs> yeah. something in a? What's the one where they encapsulate something in a gelatin? I'm already working. I was thinking that was comfy. An agar? No, not that. Uh, an aspic? aspic? Maybe an aspic. Yeah, I think I was thinking of aspic. Yeah, as, an aspic is is encased in agar. It's an agar gelatin. Gotcha. I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of those kinds of things either. Mm. But that's kind of old, 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 old standard cooking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all right. I think it's like a terrine. Like, but I like terrines, though, yeah. 
I'm a sucker for the, the liver pentases and stuff. Sorry, Smash, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just thinking. Uh, went through my, like, my whole life, I've heard uh, just a hilarious variety of things. Like, when I was a little kid, uh, everybody was talking about on the news, fat is bad, 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 bacon is bad, 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 skin is bad, 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 like, all that stuff is bad, bad, bad. Ironically, they never said anything about sugar or, you know, white bread or anything else, but they would say like all that kind of stuff is just like that plate of food, like literally like this plate of food, they would basically tell you is like death on a plate pretty much. So like there's one of my mashed potatoes, turkey with fat, blah, blah, blah. They would tell you death on a plate and it's gone back and forth in my life to the point that now they basically say that fat is actually quite uh, uh, healthy in moderation. And for example, it satiates, satiates you. Uh, there's evidently too little fat in most people's diets or most people's diets. Obviously, everyone's different. You know, some people can't eat any fat, but uh, well, in many cases, too we little more mono unsaturated fats. Mm-hmm. The deal is that most of the fats you're getting now are from vegetable sources that are saturated fats, which means that like they're fats that essentially just pass right through you. They don't provide very much dietary benefit. The fats that your body makes good use of are the mono unsaturated. Mm-hmm. And those are things like, let's say, duck fat or bacon fat. It or has, yeah, it has something. Usually they come from animals. It has something to bind to. Hmm. Quack. Yeah, the fat thing was paid for by the sugar industry so they could freaking like, yeah, slip more sugar in. And then they, they like flip-flopped it and took the sugar out and put fat in. And, and I've been telling a couple people, yeah. I don't know if that person wants to shout it out, but they might be listening right now. Definitely an, an audience member and, and sometimes, you know, an audience member of the show uh, cut out sugar and uh, what, three months ago, I want to say cut out sugar and flour and basically in the meantime has lost like 25, 30 pounds. Basically I, just from having cut 20 out. Pounds this person is not a particularly unhealthy person, by the way. Soda. I switched to diet soda and dropped 20 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Just because like it's, when you are in a restaurant, it's untapped. Yeah, right. There's there's a soda yeah. fountain right there. You turn right. around, you get a drink, you know, and when you drink and water, the, you drink pop. Free. You know? Yep, it's free. You turn around and all of a sudden you can drink. You end up drinking Coca-Cola until you freaking get diabetes. Restaurants are profoundly unhealthy uh, environments to work, aren't they, right? They have uh, pretty, uh, in many cases, pretty bad, yeah, right. drugs, alcohol. bad, uh, 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 pretty bad uh, hours in many cases. And there's easy access to really fatty snacks and everything else. Restaurants are all different. You know, some of them don't let you eat the food, but many of them, they'll just basically let you yeah. uh, have free meals or whatever else. And of course the cooks, they'll just basically snack on stuff like uh, very unhealthy. Yeah. Tasting. We're tasting. We're I tasting Marduber, by the I way. What are you tasting? I'm tasting something delightful. Uh, let me just finish this uh, uh, Bugsy because uh, uh, otherwise I'll forget again. Maker's Mark. Apparently this is the rat barrel. Uh, so this was, uh, oh, wow. This was actually selected by Hollywood Beverage. They weren't wait, kidding. Wait, wait. Uh, this one dude over at Hollywood has been just killing it with rec- recommendations for me. I always love it when, when he okay. gives me something. We're doing this Maker's Mark. Absolutely delightful. This is a Maker's. I wasn't a fan of Maker's for the longest time, but uh, they've been giving me some great stuff. They're doing something different. These guys are finished with uh, hand-selected stage. So yeah. I don't know what their barrels are. They don't wait, actually specify. Wait, what so release is that? Hold on, I'll be right back. This is you with your fancy fucking. He's got everything in the half. I'll he's got right three back. bottles of it. This is apparently July two, twenty twenty one. This is uh, that's kind of fun. This is the Stave profile: one American pure, two seared French cuvee, zero Maker's Mark sixty. So they didn't do that or forty six. Four, on the other hand, French Mendillon. 
and uh, three toasted French spice. They basically combine those uh, four in this case. Uh, uh, well, whatever the freaking seven, eight, uh, however many fucking staves. They basically, I don't know. They make a barrel. Because that would be enough. That wouldn't be enough to make a barrel. I don't think that would be enough to make a whole barrel unless it was a small barrel. I don't know. If somebody knows how this works, I would be absolutely happy to have an explanation about how that works. Because from what I understood until now, they age it in something, but they put specific oak, like French oak and whatever, charred American oak uh, staves into the bourbon to help age it. So instead of actually aging it in a barrel of something, they actually put it in some kind of other barrel and put the staves in. He's got the freaking maker's mark right there. What do you own? Like a freaking liquor store in your other half? What is this shit, Marty? Or are you the doctor? He's got the 29. Is, is, is that the one? No, I got the 2021. Yeah, this is a 19. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one's got the same one with that. But this one's just 10 virgin toasted American. How do you like it, by the way? It's not my favorite. What do you like better? Okay for a bourbon. I'm not a big bourbon It's okay fan. for bourbon. Uh, what do you like go better? We're Jimmy's doing Maker's Mark. Right on. Keep go it a Maker's it. Night. I Gruesome was talking about Maker's Mark, too. Tell us, Marty, what you're uh, experiencing there. Tell us what you're smelling, sniffing, tasting. Lead us, lead us on an expedition. Lead us on a journey through the, uh, the land. Stringent with, oh, I want to say blackberry. Mm-hmm. You want to say or you will say? Perhaps you don't. I'm going, I'm going back. Yeah, I'm going to say like uh, blackberry or maybe uh, huckleberries, a kind of sweet, dark berry. Right on. Oak, of course, with the like, you know, oak staves and the oak barrels, these ones are aged in. It needs water. Oh, man. It does have a nice back end, though. Well, okay. This is a hundred. This is a hundred and eight point two. The cask strength. This is a hundred eleven point nine. Yeah. So it needs water. It needs a drop of. Needs a drop of water in it. That's for sure to open it up. I like cask strength because then it gives me the ability to make that decision on my own. But then again, sometimes you run across stuff that's like that puts hair on my everything. I'm gonna go grab some RO. That's kind of funny. RO over there. I guess it would work, right? There's no flavor in it. Stuff like that never occurred to me. Funny. Uh, what's good? Uh, everything is overhyped. We're just, uh, man, we're having some whiskey. We're having some uh, fine conversation, goofing off a little bit. Uh, folks, if you want to hop on a little bit later, we might do the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Cards Against Humanity or whatever it is. I can't remember the, the clone version of it, basically. Uh, but, uh, you know, if there's not enough folks, maybe we'll do it next week or something. So it's not a big priority. But if you guys would like to do it, it'd be fun to do it. Go ahead, Marty. I mean, they don't I'm even down. have to come on. You just kind of had to put it out there. That was it. Yeah, that was fun. Like audience members could play and stuff. That was super fun. Uh, I'm in if it's not too late. Right on. I'm in if it's not. I'll pull down one of these suckers if we're going to play cards. That, that, that was fun last time. How's that for a doobie? That's a pretty good doobie. Uh, either they're cheech. I prefer to be chunk. That's all right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I can be yeah, cheech. Cheech is the like anti weed dude. He's like not a fan of stoners and stuff. 
Uh-oh. Apparently somebody like somebody heard you talk about Cheech. Right? Oh, yeah, I was kind of pissed off the first time I heard it. I was like, what? Don't break my heart. I want to stay there like best now. buddies until this day. Hey, hey. Are a little, but only for like marketing purposes. I think so, yeah. Only for business purposes or whatever. Let's, let's make a video make for Instagram. Yeah, I so, see them up to shit all the time. I'm always right. like, yeah, I don't buy it. Right. I know better. Evidently, Chong is a stoner, though. Oh, Chong's yeah. hardcore. People keep telling me, and I need to do this, honestly, get off my ass and do it. Uh, people keep saying, like, he would totally come on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. He's been on some small shows. He was on... Um, he was on... Uh, oh, goodness. What small show? Uh, he was on... Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kush Life 50 or... What's his name? Chronic... Chronic... Okay, chronic yeah, Stream. Yeah. Chronic Cash. I'm thinking of... Uh, uh, shit, the guy that makes happy endings teas. Why can I not think of the brand of the freaking uh, Pat? Is that dude runs it? What is it? Bugs, you know who I'm thinking of? Fuck. Uh, yeah. Shit. Every, every Friday has a podcast and it's like escaping my brain right now. What his name is? What his company's yeah, name is? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the, the thumbnails. Of Green the Bicycles. Show. There we go. Green Bicycles. I yep. think he had Chong on there. Really? Yeah. Well, what? That's awesome. I know, right? Like, the, the, pretty random but that was pretty cool um i've heard during covid you pretty much just have to reach out i think there's a fee though oh to to see that's the thing i'm not gonna pay a fee for a guest like that's not how this show works we just have you know fun fun conversations and stuff but it would be fun to, to, to talk to Charlie. i don't think it's much i i i would wager it's probably like a couple hundred bucks like i mean it makes sense it makes sense i suppose well, i don't know i guess a couple hundred bucks i could do but even still it's like breaks, breaks the principle it's like how uh uh, 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 real. Uh, how do I put this? Uh, real journalists will never pay for a story, right? Like uh, sixty minutes or whatever, they would never actually pay pay for a source or a story. Um, I just feel like it would kind of change the dynamic. I don't know. Maybe that cheapens things. Pardon? Cheapens things by making them more expensive. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of it the wrong way. You know, because you know, maybe we could always have like uh, fun guests. Uh, Information should be priceless. <sighs> Uh, take a poll. Same time, I mean, your your Ask life chat. experience is worth something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how do I put <laughs> yeah. this? Uh, if you're in demand and everything else, you, you you shouldn't be expected to give yourself away for free on some level. Like everybody has a a, a means of making their 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 value. life or whatever. Yeah, value and everything else. Like, so it's unfair on some level to just assume, oh, because he's famous, he gets to do everything for free now. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, that wouldn't be the idea why I would have him on here. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean. But at the same time, thinking about that, like if we were to to open it up, like paying, obviously there's no budget for the show, but if I were to somehow come up, like we could potentially have like PhDs in soil science come on or something. You know what I mean? Like that might be a fun idea. There you go. Get Um, Dr. Bruce Bugby. I hear I don't think think, John, I think it just depends on the show, honestly, because he was definitely on Adam Dunn before a couple times. But Adam Dunn's got a budget. Like, there's enough money going through that show to go. Yeah, we're going to spend three or four hundred dollars and bring on Chong. Same with like Dude Grows, or you know. No, I don't think Adam Dunn. I think they're happy to come on. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get back to you. I'll ask Chong. (laughs) That's cool. Potent says he's been at his house. That's kind of fun. Uh, Cheech disavowed so he could get better acting gigs like that show with Don Johnson then he came crawling back to Chung about five to six years ago apparently according to St. Bernard's 
Sounds about right. That's kind of fun. Uh, St. Bernard says they had a, a Chong do an in-person at their glass gallery almost 20 years ago. Evidently, uh, St. Bernard's had a really cool um, glass gallery, I'm going to say, in, uh, actually, I don't remember where. Denver? I don't know. Somewhere. Somewhere on this planet, most likely. You never know. He could be a Time Lord. Do Time Lords not reside on this planet? Uh, they're from Gallifrey, bro. That's the whole... Uh, isn't it convenient how all the names in uh, Doctor Who were like English sounding? Gallifrey and shit. Wasn't like so like. Gotta make the audience. Gotta make yeah. Gotta make the audience. Who's your favorite Doctor? No, I'm just just laughing about it. Go ahead, uh, Bugsy. Go ahead. Who's your favorite Doctor? Doctor Green. Uh, who's my favorite doctor? That's an interesting question. Um, you know what? I have not seen the most recent one. I don't, I don't think that's a spoiler alert, but it's a chick, honestly. So I, I was uh-huh. way behind. I've actually been slowly, slowly catching up a little bit. I want to say my favorite might have been, uh, Matt Tennant. I think it was his name. Um, I think that was the dude's yeah. name. And I was actually kind of surprised I liked him so much, but he was just yeah, so enthusiastic was for one. it. But and I remember reading about it. Apparently, he was the first doctor. Favorite who... is Tom Baker. He's oh, let me think. Tom Baker wasn't one of the early ones. Uh, so I'm thinking of one of the the newer series. Which one is Tom Baker? So Matt Tennant, if I'm thinking of the right name, I might have his fucking name wrong. He was apparently the first uh, guy to play the Doctor who was actually like grew up as a fan of Doctor Who, which was kind of fun. Uh, the first Whovian, right? Tom Baker. Oh, he was one of the originals. Okay, so this is uh, Wasn't like, he like my. The third? Uh, um, I knew this like old school hippie uh, in Corvallis, and she had this old ass Volvo and had you know Birkins, like just a caricature of a freaking Oregon hippie, basically. And she used to be obsessed with Doctor Who, and uh, this was I was a little kid, basically. That's I think a babysitter, basically, and uh, she would turn on Doctor Who and we'd watch. You know, I guess Tom Baker when he was much younger. That's pretty funny. <clears throat> Always wore scarves. Is my favorite doctor. <clears throat> Long I think that was the Doctor Who of my childhood. It would drag the ground ten feet behind him if he right. didn't wad it up and carry right. it. I guess that was the style. Let me see if I can find it. Looking, looking straight out of Hogwarts. <laughs> right, that's it, man. Straight up. Look at these pictures. He looks like Harry Potter grown up. <laughs> Look at that. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> Muggle life. Fucking things didn't go quite right for Harry, man. He got got broken up on a couple times, a couple divorces, dude. It's been rough, dude. Child support that is looks rough. Like Ron man. Weasley, fucked up brother. <laughs> there he is trying to cast a spell. It's Neville. It's Neville, bro. It's Neville Longbottom. All grown up. No, that was not Longbottom. That was definitely in the Weasley. That was definitely some kind of Weasley. <laughs> I mean, I stopped watching him after the first couple of Harry Potter's. I like quit it. I wish they would he just is doing a Voldemort reincarnation or a reenaction. Just do a Harry Potter union. <laughs> that is awesome. He probably just insulted a bunch of people. Probably just got 50 down votes. They're like, no, man, no, you can't make fun of Harry Potter. 
I'm not. I, I didn't mind it. I just couldn't get into anything after the third book. Oh, I thought I was the one making fun of them. Um, I, am I is it sacrilegious to admit that I've never read any of the Harry Potters? I actually I read have the all the third. books, but I've never read any of them. Now that's weird. Is it? Like, I was okay with you not reading them, but like having them and not reading them. Like, why do you have books? You it don't is read? a little. It is a little unusual. I have to be honest. They say that the best library is filled with books you have not yet read. Is a common misconception. Like, oh, you read all those libraries, you read all those books, and you're fucking shelf over there. It's fancy. Yeah. I got but what use is a library of books that you've already read? That's just basically you don't need them again. You know. you tell me you absorbed that entire book the first time. Well, so you're hoarding it though. Yeah, I have both. You just have both, right? And I'm always. What if you can't books, read, Bugsy? What if you can't read? Then what kind of library do you have? Rocks. Library of rocks. VHS. <laughs> what was the other one than Blu ray? The one that lost, like the Toshiba one or whatever? Betamax. Um, Betamax. A shelf of Betamax. Yeah. Give me a Coleco Vintage Vision. Same regards with the uh, hot take. Uh, I have to be honest, I sort of agree with him. Uh, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, though. Harry Potter is low tier literature. Yes and no. Children's list, yeah, it's it's young adult. That's basically what it is. That's the thing. Culturally, it took a way bigger significance than it probably needed to on some level. But basically, it's just kids' books. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Young, yeah, kids like teenagers, young adult books. It's not really supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be a huge thing. I don't think. And even uh, J.K. Rawlings was like, "Holy shit." Mm-hmm. After the first book, you know what I mean. That she, I heard she wrote it in a. I heard the story is she wrote it in on nap, yeah, on, on napkins or something like that. So I don't know about that, but I remember hearing because I used to shop at Borders when I was like, when they still existed. Well, come when, when she was bookstore. coming up with ideas, she's like sitting in coffee shop writing mm-hmm. on napkins and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's how it like came to fruition. She was like. At a coffee shop, and she used to write on napkins, and that's how Harry Potter came out, I guess. Harry Potter. Uh, that was the funny. That was the funnier thing with it. You could always like make them into a plot head. <laughs> and if, if you watched thought. the movies but not read the books, the books are substantially deeper in subject than the movies. Yeah, they're they're on all right read. Nice I mean. By the way, welcome, Captain 420. What's going on, man? Hey, long time no see. It feels like if it's been a while, you've been on, uh, basically, you've been on tour, man. You've been uh, chasing the, mu- the music scene. What's going on? Yeah. He was just here the other night. Where were you, Fumi? Oh, it feels like forever, man. I was Well, Wednesday. Wednesday was San Diego dead. So, you know, thanks to Bud Kilowatt out there for let me crash on his couch. <laughs> Did he scare you with his Hellcat? Uh, <laughs> I rode in the back seat. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, driving up to LA was quite different. And thank God I had a, a Cherokee that has sports tuned to it because yeah, he flies <laughs> like a bat out of hell through those hills. <laughs> Yeah, he was in chat earlier saying he'd, he'd drive his Hellcat out when he wants out and like when he likes. All right, I gave up on that piece of oil I just you dropped. Drive it like we stole it, man. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's how you break cards. That's why I don't do it unless. Yeah, Mark Huber. Unless you want to break it. Toke, toke it up. Cost more money to fix it up. Cars nowadays. It's going to be fine. People, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, we should start taking bets on when everything. When the government's going to say no more gas. When the queen dies. Oh, it's going to be a while on that, man. We're holding on to that shit for dear life. I know what you mean. In Norway and stuff, they're basically going like all electric by what, 2030 or something? They'll still Those have car gas companies for 15 are years already whatever. saying it. Most car companies are giving dates when they're going to be all electric. You know, the distribution network could fall like a stone pretty quick, though. We always think, like, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick around forever and ever and ever. But I mean, like, how fast did, uh, let me think of something, typewriter. No, that's not a good example. Uh, Floppy disks. Something. Floppy disks. Yeah, like a CD-ROMs. Yeah, you can still find CD-ROMs now that I think about it. Everybody Floppy disks appeared and disappeared in my lifetime. <laughs> uh, even better, maybe, is uh, zip drives. They existed for about three years and then vanished. I still have a zip drive player or a zip drive whatever reader and zip drive disks and whatever. But they literally existed for this one little window in time when you, you needed stuff I that was bigger than a floppy drive. And uh, yeah, right. And basically, it was something where you and the, fucking hell, they, they were only like 50 megabytes. And I'm thinking about it now. Like I have 128 gig. They have way bigger that was ones like now. 12 but I have, floppy disks. Dude, I bought a 128 gigabyte uh, CFast card the other day like that can transfer like, like 1800 fucking megabytes per second. Three and a half on and on megabytes on. On, a, on, a, on a freaking three mm. and a quarter hard floppy. Those were the biggest ones. They really there were double sided ones that had seven. That's that's right. why games had to be like throughout seven discs, eight discs. <clears throat> yeah, we went through floppies, CD ROMs, DVDs. So see what I mean? yeah, like, When's the last time anybody out? here bought a DVD? I remember original right. reel to reel magnetic tape. Blu rays, right? Blu rays kind of obsolete at this point. So no, I was gonna say it's still it's my dad learned punch cards in college. My dad no, going to 4K TV. Right. 4K streaming, 4K this, 4K that. I've literally not <laughs> thought of that until now because Blu-ray is actually just 1080p, isn't it? Or is it 4K? Uh, I, don't really, I think it's 4K. No, Blu-ray is, is 4K. 4K. Oh, okay. 2K, 4K. It depends on the format. Blu-ray players are just dying out like DVD players right. did. Yeah, yeah. Is where I'm get, getting to. Like, we're going to lose it because of the players itself. I don't, like, I don't like this idea. We were just talking about this, the, the physical, you know, we were actually, we were talking about Shazam, right? And how things can disappear. And I mentioned how, like, uh, half of the BBC library from all their the shows and stuff, a bunch of the old Doctor Who's evidently got erased. For a variety of reasons, apparently some of the uh, some of the tapes with the Doctor Who, I guess they left them in a room that got rained on and it just all got destroyed. <laughs> some stuff just got rewritten, like the BBC didn't give a shit and they just totally rewrote uh, over the tapes because they were like, I don't even know who was uh, come up with that decision, but they literally rewrote over the shows. So a lot of stuff got vanished. I guess where I'm going to with this is when there's no physical copies of stuff. What's going to happen when there is an EMP or that entire industry just goes goes up and goes away? Like, what happens if Apple goes bankrupt? Like, I mean, that's unlikely, but I mean, big companies have gone bankrupt before because they got caught in an insider trading scam. It's not even that. It's just like you. How many people had a iPod or MP3 player that they downloaded all their music to after CDs and they just lost it or it just died or right, right, you right. lost all that music? Right. 
I back up Wikipedia every six months. Well, not most people do. My buddy had one of the crazy classics with like a hundred gigs or something like that. And he filled that whole fucking iPod with like, 50, oh my God, I don't even remember how many songs. The thing was filled, it was really filled to the max um, with a library. And then it just disappeared. Like he lost it one day and then like, fuck. And see, I live out in the sticks. So discs and uh, everything over hypes over there. It's like, I buy vinyl. I live out in the sticks, so I buy and and or and I don't or have a vinyl player anymore. Like everything I can because I can't count on streaming to be there. Like the other day we had a storm, just rain. It wasn't even like an ice storm or snowstorm, just rain, inch, inch or two of rain overnight. And my internet speed went from like 15 megs down and like two megs up to like oh, 0.1 meg down and like 0.01 meg up. The unusable. <laughs> I used to do green. She goes, see how many hours? Dude, I did the same thing, but it was LimeWire and FrostWire for a long time. <laughs> a lot of my buddies and I used to be really into to disc collecting. We'd go to Music Millennium and stuff and just hunt for you know, were, but... CDs. And we would trade them back and forth and rip the CDs and stuff. Because it was perfectly broke. legal. It's actually still perfectly legal to rip the CDs. That was always a, a loophole that I was just amazed that never nobody ever really took advantage of. Like, you could... Uh, uh, you could uh, illegally steal stuff from LimeWire and everything else. And some people got in trouble for that. Like a kid in my college got in big old fucking trouble for probably distributing music, honestly. But still, he got in trouble for it. But you could rip CDs all day, every day, because it's like it's a copy that you bought, basically. Uh, and you could technically loan it to somebody and they could rip it legally uh, because it was a legal copy. Yeah. So we would rip that stuff and we would have, you know, these collections of like freaking CD. Live, uh, I, I, I was collecting vinyl at a time. I used CDs. I used to have to get it shows because the hardcore music really never did anything other than vinyl or CDs. Um, but yeah, I didn't have a lot of money. Like when I used to go into stores and stuff, you know what I mean? So I never really bought CDs. That's why I downloaded a lot of shit. No, I, I could have anything I wanted. And I just I had a thing that. for years. Uh, I would do, I, would, I honestly wish I'd get back into this. It was kind of a fun tradition. I haven't done this for at least 15 years, probably. Pirate. But I used to basically, like, no matter, I didn't have any money, but I used to basically buy a CD every week. And so, you know, if I couldn't get to the store, like, I, I wouldn't uh, uh, buy a CD every week. But if I'd get to the store, like Music Millennium or something, I'd buy two CDs if I could get there. But I would always try to get, like, something every week. And so then uh, after a year, you've got, like, 52 new CDs, on and on and on. You know, a lot of times you'd have more than that. So they have yeah, like just all was, kinds of cool stuff. I was more of a had to ask for it at a holiday hmm. for CDs. You know what I mean? So I only probably got one. The cool thing with Music Millennium is they had used stuff. Though. I forgot to mention that. So it's like a, it's a big store. Like stuff. They have new and used stuff. So, well, and then I you could listen strawberries, to it too. Strawberries did back in the day. And there was another one. FYE we had for a while. That yeah, there's cool, there's cool old music stores. Um, uh, LA still has Amoeba. Well, LA and the Bay Area, so the Bay Area are kind of similar. They have like a used and new, and you can listen to a lot of the music. We used they to have like uh, uh, listening stations where you take the, the record or whatever, and you can actually listen to it before you buy it. Did you have to go to your like a lot of you might remember this actually? Did you guys have to go to your local music store to buy like the tickets to shows that you wanted to go to? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. especially yeah, like we, when Ticketmaster first came out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so you, yeah, you used to go to like FYE or Strawberries and. Used to buy tickets to shows. They never had to go online. That was cool. Out here, it was the warehouse, but yeah. We had a spot that was like a kind of do whatever you want spot, music spot, game spot. 
there was still a record store in town when I was a kid that like sold used records. And I don't stuff. know if they, they even have a probably, record store. Bro. I'd have to drive. We got one. We got one called Zia you know. Record Exchange. There's probably one. Obviously, there's one in Massachusetts, but I'm trying to think where I grew up. Um, we had that's Entertainment in Worcester. <laughs> that's a pretty cool store. Billy like Wonka is a good one. Uh, Billy Wonka's buddy puked on Common's shoes at Amoeba in LA. LOL. Not so good for Common, but pretty funny story. I actually like Common uh, now that I think about it. He's one of the. the I'm not a huge fan of a lot of hip hop artists, but I'm, I think I actually kind of like Common. Now somebody's going to say that he's like abusive or something, but. I listen to a lot of rap. What you know about Spose out there on the. East Coast. He's, he's all right from Maine. <laughs> I've just been listening to him for years. He just never goes anywhere because he doesn't leave the fucking state of Maine. Have you heard the new album that he just dropped? The one that's nah. like half the first half's rock and the second half's rap? Like literally the oh, whole cool. first half. Now he's Machine Gun Kelly. Great. But it's a little different than that. It's still rock. I don't know. It's, it's different. It was worth a listen. I used to go. What was it? It was called the Underground. Oh, Round oh, Zero in Maine, Burlington, Maine, Burlington, Vermont, Burlington, Vermont. I think we used to go all the way up there. Um, it was yeah, it was a pretty fucking crazy venue. Actually, it was a really nice venue in the middle of nowhere, but fuck Vermont, Burlington, Vermont. I think that's what it was. BFV. It's a new one. Twice a year, or no, once a year we would take a trip up there and it was crazy because it wouldn't be snowing down here but we would start getting up towards like new hampshire upper new hampshire vermont area and run into fucking snowstorms and shit that was we did that once a year to go see our favorite band and one year we drove all the way out there and i remember they sold out like fast and we were just there and we didn't have tickets we were like we're gonna buy tickets there we never places never done that like Thank God I knew, like, we know the band that was playing. Like, obviously, it was our favorite band. We met him a couple of times. And we were like, bro, we drove all the way here from, from like, the same state. He's like, oh, yeah, I know. He's like, all right, let them in. And thank God. A couple shows happened like that. We got in. Careful. That's, that's how great Ooh, white got screwed. Or, or was it? Yeah, it was great white. This is the <laughs> Record Exchange. They do all the vinyl. That's cool. Spooky Halloween stuff. Turntables, they sell turntables. That's fun. K pop on vinyl. You had me at K pop. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're a fan dude. of K pop, man. I'm not a fan of K pop. I can't get into it. It's just, I cannot. Like, I have no, I don't know. Like, I have yeah, friends that are super into it. I listen, I'm like, I just can't. I love Korean food. So I'm just like, all they right. Have a, well, a, it's got to be good. But bookstore no. inside their record store. They have a, a they do vinyls. CDs, cassette tapes. Uh, you could yeah. probably even sometimes find some eight tracks in there. They still got a vinyl uh, and eight track section. Eight track. Uh, I don't know how to exit this. Okay. It's up at the do, top. do any of you guys listen to K-pop seriously? Like not ironically, but seriously. Well, this is sometimes. Please. I mean, it's I in my wheelhouse. About. So this place still kind of keeps. There's records. there's a band from Japan that I like. But they I have three little girls oh, singing. Japan is not K-pop. That would be J-pop. 
<laughs> they have three little girls yeah, singing out in front of a, of a very heavy metal band. They're, they go by the name Baby Metal, and they're fucking hilarious, and they're good. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> K-pop, K-pop. Metal. Uh, in a new segment oh. that I'm launching right now, uh, we're going to, let's see, the, work, the name is a work in progress. Holy yeah, shit, look at that guy's buds. Uh, this is Stony Rockefeller. Uh, welcome, uh, Stony's a frequent uh, listener and watcher. Look at how nice those are. And the nice thing I noticed too was I just happened to, I was going to post like something from Pixel Monkey that's really pretty. But then when I opened up my Instagram here, uh, this was the first uh, photo that showed up. So I was like, oh, fuck, it's pretty. It's from Miss Jill. This is a Mendo Jilly, Mendo Jilly tester in Big Roots Soil. He says, uh, she's so beautiful. Black fan leaves that they are. Uh, she smells like coffee and candy berries with gas. It was so easy to grow. Apparently, big colas covered in frost. Can't wait to get her finished. She's not even finished yet. Can you believe that? Miss Jill's the breeder. Uh, looking just fucking stunning. Look at that. Gorgeous. I mean, it is salt grown, so we're going to have to yeah. shake our heads a little bit. But uh, other than that, we're going to be like, bravo, stunning. Well done. Nice and frosty. Nice and color. So here in a second, we're going to get Pixel Monkey's bridge. Rocking. Uh... You know, some days someone's going to send you something grown in a salt and you're not even going to know, Fumi. Oh, that's happened before. I mean, it's how to put this. Uh, we've had good flour Ooh, before. Be I mean, uh, one of the better Gorilla Glues that I've ever tried anymore. I don't shout this guy out anymore for kind of personal other reasons I don't really want to get into, frankly. But uh, it's all the weird shit that people do in this society these days, right? But anyway, he was a really good grower. And I just thought, hats off to the guy. Really, really, really good weed. And yet you could always still pick it apart. Now, blindfolded, you know, that's, that's us not blindfolded, blindfolded. You know, I have to be honest with you. Like when the weed is good, the weed is good. Of course, this is me saying so. I think that you can still tell a difference, but famously, you know, like uh, we've talked about wine and French oak, this and blah, blah, blah. Why is this not playing? God damn it. It's not playing. Big bridge. There we go. Uh, I don't know where this is actually right now, but this is really pretty. Oh shit, this is, uh, that's where that Brass Pro, whatever the fuck, where is that, Tennessee or yeah, something? Yeah, that is the yeah. Brass Pro. They fucking bought the pyramid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tennessee, there it is. <laughs> Apparently it's, it's like, the well, biggest pyramid in the world. They had to keep it the pyramid or something. There was like, it is the biggest buying. pyramid in the world. <laughs> in the world that's a they fucking fishing store yeah they bought the property and they were like you got you have to <laughs> in memphis tennessee i love it because memphis is an egyptian word right it was an old yeah. egyptian city it goes all the way up though i think they built like multiple layers and shit <clears throat> i'm pretty right? sure yeah, there's a- like a restaurant at the top i think isn't there yeah it, it, i want to go to the sure it's a freaking <laughs> It's a reference to the Mississippi being the American Nile. There's a Thebes. Uh, there's a Cairo. Except they call it Cairo. A Cairo, Tennessee? <laughs> uh, no, I think Cairo's in uh, Indiana or Illinois. Cairo, Cairo's in Illinois. Up in the yeah, headwaters. But Everyone's the Mississippi is not the American Nile. The That's Nile cool, is, the American, is the Egyptian Mississippi. Is that a marble? Okay. The big marble. Tomato, tomato. Uh, the Amazon is the Brazilian Nile, or the Brazilian Mississippi, which is getting silly right now. I don't even know. 
everything. I, 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 I smell what you're cooking, Mark Uber, but I, I'm, I'm laughing about it a little bit. I don't know. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think they were that high-minded that they were trying to? No. Yeah. I think they were. Oh, yeah. I thought they. I think, I think it was just wanted a big old, big old, big old, big old fucking building. Like, I mean, no, I think they just awesome. bought. It. I don't think it was intentional. No. Like, no, Trump, Memphis, Tennessee bro- is named intentional. No, sure. yeah. No, I'm talking about Bass Pro Shop. I think Lafumi's talking about being Bass Pro Shop, right? I I think they kind of just bought the building. I think maybe the city, that's why they wouldn't let them change it, yeah. Now, what is Moscow, Idaho? Is that a Uh den of uh, communists, Marty? Oh, it might be. I don't know. Me and the missus, sometimes we sing We're Not the Jet Set at karaoke. There's no Moscow, Idaho. They talk about uh, uh, Paris, Texas, and Athens, Georgia. Gotcha. Do they sing the USSR uh, theme? Back in the USSR? No, no, the, the, the Communist Party theme. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. The, the... <laughs> Honestly, that is like the best. Like now they, they just changed the words and they made it the Russian national anthem because it's like the best national anthem. It's so like evocative and like everybody that listens to it. First of all, it's like five minutes long. This has got like eight different stanzas and everything else. And everybody that listens to it, like their their tears just come to their eyes. So like emotional music. So My they basically just change the words and like, right, this is, this is the them, But they play the Borat one instead. I love how Borat, everything is basically Polish. Like, Hold on. Like, I question. Like Polish. <laughs> What's that, Smash? Question. Are we going to play that game? Uh, We can. I guess we got enough, uh, we got enough players. Well, I, I, let someone message Steve and see how long he's going to be. Right? How long are you going to be with that goddamn turducken, freaking Steve? Holy shit. It take a while to cook. He was it the one that said we should play that game today. So like, and it takes a while to get out of the bathroom afterwards. That's probably it, yeah. And you take a turkey nap. He well, I'm just saying, it's 12 o'clock here. It's not that early. Yeah, I started drinking at like 10 o'clock because I got caught on another show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry for being late, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, worries. By the way, uh, what's going on, Captain 420? Uh, how's it feel to be back home? You've been on the road for a little bit. I wish I was still out in California. Do you? Yeah. What's it like out there? It's not below zero. Oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. That's yeah, the thing. It, you know, it hit 20-some degrees here last night, man. It's fucking it's cold. 30, it's 33 anymore. right now, bro. I feel you. Yeah, it ain't Thailand anymore. And where I'm living, I have to have a little space heater because in this apartment above this huge ass garage that I'd love to have oh, it's the just six dead air. ceiling dove. <laughs> Fifty-five at freaking nine o'clock at night. I'm at altitude. You you super warm over there. We're having a big warm spell oh, in Southwest. My humidity, 83. Oof. Interesting. <laughs> but I'd like to take this That's time correct, because what? I don't have access to chat. I'd correct. like to say hi to everybody out there in chat. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Masonic, too, there in uh, L.A. He hooked oh, me up uh, Masonic Smokers? Right on. You know, that was quite a, quite a nice kick down. You know, it was quite nice walking in there and getting kicked down with all those packs of seats and then mm-hmm. joining them at the show. 
how is he? Seems like a nice guy. Uh, he's the dude with the big old hair, right? Yeah, he's a really great guy. Right on. Really down to earth. Really, you know, one of us. A little cool. bit out there, like all of us too. So, you got to be a little bit out there to be a weed person. One a little bit. One of us. One of us. It's pretty fun. You think he'd ever come on this show? Army? You think he'd come on this show? Uh, I don't know. You could probably have him on as a guest. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I'll find something to smoke here. Yeah. You know, uh, we're all different characters in this world. We're all a little bit different. We smoke pot. Uh, a little bit of us are like myself coming out of what we call the closet, even though I lived in Michigan, a medical state. So bad. You know, I've grown outlaw cannabis for most of my life. And, you know, this is the turning point of it where, you know, yeah, I'm still growing legal, but, you know, still not used to it. Yeah, it's nice to not be an outlaw, but I still look over my shoulder. All the time. And, you know, people Uh say, oh, I'm not going to wear a mask. I actually enjoy wearing a mask here in the States with sunglasses and a hat. I do. But it reminds I really me of being like, in Red Dead Redemption. I get to be I a bandit. I really like to, uh, you know, shout out to all those people out in California that I was hanging with that didn't show me what I got when I moved into the Bay, which was what I call the uh west coast groove people i actually met some real people in california that you know are down to earth and don't talk behind your back Mm. at least they have the balls enough to tell you to your face uh ellie has a really bad reputation but uh that reputation is mostly because of like the 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 entertainment scene, obviously, you know, like LA is a huge city. It has a huge, no, it's a numbers a game. Of, it's because LA is LA and there's like 17 million people. Oh, even that. But I mean, the entertainment industry is famously cutthroat, but you know, there's, there's, there's even in, in, in the entertainment industry, there's pl- plenty of people who manage to have, you know, friendships and good relationships and everything else. But uh, it's a huge city, man. Like it's one of the biggest defense cities in the entire there's world. Lockheed Martin and all this Raytheon, all those fucking companies. Nobody ever talks about those conveniently. Right. But it's a gigantic industry in LA. Uh, closer to the airport you go there and you see like on and on and on you see basically weapons manufacturers you wouldn't think of that from la uh there's a lot of like la is uh, uh very friendly actually you know what i mean for like a big city you'd be super super surprised how down to earth and friendly people are like you're not going to necessarily like walk into a 7-eleven and become friends with the clerk necessarily because he's behind glass or whatever but like if you get to know people they open up very, very openly in, in LA. It's a very, very different place so than a, New York or Chicago. I just found out there's a place called Little Hampton, Rhode Island. Um, and so I guess they reaped millions from a drug 30 years ago, and the money's running out. Let's kind of get into it a little. What's the story? Um... That was in a kind of down. Okay. Talk, talk into the mic, dude. You're cut out. Oh, am I? My bad. I think it has it on directional. Right. In 2000, they had a drug bust, which 
netted them almost three thousand or three three point two million um, from a drug bust. Because thirty years ago, a trafficking stopped in Little Compton led recovery of international drug ring that was uh, stashed away millions of dollars in bank accounts in Switzerland and Singapore. So they seized all that and they've been living off of it. Who's that? And they're, and they're running out that's cool. of money now. Oh, that's crazy. So uh, 3.8 million in seized assets more than 10 times an annual budget under federal uh, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of funny though. It just popped up on, way. just popped up on my feed, and I was like, "Where the fuck is Little Compton? I've never even heard of that place." They'd um, probably really want some drug dealer to show up, like, right? Do that again, dude. Everybody, I don't know the the whole perception of like, dude, L.A. and Compton. That's just so bizarre. Like. uh uh, we were joking about, uh, well, I guess Friday came up in like trivia questions for trivia, uh, but uh, Snoop Dogg, I remember reading about, not Snoop Dogg, what the fuck, uh, uh, Ice Cube, uh, he wrote the Friday, the first Friday, and I guess the other couple of movies, I guess he co-wrote or whatever, uh, and people asked him, hey, why'd you make this movie? And he was like, dude, I wanted to show that Compton isn't basically all thugs and whatever. It's literally just people like living their lives and trying to survive. In a bank and whatever. Yeah, but but no, 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 Compton's a normal fucking place. Like, if you yeah, drive I mean, through like, there, like, like like Watts and Compton, these places that have these horrible reputations, like they have a city hall and a mayor and like people like mow their lawns and stuff. And there are slum areas, but I mean, like any city that you might find has slum areas. Like those, those places have such a weird reputation. You know what I mean? Like people from the outside, they think like, oh my God, Compton, it's a war zone. It's like disrespectful. Like there are people that like have really nice houses. They got mortgages on and they, they like take care of it. They have a fence and everything else in Compton. Um, I'm yeah, South Central story projects and stuff. Like, I used to install satellite dishes coming out of high school. Like I said, I, I uh, you know got a marijuana felony early, and so I fucked around doing you know blue collar shit, whatever I could get paid decent to go out and do. So it's like, oh, late nineties. I'm out installing satellite dishes. You get random calls. They try and schedule them nearby each other, you know, but you get three or four or five installs a day, and they're just given to you. You might be driving. Anywhere. So one day I'm out in Solon in LA. I had this address on uh, 37th Street in South Central. And the address just wasn't lining up. And I'm driving up and down this block and I cannot find the number. It's like 3078 North 37th Street. And it turns out, like we were talking about the other day, you said the two streets with the numbers that were running parallel to each other or, or perpendicular to each other. So in South Central, a lot of the streets, and in a lot of LA, a lot of streets are split. They have the blocks. Mm. So 37th became 37th Street and 37th Avenue. And they're right next to each other, one block apart. So if somebody had wrote Avenue instead of street or whatever, mm. giving me the wrong address. I'm driving up and down, up and down the street, and I like, park in front of this guy's house. This is not like, I don't think this is the right spot. I can't find the address. Anyway, these two guys are out working on their Impala in the freaking driveway, invite me in. We have lunch and 40s i spend my lunch break hanging out with them they explained to me it's the next block over and how everything played out i was just like some young white boy from the, the sticks you know i had a bright orange competition orange 1980 right. toyota pickup 
four by four with racing stripes. Dude, it's racist is what it is. Yeah. It's basically, it's a way to, to segregate them and pretend that they're somehow subhuman and whatever else. Like they have the same they're concern and everything else. Yeah. Huge I used theory. to know it's uh, not racism, it's classism because it doesn't affect racism. any specific but kind of person hand, other yeah. than people of a you know certain economic class. Mm. It's true, it's not strictly just racism because there's also they, they there's also plenty of white people who live Latinos in the ghetto and stuff like that, but oh, it is definitely Latinos and, and Asians. And I mean, it, it's let's not, be honest, it's most of it's mostly a uh, minority, so it is it is both, let's call it that both racism and classism. Well, I don't mm-hmm. like the word minorities, so, especially considering that like that's no longer a thing, at least in North America. When you go to like Worcester, Mass, where I grew up, like you said, you can find a million. Plus dollar houses with property, but then you're gonna drive to the inner city and it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> Some streets that are really not as good, and you'll probably find. Dude, you're talking about LA. You'll probably find definitely find million dollar houses in Compton, hundred percent, because it'll just be like a four bedroom house. Any I mean, house, two bedroom house will be eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not well, any well, house, well, but it'll be like right now. You'll, you'll that's actually like true. Yeah, take a look because it might be the, especially these days. Our houses, I mean. I've seen some big houses, but I think the most I've seen for money wise is three mil on a house on a decent property. Some out in Worcester. Look at how they have. Oh yeah, but I'm talking East Coast. I'm talking some East dude Coast. trying to sell two hundred million dollar uh, house. Wait, wait, yeah, this is on, just on straight up on like a. I mic. just searched Zillow. So, yeah, yeah, it's on top of a hill. It's the I'm most. Talking, you're talking like you six six hundred seven ninety five. Hey, look, seven ninety five, and that's Six supposedly beds, the ghetto. They'll tell you. And bro, I I got it. Oh, come on. those are nice houses that, too. Yeah. No, this house is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sure they one. think I'm a robot. Yeah. I had to prove I was human, or Zillow would let me in. That is that is the most uh, fiesta that looking is a house. Bit janky for him. <laughs> for. For seven ninety five. It's also that's why so many people. That's why. But I mean, look, that, guys, that person really takes care of their house. <laughs> you guys got to remember, we're it's on. Quality, man. No, we're definitely on. But like, you know what I mean? They care. Like I'm just housing. looking at that. Like they care. They got all kinds of shit in the backyard, and they decorate and everything else. But yeah, it's not the nicest house in the world. But you guys got to realize, though, like since like the big spike. Oh, it's actually a big house. Look at it. Yeah, yeah look at huge... it. It's actually a big house. Yeah, it's not. Bad. It's got another a back unit. It's actually two houses. You have like fucking thousand acres, whatever. And the parking lot. The the house is two thousand square feet, and the lot is like three thousand square feet. The lot's dope. That's a good car house. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're all a lot of them are like that in L.A., especially the ones that were built after the '60s, because you can see a lot of the neighbor houses there weren't. They're older. They were built in the 40s and 50s or 30s, you know, and they're not built for cars like the house just above it there. Those houses were not built for garages or yeah. cars or none of that. That was all thought of later. When I was down in Florida, a lot of the houses you would see, it was like that, too. Like there was some, most of them were actually built where there was a gate like for cars. It's like 800K, bro. That is 800K. No, I don't we're we're on the, I'm not surprised by any housing price right now. We're on the up, and we've been on the up for a long time. My oh, house right. that we bought at like a decent, even a decent time in the market is up. Everything, everything, everything is more expensive right now. Cars, trucks, no houses, computers. It a drop. Is it overhyped? 
Yeah. Did that house come from Snoop Dogg's old video? That's what he's saying. That'd be funny. I mean, just wait, wait. Just as comparison. So Portland oh. is Portland is a similar like you know metro size city. That's what seven hundred thousand gets you in Portland. Hold on. Portland <coughs> Portland has shut up like a rock though. Or like a like a rocket ship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's saying that he wouldn't be surprised anywhere. But yeah, that's I mean same size except it's not six bathrooms or six bedrooms and <laughs> four bathrooms or whatever weird setup that was. It's a four bed, three bath with a nice big open floor plan and everything's brand new inside, fully redone on a big lot, you know. Hey, look, there's even a freaking shed outside you grow your weed in. Um I'd say that's a, I'd say that's a step above freaking what was going on in Compton, bro. <laughs> Here, let me show you. I mean, we actually saw some. Although you have two different neighborhoods, that neighborhood right there is cut out in the sticks. I mean, it depends on when you, where you work, but if you work downtown, that'd take you two hours. You ride on the bus, well, not two hours, but that'd take you like do a good 30, 45 minutes, honestly, on the bus over an hour for sure. That's the difference hour. between uh, SoCal and Portland right there. And then Compton, Portland, they're like a 40 minute commute. Train right That's in, fallacious. Let's see. This is inner Boston, like right here, out like Boston inner like city. But once you start getting out like to the middle of kind of nowhere areas, we have a lot of middle of nowhere areas. You can get a decent house for Pretty cheap. Yeah. This is what Western Mass, um, New Hampshire's even. It was look at this. Fucking New Hampshire's for some reason. For always been a decently priced. Sure, but I mean, it's you know, it's supply and demand, right? There ain't nothing I mean, in New get, Hampshire. Yeah, you get a lot of <laughs> right? property when you buy shit. <laughs> yeah, they there, say though. like you can buy amazing houses in like Alabama and whatever else. You can buy six bedroom house, four bedrooms, bed two bathrooms, whatever else, a couple garages, and the whole house is like three hundred thousand dollars. If yeah, anyone you wants couldn't to build it for that Vermont. price here. <laughs> you got Vermont. a boy? Nah, dude. It's not yeah, how far bad. you got to drive to go to work from there. Well, I mean, if you live uh, in... I mean, they have a lot of big cities there, too. That's what's changing everything. Everybody gets to work from home. Oh, yeah. This the the we have so many, so many double standards. Like, people live in, you know, Birmingham, Alabama, or whatever. They're not that different than people who live in, you know... They're probably somewhat different, you know, but like they're 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 more similar than they are different. And then the people who live outside of Birmingham are more similar to the people who live outside of Portland than they are the people that live in Portland. It's kind of weird the divide we have. We have a very urban rural divide now. Dude, I was looking at million dollar houses in Boston. I'm trying to find where they were listed. The north go go west and go up to the top of Heartbreak Hill. This is like Boston Harbor. My parents sold his house there. Yeah, I know. Go, yeah, like Jamaica Plain. This is like, yeah, good money on properties over yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so surprised how cheap they are, honestly. I would have figured Boston yeah, was Yeah, let's get in. We're not even I in. I see two million on there. I see, I see four and a half million. <laughs> this is well, just those are uh, luxurious, though, because I see like half million dollar houses some places. So this is on uh, right next to Mass. Yeah, Ave, okay. That's a that's a freaking brick. Yeah, the that's brick and brick mortar house, bro. Yeah, those are 
you pay extra. These are for so the sexy. If you ever come into the city, if you want, if you like taking pictures, and you can get one of these to get open, or even just the outsides of these, they're always beautiful. How do I get out of this? But yeah, Four I mean, million. once you get inside Boston, dude, pricey, pricey. Same thing with like I mentioned Portland. Once you get in towards that city, there's there's areas that probably get kind of cheap, but then there's areas that's like a multi million dollar. Oh, honestly, the whole city, people complain about it. The whole city is pretty fucking expensive. But yeah, that, that's 100% true. There are places where you can't find something less than a million and certainly places where you can certainly find places for way less than a million. Uh, uh, and get some property on the backside. Oh, that not anymore, really, because we basically subdivide everything now. Like they, they changed the urban growth boundary. Uh, it's oh, really? arguably a good thing, frankly, but uh, for for population density and stuff like that. But it is a whole new thing where people used to have very large lots for their houses, which was quite pleasant. You can garden and everything else, you know, right? Have playground equipment and everything. But uh, that's all obviously really bad for density. And so people end up living. First of all, the housing supply is really tight when that happens. And then people end up living way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere. So now they basically have subdivided, 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 subdivided. So it's actually pretty rare anymore to find like double, triple, quadruple lots like they used to. And if if you do, people's someone's building on it right now. Growing up, my family has bought a house kind of next to woods. You know what I mean? Right so I've, I've been very lucky to like have like the really close, like a little bit of woodland. But I didn't see. So I guess I was, I've, I've been, I'm really that's the word I'm looking for. I'm thankful that they like would do that. Like they thought about that to always have some property for like me and like my dad like gardening and stuff. You know what I mean? Like he really loved his motorcycles. Like he always had a like nice property with a shed on it. Or like we li- we lived in like cheap apartments, but it's been it's been like bad times in the economy. Obviously, there's been some of those and shit. You know what I mean? Sounds like there's a West versus the rest war brewing in chat. <laughs> West is the best motherfuckers. What are they trying to say? I don't know. Oh, the whole thing's like, ah, oh, Cali sucks. I never look. It, it's not even legal. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody likes to hate on California, <laughs> but they've never been to California, man. Have you ever been to the beaches? Have you ever seen all the, the pretty girls and everything else? Have you ever eaten all the cool food that you can get at like two o'clock in the fucking morning? The weather's nice. I mean, I always tell people that it, it kind of annoys me because it's literally like being force fed ice cream every single day of your life in Southern California because it's like literally always sunny and warm. So it just grates on you after a while. Like, you're I mean, like fuck my not kingdom everywhere. for a cloud. See, that is, that is the, the misconception Hello, that people Christian. have about California. It's gigantic. I'm not talking about everywhere. I'm talking about places like LA, dude. Like, yeah. I'm like, a kingdom for a fucking cloud sometimes there or some rain yeah. or some shit. Like, no, see, I'm, I'm, up, in the, murder I'm, up, winds come. I'm up in the hills. It's like, a Jesus I fucking Christ. Creeks. You guys have heard about the murder winds? For fuck's sake. I remember walking to my dog one time and I was like, oh, these are real because my dog and I both freaked the fuck out. Uh, we're walking around. It's like, what, I guess uh, September, October, kind of this time of year, honestly. And the Santa Ana winds come. They're hot desert winds that come from basically where Bugs lives pretty much. And Arizona's like, fuck this wind. We don't want it anymore. And gives it to California. And these fucking winds blow down in the nighttime, basically, uh, over the hills. And you're basically walking down the street and it's cold out because it's, you know, it's kind of it's cool out, basically cold for you anyway, because you're living in California and you got like maybe a T-shirt or a sweater. So you're not really prepared. Uh, and then suddenly hot breath blows on your like hot, slow breath blows on your neck. And you're like, 
what the fuck was that? And yeah. all your hackles on your neck roll up, like all your, like your, your ancient instincts of primal, whatever the fuck, danger, 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 Will <laughs> Robinson. And I was walking the first time I noticed it, like my dog and I both, he was like all the hair on the back of his neck, on the back of like all of his back basically stood up. And the same thing with me. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, okay, so we, we're, we're both weirded out by this. The fucking murder wins. Jesus H Christ. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Uh, and then the next day it'll just be sunny and warm again. <laughs> so you can't even get a break. You can't even get like some fucking rain or whatever. But uh, on the My bright side, on windmill country, you know where all the windmills are by between Palm Springs and the rest of the SoCal. If you come out I ten there, if you ever want to watch something interesting, bro, they have we have the true giant months a year. They're crazy to watch. Some of those ones that get a lot of wind action are fucking crazy spinning. We have actually watched Yeah, they get those out in freaking Cabazon too. The freaking where it just comes rolling from the desert when the wind reverses. Because usually it's blowing onshore through the pass out in the desert. But then when the monsoon flow comes on, the wind will kick up coming off the freaking desert and start coming in like this whack wall of like wind and dust and moisture and shit just swirling it looks like a freaking sideways tornado just rolling over the freaking desert yeah um i wonder if you in chat would play with us yeah we got oh, right we were gonna play that stupid game see here's the thing i actually don't have a link we're waiting for potent to post on here i so. got a link oh you got it uh throw it down uh because so i don't have it right at the moment i really think that's why Shows where they live, Samuel. Use this thing more than a use it more than a uh, place where wear a hat hat rack. Oh, Crime Winter says come to Minnesota. The girls there blow away any talent in California, and I've heard that as well. Though I haven't had. I have heard that girls much. are pretty everywhere, but Thailand. Uh, pretty much. Everywhere. Uh, we talked about that last time, though. I said the thing is, you got to check though. You said it was okay. They don't mind. No. So there may be a tip involved. <laughs> Gonna check first. Pardon me, miss. Are you a woman? <laughs> as long as you treat them. I like guess that's that's the real standard there, though. If the women are so pretty that you can't tell the men from the women. Uh, no. <laughs> it, it's How'd you like it if every woman walked by? Like, can I check if you're a dude? Just gotta check your wang here for a second. Gotta check your wang. <laughs> I mean, no doubt there are probably some people who, but like the the stereotypical red blooded American male would be like, "Sure, ma'am." It's the wang checking station. Doctor Wang, no relation. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm one of those. I'm one of those guys that wears my freaking trousers so loose you can't tell anyhow. <laughs> it's a wang checking station, not a trouser checking station. The one thing I really like about Thailand is is when they wear the yoga pants and the spandex and shit. You don't see rolls on top of the rolls like here in Ohio and Michigan. And they're also probably not riding a rascal scooter. No offense to people who ride rascal scooters, but we do, we do enjoy the sugary, we do enjoy the sugary drinks here, don't we, Captain 420? I see you enjoying a sugary yeah. drink, but in moderation, right? Like, 
we were talking about this earlier in the show, like uh, standards for like making us all like desire, you know, models to be in our, you know, relationships. But like, and then everybody's like, who has said that, Marty? Where you're the one that said that? Nobody's asking for models here. Wait, I what are we even talking about? Honestly, I feel like this conversation is whipsawing all over the place. When I get that link out. I had girls younger than my daughter wanting to go out with me. And it wasn't because I have a lot of money, because I don't. And I don't portray it. I have a little bit of money and I live. My house is only $112 a month. I think I'm moving fucking back. Okay. It's a three bedroom. But they weren't involved about the money. It was because I could teach them and they wanted to learn. But they're, in their culture, there's no gap in age. So if you go out with a 20-year-old, they don't look at you any different. They don't look at the girl any different. They actually look at her as, hey, you're a Falam. You moved up in class. I suppose that makes sense because the I guess there's like a... What is it? A more rigid hierarchy structure? Welcome, Val. Cheers. Welcome to the show. Uh, more like rigid hierarchy structure. What do you figure? Uh, no, it's just more of a culture. You're older. You're wiser. Hmm. I don't know. Like that's you're not, not like unheard of here. My girlfriend's eighteen years younger than me. Well, right on. Interesting. How, how does that? Well, let's welcome Val. Uh, welcome to the show. What's new? Well, uh, Val, Val's lady's input on that. <laughs> that's right. Welcome. Uh, this is a weird discussion. We can completely change the subject, honestly. She's probably like, dude, I was here to talk about me. But, uh, we're getting stoned and drunk. Let's go into age Val, gap relationships. Yeah, right. Perfect, perfect intro for this. To, can I talk about anything else? She's thinking, welcome, Val. What's new? Hi, Val. You're muted. You might be shy. Welcome, Val. Uh, we are also here for a weed show. I don't know. Do we have any? Uh, what are you guys puffing on? What are you drinking? Uh, Captain 420. What are you What are you uh, drinking? Drinking. Drinking. I am. I'm drinking on the uh, Woodford because I've come to the realization for the price for the money that this is probably the best tasting bourbon out there. And I love that actually. The Woodford Reserve was delightful. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to remember what it tasted like. Val, I think you're on a little bit of a delay and you're muted. There we go. You're unmuted and you're on a little bit of a delay. Go for it. I think she might have like a five or 10 second delay. <laughs> Your headphones. There you go. Oh, we still can't hear you. Headphones. Uh, the microphone. Maybe. We're not trying to mess with you, Val. We're definitely we're not trying check to mess your, with you. Uh, Val, check where it says mute. There's a little arrow next to it and make sure well, that the she sound... Unmuted. She yeah, unmuted yeah, because yeah, the red mic went away. If you have multiple devices, though, you could be on the wrong input, output. That's you can't hear on your... Like, I have a speaker, a headphone, a microphone, another microphone, a microphone on my headphones, and it'll like... Well, now you're just showing off. Now you get a microphone on your microphone, your microphone had a microphone. You were like, yo, dog, yeah, your microphone likes microphones, so we put microphones on your microphones. No, I shit you not, I have no fewer than 11 input outputs. 
I mean, do you have like a, a compulsion, like a microphone compulsion at this point? Like, yeah. was your grandfather in the KGB or something? What's the story? Yeah, the studio. I have four mics if you include the ones on my built into my cameras. Okay, we're not trying to, to to drown her in microphones. Val, bottom left of your Zoom screen, there's a little uh, button that says uh, either your phone or your computer. It says like uh, mute, or then the, there's another one that says stop video. The little mute button, it's like a little moving microphone. It's got a little arrow. It's got like audio settings and stuff. And you can even, like if you click on that, you can click test speaker and microphone. And it'll like cycle through your speaker and microphone and then you can like solve the problems we're not trying to mess with you i promise uh greenie houdini says we should take a fat dab and she's 100 percent right uh let's everybody hey. take a fat dab and uh join captain 420 you're smoking the the gushers what does that taste like yes the gushers uh to me it's a monoterp so i really can't tell you mm. flat uh, <laughs> it's getting me high that's about it when you say that, it's an interesting way to say it. It's a monoterp, so I can't tell you. Is it because you just don't like monoterps, or you can't taste them, or what's the story? I can't taste them. Got it. Just tastes like weed. It all tastes like weed, and this is a sesquiterpene flavor. So what is that? You basically need more complex flavors on your tongue, or what's the story? I need something that lasts through the joint, uh, not go away on the smell and the dry hit than the first couple tokes. You know, I, I want that taste all the way through the joint because it's the uh, only ones I can really taste because of my loss of taste buds and smell. Yeah, you have mild anosmia, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, see, that's the thing. If you have anosmia, it, like, changes that whole thing. And, uh, and try eating um, certain fruits like uh pineapple or mango that tend to really yeah that really open up the palate to those before you smoke and you might enjoy your smoke more and mango actually you know the myrcene that's in mangoes which is like really high is very complimentary smoking yeah by the way uh while we're doing this uh we're trying to start this game I, i realized that i'm uh uh jumping in the middle of this Having trouble, uh, D, the, the link that you posted for the Cards Against Humanity, you posted also in the chat, it keeps saying uh, our servers are struggling to reach you and it keeps like not connecting. Did you set up a game already or are we going to set up a game? So I haven't yet, so I tried to log out and then start up and it still wasn't doing it. All right, I'm going to try to, still not quite working, play anonymously. I'm just kind of talking this out loud, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's still, I don't know, is it not connecting for you too or is it just me? I didn't connect for me. That's pretty bizarre. It didn't. I don't know about my mic either. Time. Every time uh, I move, I'm not hearing that weird rattling sound that we heard the other day. For three hours. Every time I move a little bit away, though, it gets hard to hear me. That I think is your noise canceling, though, with your Zoom. You can shut that off. I think in Zoom settings. Uh, in fact, I think a few weeks ago, you and I both shut off the noise canceling. I want to say for the same reason, like I got a new mic and I was doing something different with the mic. I can't remember right now. Uh, and then you were like, oh, I got to do that too. So you might have the same setting off. Uh, Val, oh, gosh, we just lost Val. Uh, Val, you're welcome to hop, out, to hop back anytime. Uh, I was just going to say, oh, let's figure out your mic. Um, yeah, really nice. I talked to her on uh, 
Holding of the servers. Right on. On. Yeah, she's on the the Discord, I believe. Uh, yeah. she's more than welcome to hop back. We're we're we're. I know yeah. it can get like overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like when everyone's talking at you, basically, and you're like, "Oh my fucking god, I don't know what to do." So I know that uh, it can get a little bit like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, I'll be back tomorrow." I just no, yeah. now. Go What's back. In, oh, let me just go over. Go back into your settings real quick, and then go to microphone, and you should be able to like select the microphone and test that i had to do it before i came on this time because my shit was messed up so yeah you go back into like your settings it will say microphone you go and then you can click what microphone you want there'll be a list of every microphone yeah through your computer and then Hey guys, I only drink one night a week. Am I the only one drinking on this show? I'm drinking, man. I'm you sipping mean, uh, uh, at the moment. I'm sipping the, the rat barrel, buddy. All this right. is not working. I'm still not being able to connect to this uh, cheap room. <laughs> I got a 2019 <laughs> Maker's Mark cheap room. <laughs> 2019 Maker's Mark limited release, the RC6 stave profile. Because Captain's starting to get a little shit faced. <laughs> That's all right. That makes At the game. I'm fun. not down in my chair like this. Freaking D's year. over there with the scissor stack. You got the Timmy scissor over there. I know. I can't get into the puppy. What the fuck? Got purple drink in there. Fruit aftertaste, but it tastes like it's sprayed in there. Down. Yeah, it's it's erring out for me too. It just keeps saying that this. Oh, so it's not just me. All right. Sucks. Yeah, it was saying uh, make sure you don't have a second instance. So I was like, well, I don't think I do, but I was like, you know, maybe I have a habit or something. No, yeah. it doesn't seem to be. Um, maybe Let's, the server's uh, busy. Yeah, maybe I mean, we were we were having some DCs last time we were playing, weren't we? Yeah, that's true. Well, we can keep trying. I don't know. Somebody want to keep kind of. Yeah, they can't talk. I don't know. It's not like I guess we didn't fuck with it last week, but I got that Jack's Games or whatever it was called. We could potentially try one of those, or what was the other one? I went through some of my stuff last night, (laughs) and uh, this color coloring book was put out uh, about 2000. Three two thousand and four by the people right before they came out with Death Star out of Columbus, Ohio. That's cool. For the kids, by the kids. Yeah. Oh, me? No. Oh, in Smash, I dug this out too. There's a uh, 1946 All Star game program for college football. <laughs> but. He's not even in there, so I won't even show him the uh, comic book hero that's hand-drawn there, too. The captain was at one time was very big in the sports memorabilia and comics because he owned the shop. <laughs> What's up, VT Grower? Cheers, buddy. Uh, Aldridge in the house. What's up? Uh, Mr. Toad, welcome. Uh, I haven't seen Mr. Toad in a bit. Uh, who else in the house here? Nico. What's going on, Nico, dude? Uh, Billy Wonka. I think I didn't say hello. Or maybe I did say hello earlier, but what's going on, Billy? Cheers, Billy. Dags420. I miss Dags. Cheers, Dags. Always saying cheers. What's up, uh, 
Val, uh, she's laughing. Valerie Fletcher is trying. Valerie, you're absolutely welcome to come back anytime. Uh, we're we're happy to help you uh, figure it out. That 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 goes for anybody basically in the chat. If you guys have uh, not done Zoom, you know these days you never know who's a Zoom expert anymore. Like you know, some people are like, oh my god, I'm a Zoom ninja. You know what I mean? But uh, some folks are not new or pretty new to Zoom. Some folks don't use it all that often, or maybe using a different setup at home as opposed to work or something else. So, uh, folks, we're we're happy to help. We're happy. You know, we're not gonna. I don't know. We're not Zoom experts or something necessarily, but we've been doing this for a little while. So there's a lot of problems we can solve here between can bang a couple of the brains here together and we can probably figure it out. So if you right. a question or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So we got fresh brains. We, we got, we got it locked unlock here. We got fresh brains. We got canned brains. Uh, what else? Uh, freeze dried brains. What do you think? The freeze dried brains would that work? I feel like that would work. Oh. Freeze dried brains, remove the moisture. Uh, Suck it out. Gotta try it. Gotta try it. What do you think, uh, Marduber? If you were, if you were like a new business idea, uh, zombie apocalypse has broken out. The zombies, though, they're not all bad. And uh, sure. man, you're a capitalist, dude. And they, 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 they have uh, dispensable income, right, or disposable income because uh, many of them used to be doctors and lawyers and whatever. Wait, else. wait, so wait, wait. A zombie wait. doctor Are, comes you're, up you're... to you and says, "Bro, I want some uh, freeze dried brains." Would you, you're, you're uh, how would you do it? That the zombies are, or you're saying that the, the zombies are capable of still using some sort of banking? I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't they? Just like I zombie zombies? Or if yeah, these are new zombies. Okay. These are new zombies that are, they're zombies, but they're basically, uh, I mean, so they're you, the undead. Have you seen I zombie? They're surprisingly spry. I don't think I zombie I zombie is like the zombies are uh, if they don't eat brains, but if they eat brains, they're good. They're gotcha. Like, you could hardly tell they're zombies. Gotcha. So the brains are their fuel. And they, yeah. And they actually get like some benefit from eating the people's. You got to wonder why is it just brains and why not read my mind. or something, you know? I was going to say, put my name in. Gorski. Uh freeze dried brains. No, not a not a new cuisine trend for the zombie uh bourgeois. I don't think that they would I, I, I don't think they, are, are they like dabbing them? Are we gonna make brain rosin? Are we gonna take the you know what? And now I want to then... say like if they were like zombie hipsters, they would probably be more into like brain sashimi or something, oh, like brain rolls and stuff. They vape, they vape brains. <laughs> vape brains. I, I bet. I bet. Hilarious. Hilarious zombie flick. Brains comfy? Or is that too much fat? I beat. Yeah, I mean. They already make. Yeah, there's already stuff like that, kind of, but you know, thanks with animal brains, of course. But, you know, the same kind of people who freaking eat, you know, human brains probably be eating animal brains. Why are people so into zombies anyway? The zombie, like, uh, do you have an explanation for it, or do we have to figure it out? Like, why are they so fascinating? I am not sure. Brains. Brains. 
Don't ask me. Brains. I'm telling you, that's a funny one. That's like zombies, that's a funny one. He has like a kid, there's like a head zombie, and he's like half zombie, half History zombie. of the unknown. He got bit at the same time as like he just got injected with like a, a serum. So, so he's like, where he's perpetually almost dying. Yeah, and he, but he ends up having these weird, like he can control other like, like zombies that are lower, lower intelligence. And he ends up having a kid because everything works still. Hmm. It's interesting. Kid? Yeah, it, it comes out and it's kind of crazy. And she, dude, it's fun. You gotta watch it. It's a pretty interesting story. Sounds kind of fun. It's kind of funny and goofy. It's better. It was way better than fucking. What is that? Saint Bernard says another hot take. The zombie genre is played out and was ruined by The Walking Dead. Discuss. That's. It was better than The Walking Dead. That's why I watched it. It was funnier. Mm. It was there more. It wasn't trying to be realistic. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. it wasn't I've true. never watched The Walking Dead. Never like, caught like an episode. Yeah, like Smash says, I may have like walked in on one or like you know, walk, tried watching an episode yeah, or something. And, eh. Tell you any any name of a character. St. Bernard says uh, he thought he was uh, D was related to Rob the Zombie Bros. Like Rob Zombie? Right. Rob of the Zombies. That's right. My name, my name came from uh, actually Women Hoko. Hoko thought I looked like Rob Zombie. And then he said I looked like some NASCAR driver. I forget who it was. Dale Earnhardt, maybe? I, I, I NASCAR got turned right. Maybe it wasn't Dale Earnhardt. Fuck, I could remember because I'm not that much into NASCAR. I have to be honest. I'm not into like cars that turn left all the time. But uh, wasn't it Dale Earnhardt that had like full on gray beard, gray hair? No, I don't think so. Maybe it wasn't. He was pretty clean shaven. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking of completely someone different. All right, I just insulted the entire South, pretty much. Uh. That's not true. California is also somewhat I mean, into. Yeah, yeah. Like you, him and D have the same kind of mustache, kind of. I don't know. You tell me. What about ZZ Top? Do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a no, mustache. Not though. a lot. Not a lot of resemblance there. Maybe I'll do like a goatsy elk. A goatsy. No, that's something else. <laughs> Anyone who's been on the internet for a while, that's something else. Uh, a goatee? A goatee would be funny. Yeah, you're you right. Know, you know what? I Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just jumped into the Lemons Discord there. As soon as he, he uh, saw me, he called me Daryl Enhart. So that's gotcha. what it was. Gotcha. Right on. <laughs> some some family saying that. that's the best part as I've seen that <laughs> anyone listening in that's a Kermit the Frog reenacting Goatsy <laughs> I'm not going to explain it further because I don't want to traumatize you did you see the pumpkin the pumpkin on the right yeah 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 yeah. 
No, anybody who has gotten pranked by their friend, I think that's how most of us discovered Goatsy is by being pranked by a friend who had previously been pranked by another friend. Hey, look at this. It's amazing. Oh, my fucking God. Um, delete search history. Delete, delete, delete. Um, when yeah, I was, was a kid, a, it was, was the Harry Muldron. The which one? The Harry Muldron. The Harry I don't even want to ask more because then we'll find out more. Well, it's but, kind of like the goats. You, you tuck your junk in between your legs, too. And, and I, <laughs> Oh, is that the, uh, the dude from, uh, what the fuck is his name, from uh, Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, kind of like that. It puts the lotion in the skin and it puts the lotion Some, in the basket. Or gets the something again. along those lines. What was yeah, his real name in this movie? Uh, yeah, Buffalo Bill. Something, Buffalo Bill. Something in our chat. You guys check it out. It's funny as hell. I'm a- so I'm excited because I'm gonna smoke on some of this dry sift from some of my leaf trim. That looks great. First time. <laughs> I just got a, a hundred micron trim bin screen. Shake it out for a little parchment. Goodbye. There's some like bits of rat turd finger hash in there too because I wasn't picking it. What's rat turds? That's bad. Yeah, you, know, you know the little finger hash, little, little balls, balls on your fingers, balls, little mini temple balls, but they come out looking like uh, juggling sprinkle. <laughs> they look like a football, like a little tiny <laughs> NFL football. Find one in there. Yeah, but they kind of look like a rat turd. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't understand why the Great audio wasn't playing on that video for me. Weird. That's weird. It was fine. I was trying to figure out if I could play it for the show, but I can't do it because the audio's mm-hmm. not playing. No, don't play it for the show. Oh, I got you. It is a funny one, though. That, that was a weird one. Dude, that came out a long time. I heard that when I was young, like in middle school, like going into high school, maybe. I, I started to laugh. Yeah, there's one sitting right on top, Smash. I see it. I don't even wear gloves trimming anymore. I just touch. I only touch stem. Oh, that, that came off my fingers. That's what like I do a lot of times. I have a scissor hand and I have basically a stem hand pretty much. And too. Just, the, the two never touch, you know, like the scissor never really. I never really have a reason to take my hands off the scissors. So you don't wait, wait, scissors. You don't have trichomes on your stems. Uh, I mean, I do. Well, I guess I do, crazy. but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I get little pellets like that from just like. Pinching the stems, and I mean, I'm not like fondling the buds or anything, but like just moving up the stems and pinching them, you know. And that wasn't even what's the what's the long term consequences? I realize I'm changing the subject a little bit, but uh, I've wondered. uh, I don't like wearing gloves. Most people don't like wearing the latex or the rubber gloves or whatever for trimming and stuff, right? It's Captain Four Twenty shaking his head. Most people are not a big fan. Uh, You're muted, uh, Captain Four Twenty, but we can see your emotional. uh, uh, statements there basically uh most people are not big fans honestly as captain 420 is gesticulating you know over there uh is no it unhealthy? love no love bro well yeah but when we're not talking about uh, what we do with your mama because that's 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 some sick shit that, that uh, uh oh gosh the memories honestly the memories last 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 year in tahiti it was wonderful and i know what you but did other summer. than that other than that well uh, also last summer in in uh, Venezuela, actually in that case, oh, it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful weekend away. Anyway, other than that, is it healthy to to wear those kind of latex gloves? Uh, you know, for a whole day, for a whole work day. Like, there's a ton of people. Uh, a friend of the show, uh, uh, Farm Trap, today just posted a video of her trimming. She trims a lot in the fall. Like, is it healthy to have like a plastic or a latex, whatever gloves on your hands for 
There's a lot of people. Who, for there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people who do in other fields as well. Healthcare mm-hmm. is a lot like that, where you got to wear yeah, gloves most of the time. Yeah. yeah. So but how is it? Do you have problems with chafing or anything else? Do you have to do something special? Because no. every time bone. I do it, my hands get all clammy and sweaty. Is that bad, bad, yeah, bag bone? You got to change your gloves, and then you got to use bag bone or something like that. You know, some sort of uh, hand ointment. Mm-hmm. hands. Because yeah. they'll get chapped from losing so much moisture. Is that what they crack? Don't get powdered. Don't get the powdered gloves. I found that. Out. I like. Yeah, I like unpowdered nitriles. If you have an issue with that, I like the black ones. The try black finger cots. Mm-hmm. If you want to keep your, you know, fingers off the That's flowers, yeah. and you thought. want to not have to wear sweaty gloves. Just, you know, throw those little finger cuts that they have for, you know, if you have a cut on your finger and you throw those on. Just fine. Right on. Good to know. Uh, Robert Greenfinger says he used to be in porn and would wear latex 24-7. So, of course. Sounds like an occupational hazard. Right, right. Frank says, uh, I don't wear gloves and don't really touch the buzz at all, but it's inevitable. Get tons of finger hash. Right. My scissors got a lot of hash. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'll get some on the scissors and then I'll like roll that down into a little piece and then I'll take the edge of the scissors to my fingertips and kind of get the spot where there's a little buildup, you know. I'll roll that into a little rat turd from the freaking hash bin. Right, I know you guys don't like the, the term rat turd. Uh, what's wrong with the term rat turd? Other than the fact that it's, you know, rude. Really gross. Probably the Queen of England wouldn't say rat turd. Welcome, Sir Rat Turd. She'd say, get that shit out of here. Knight of the realm, rat turd. <laughs> Esquire. Probably shy. Um, Herald of the change, rat turd. I don't know. I don't wear gloves when I trim. I like to get that finger hash off myself. It's courteous if you're ever going to give your product to other people, though, I feel. If it's so the- just for your own use, then yeah, by all At means. At the same time, Mark Uber, they say the best food. food is always cooked by chef's hands and that uh, every chef basically uh, does actually imbibe a little bit. I mean, it's kind of a gross thing to think about it, but, you know, like there's sweat of their hands or whatever else. It does soak in the food a little bit. Calm down, Salt Bay. If I offer you pot and you don't want to buy it, that's cool. Because the next person behind you will. <laughs> Real talk. I mean, you, you do you. Like I said, yeah, I just, uh, I it, coming from a commercial background, as I've been at a, at a time, you know, I'm not, I'm not right now, but I once was, you know, a commercial grower. It was just considered, you know, bad form, kind of, uh, for, for lack of a better term, uh, woodcraft, you know, that was like something, you know, hippies do. Put a beard net on, throw, throw down some gloves. It's, it's courteous, especially if you got to pass an inspection for, for, you know, contaminants. Yeah. Well, I've been in legal growth stage, but it don't mean I've always been legal. <laughs> Let's raise the glass to the outlaw growers out there. Yeah, legacy markets. 
I'm not one. That's, that's, that's the PC term these days. We call them legacy markets or legacy growers, right. legacy markets. Or heritage uh, market, I think I've heard people yeah. say. What else? Yeah. Um, free market, people have said. You don't feel as bad. <laughs> you don't feel as bad. <laughs> feel as dirty. Oh, were you a black market grower? No, legacy market. I prefer the term legacy. It's a weird one. I remember, um, I think I was, I don't want to say specifically, because uh, this is whoever, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I was at a large cannabis event. I was hanging out afterwards. And uh, uh, this chick and I were talking and it's just very, very friendly, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I don't remember how the conversation went, but at some point there were a couple of us basically just kind of waiting for a bus and whatever. And uh, suddenly she whipped out like uh, it wasn't even really part of the conversation, but she's like, hey, want some dabs? Just whipped out. It was a very kind of a friendly conversation, whipped out. <laughs> amazing shit. Just amazing shit. And then, no, no, okay. Closed it up. And then we continued talking, da, da, da. And I remember thinking like, I literally just trained to lost my fucking train of thought. What did I just smoke? Morgana, probably. Yeah. I literally just lost my train of thought. I was talking about amazing quality of hash and Hang on a boss waiting for a boss for this. Jesus check. H Christ. If you want if you wanted some dabs, you're like, no, no, it's just you closed it up and you continue talking. D, you have literally described everything and I should remember what I was trying to say, and I don't remember any of it at all. <laughs> all right well we're gonna back out of that ladies and gentlemen we're just going to imagine uh imagine a chick with a case full of awesome dabs i guess that was the punchline of the story that's the i don't know maybe, maybe there's music playing i had that dream there's, um right it's a dream that's what it is it's a there's a corvette what else uh ice cream cones miss d stops by what else uh i have no memory of what i was going to say All right, cheers, everybody. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll another joint. I didn't think I was that drunk. <laughs> let's get to the point. Let's roll. I mean, it does add up a little bit. Like this was new when I cracked it open, so I have been I have been enjoying it a little bit. Bro, bro, I'm just <coughs> I'm still on my first pour. You see, that's why Captain 420 was like, "Is anybody else drinking?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm fucking pounding this shit back. What do you want from me, man? I can't fucking pound it anymore." Jesus, age Christ. Uh, I paid for this bottle. What do you want? Uh, how's the maker's mark, by the way? Uh, I'm enjoying this one. The the better with water. I liked the other. I liked the other one that they gave me a while ago, and it was actually called Cuvée. I laughed. I was like, <laughs> Cuvée, because you know the Morgan is with Cuvée. Okay, maybe it's funnier for me because I basically have that Cuvée F2, right? But uh, Cuvée from Subcool. So now every time something is Cuvée, I'm like, <laughs> titter titter. I have to get it. So uh, at uh, Cascade Barrel Brewing, if you guys are ever at Cascade Barrel Brewing or find it uh, at a store, <clears throat> it's a brewery here in Portland. Uh, don't ever take a date there because you will always fail to ask me how I know. But anyway, uh, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful beer, uh, the, the Cuvée du Jongleur. Jesus fucking Christ, is that shit amazing? Like, here, I'm going to look it up. It's so good. You guys are going to laugh at me how, like, hipster this beer is, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. Working on it. Working on it. Sorry, everybody. Oh, you're looking it up? I have, like, Holy. a producer team now. See, this is what wow. happens when you have, like, a loyalty. Like, they start looking shit up for you and stuff. That's awesome. I, I love All right, this let's one. see who this gets is, it first, though. This is the best, I got to say. What's that? That's cool. 
That's that's how all the waiters and waitresses uh, uh, look. In fact, they drag their pants around. That's exactly what it is. If anybody asks, that's exactly how they serve the beers. In fact, you see that hole can in the you, barrel? Can you that's look how they the serve hole? it. That's where they, they pour the beer out of. Oh, really? The beer comes out of the hole? <laughs> the beer comes out of the hole. Oh, that's, that's great, bro. <laughs> 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 that's exactly that's for word for word ladies and gentlemen that's exactly how it works oh my fucking god <laughs> <laughs> that was the first literally the first thing that popped up i searched them i like googled their <laughs> shit and over here in their like thing it just said see photos and there's this picture of oh my god i mean literally that was the first first thing to pop up <laughs> literally one of their only photos That's creepy. Really Tell me you don't find that, that hilarious, though. Okay, so I'm talking about this. I'm talking about their specialty is sour beers. I've drank a ton of them on the show, actually. I've had this beer on the show. Cuvée du Jongleur. Uh, originally released in 2008, Cuvée du Jongleur, a blend of the juggler, consists of select red, triple, and quad sour ales aged in oak barrels for up to three years, making its first appearance in over a decade. The 2017 project pays homage to the, I mean, even the way they type it, like they, they write this stuff, pays homage to the original blend, juggling a variety of base beers that offer a clean and complex flavors to the lactic fermentation process that has come to define our Northwest sour ales, blah, 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 blah. Uh, hipster as fuck, but I can tell you it is so delicious. It'll, I, I, at least with me, oh my fucking God. Uh, and the other day I just had, um, what did I have? I had, uh, I, oh shit, I had this, uh, the primordial, what is it? I'm not the other day, but I had this, I've had the Rose City Sour, which was absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah, it really kind of has to depend on the date. Did they really Vlad go around the like Impaler that? was amazing. I can pull it off. The 2017, that actually was bottled in 2017, so you can only find like the bottles that are from 2017. Uh, and then they have like tap. Let's see here. What is it? One on tap. What did I have the other day? I had, um, I mean, everything was, I had nectarine. Prices don't really nice terrible, and sour. No, they're not too bad. Uh, they have like a, like um. I really recommend this place, honestly, uh, at least for if you like beer. These sour flights are really nice because you can get like three, whatever you want. Um, what did I freaking have here? I had the Kagawa Sour, which was, oh, I guess they don't say it. Oh, here it is. A collaboration with our friends at Far East Brewing in Yamanashi in Japan. Sorry for butchering that. This unique project is a sour beer interpretation of Far East's award-winning Kagawa Rouge, featuring a blend of red ales aged in red wine barrels with Japanese sancho pepper and yuzu peel. Kagawa Sour offers complex, by the way, German just fucking, their brain exploded right now because they're like, there's how many things in this beer more than four? Uh, Kagawa Sour offers complex <laughs> notes of fresh citrus, spicy green peppercorn, and roasted red malt. It was delicious. Also, they forgot to mention that it's fucking brain spankingly delicious. It was wonderful. Their beers are wonderful. Honestly, I really, really enjoy them. Um, some of that hipster shit pays off, you know, like sometimes when you sprinkle whatever the fuck and whatever um there was a funny movie with uh nick cage recently pig it's called and uh they're in this one restaurant and he ends up making fun of the chef and the dude is like smoking juniper bushes and whatever under a glass and he's just like the fuck are you doing do you like this food blah 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 and the guy it's ends up like breaking down like no it's just not it's what so i want not high cuisine. That is right but the thing is this like i can tell you from experience those beers are magically delicious like honestly really 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 fucking good i guess you can take my word for it but 
I don't know how to go on that subject. So it is. I'm talking about beer and wine and stuff. Um, oh, and who was the smashed video? The internet is for porn. But apparently, we're not supposed to show that. Avenue Q. Something. What was that relevant rule 60? No, wait. Relevant rule on Reddit. 34. 34. That's it. If you can think of it. If it exists, there is pornography of it. Right. And there was an account. Order 66. It was was an account. The guy was relevant rule 34. And people would be like, is there a point for this? People just come up with random crazy shit like. Oh, you'd be surprised, bro. You'd be surprised. I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going. Right. Yeah, relevant rule 34 pretty much always nailed it. And uh, and that was the thing. It would be like in safe for work threads. You know, it would be like uh, an AMA with, not Kirk Douglas, but that was the first name that came to me. I don't know why Kirk Douglas was the sure, first name why not? that came to me. Uh, it would be fun to have an AMA with Kirk Douglas. I mean, he's dead now, so I guess like it would be even funner. <laughs> an, AMA an AMA from beyond the grave. The zombie Kirk Douglas. Now we'll get Michael Douglas. They're essentially the same ah. person. <laughs> he might disagree, but I mean, I'll go with it. Uh, as far as like fathers and sons that look alike, bro, Kirk Douglas and true. Michael Douglas, there's a very true. strong. True. That's not like hey, Donald, Donald Sutherland and Kiefer Sutherland. There's another pair that, like, as Kiefer Sutherland gets older, I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Kiefer Sutherland isn't Donald Sutherland's son, is he? I thought he was his cousin, like his no, his nephew or something. Now I'm confused. I want to say that Donald Donald is his uncle. I might be wrong on that. And yeah, wait. Okay, so this is the way I think about it. It's probably wrong, but I think that Donald Sutherland is related to Charlie. Sheen. Where the fuck is Charlie Sheen's dad? Martin Sheen. But they are cousins. And then let me think. Donald Sutherland is Martin Sheen's. No, no, no. Uh, Charlie Sheen's like. What do you even fucking call that? Uncle cousin? That sounds like something they would say to Alabama. I don't even know. You got a pretty mouth. Um, got a pretty mouth, boy. I guess I don't know. I guess I'm not up on the lineage of the Sheen clan. Estevez. Estevez. This part here, I'm, I'm happy to have back. Uh, it's my Afghani mango. It's oh, right the on. one that actually puts me to sleep. Oh, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland is Donald Sutherland's child. Okay. Yeah. Kiefer, Rossif, and Angus are all his children. I see. All right. You didn't know that? No, I oh, thought they were like, I thought, I thought he was literally his uncle. I thought Donald no, Sutherland man. was Kiefer's other uncle. Makes no, and his father and and uh, what's his face? Emilio's uncle. Uh, and Donald Sutherland's dad was what's his face? Freaking Tommy Sullivan, right? Okay, I know the name the Tommy freaking, Sullivan, but I can't place the it. Canadian labor hero. Sure. I mean, when you talk about Canadian shit, you lose us. Canadian. Okay. Shit. Take off, eh? I mean, I just, I Tommy Douglas. Was, sorry, don't they say Canada's fake? I think they say Canada's fake. Hey, Tommy Douglas, and that was on his mother's side. 
Tommy Douglas was the Canadian politician who was the seventh Herb premier Mark. of Saskatchewan, and he was the leader of the NDP. I'm like 61 to 71. Search for anything. <coughs> the internet is probably you're not using it. You're not using it for enough porn. No, I think it's Canadian. Uh, it's like, what did you say about Canada? Yep. Didn't like it. Careful, careful what you say about Tommy Douglas. So careful now. For porn video keeps playing randomly. Um, dude, I've been on the internet for a long yeah, time. I call I call him Queen for Southern yeah, one sometimes. Like Toby Queen for Southern. I, I don't think he would mind that, honestly. Yeah, I don't think he, I think he'd be fine with that. Wow. If he hadn't thought of that before now, I bet he would like start. I, I think he would change his name for that. Reefer Sutherland. That'd be pretty funny. Reefer Sutherland. Yeah. Reefer that. Sutherland. Too. That'll be that is a new, a new uh, dispensary line dropping soon. Dude, that would be great. <laughs> Reefer Sutherland. It's all still auto doing flowers. We're going to call it 24. Dude, I remember. It's okay, so thinking of Reefer Sutherland. Shut off the lights. Dude, yes, I remember being so obsessed with 24 that I had to like, uh, I think we had to go and like watch it at a hotel or something because we couldn't miss like one of the hours, one of the first seasons. We we're so obsessed with. Oh God. Or we could yeah. make like Kiefer's no. Keef. That was like 250 go. years ago. Do you remember um, the oh. president, the first president? Give me the black one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think it was, I can't think it was named back. Uh, he did Geico shit. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That he was like the president and Geico. Whatever. Anyways, uh, I have a. I used to have an autograph from him. Yeah. I used to be. Yeah, I used to email, call, correspond with him a little bit. That's cool. Right yeah, on. yeah. What's his name? No, there's a, a there, good, good there's voice. a candidate to replace David Attenborough. You see what I mean? You see what I fucking mean? And David Attenborough is like 97 or 100 years old. That dude is still like probably not even 60, like 50 something. You know what I mean? Like. He could totally do some cool shit for 10 years and then someone else could do it for 10 years and someone else could do it for 10 instead of fucking 47 years of Richard Adam. I'm like, don't get me wrong. I like those people too, but come on. I don't know. I'm all about Ken Jennings. Dennis Haysburg. Uh, Dennis Haysburg. Ken Jennings was the freaking news after anchor. No, no, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings is the guy who took over for Alex Trebek after Alex Trebek. Oh, was I'm thinking of Jeopardy Peter Jennings. Fucking Peter Jennings. Ken Jennings. Remember Peter the, Jennings? Uh, yeah, yeah. God, Peter Jennings and and Ken Jennings. He's a puppet. That is an absolute. Like now that I'm thinking about it, that is an absolute like cultural fucking calendar mark. Like they just said that the 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 Soviet anchor, like the dude that was on Soviet TV news, basically he was the voice of Soviet TV news, just passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, I didn't watch him, but I mean, like evidently, anytime they showed a clip of like Soviet TV news, that was the anchor. And I was just thinking about like there's Ken Jennings, Tom Brokaw, Tom Brokaw. They make fun of him still today, right? On on like a uh, uh, Family Guy and stuff. But I mean, a lot of people now have no idea about what those fucking jokes are even. What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Because now there's somebody else. But you're you know, forgetting like, about Walter Cronkite. Right? <laughs> Shit. How times change. It's interesting. But the thing is, like, those people are only really significant as, like, um, I mean, some of them are significant. Like you say, Walter Cronkite, he was also, like, a journalist, and he broke all these crazy stories, the Kennedy assassination. Dude, so was Peter so Jennings. Become, like, Jesus Christ. Peter Jennings. Dude, I'm sure I could pull up a photo right now of Peter Jennings and a freaking, like, 
military freaking helmet out like at the front line. Yeah, right. Iraq right, or something, right. You know what I mean? Except he was actually on. there instead of what's his fuck now. Uh, the dude is on NBC. They they tried to fire him and they couldn't fire him because his contract was too good. He was pretending to be in helicopters and all this kind of shit. What the fuck am I talk, thinking about? Uh, oh, they yeah, they moved him to the cable show instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his fucking name? I can't <coughs> think of it. They still pay the guy like forty million dollars a year. Yeah, I think that's his name. They still pay him just a fucking absurd amount of money because his contract was like for ten years. But he basically is like a cable TV announcer now. Yeah, he lied about. I can't even imagine being that abject, like lying about being in war zones and stuff. Whatever. Fuck him. That's a nice lead. Yeah. That is a nice leaf. Do you guys ever keep clones just because they have nice leaves? I've tried to get one in books. What's going on, Mr. Toe? Welcome. How y'all boys doing, man? I figured I'd jump on here. Seeing some people in the chat asking me to pop on through. Figured I'd come in and see how y'all doing. Welcome. I think it's the first time on the show, man. Welcome. What's going on? Yeah, man. Just been dabbing and smoking out myself. What you dabbing? Uh, well, it's a mix of some uh, rosin I made from some bubble hash from uh, outdoor from uh, last year. So it's got a bunch of my own uh, stuff in there and a few of my um, clone onlys that I keep. There's Romulan, Romulan Bat Cross, my own nice. raindrops, my own uh, Nana's cookies, cookie crumbs. 707 headband that was a twin from uh feminized seeds um what else is in here and there's some kim 91 in here and some cherry pie so it's a big time mix of in here i'm almost out of it i gotta make some more but it's a uh, library bro yeah I, I press i do a, a bubble hash i run it through and i collect everything in the 25 bag and then that stuff is pressed through um 20 micron screens and i press at 175 degrees I do each press a uh, five-minute preheat and a five-minute press under four tons of pressure, and then that stuff's scraped off, and then I do a second press, and that's kept in another spot. What temp? 175 degrees. So I try to keep it low. I like it a little lower, but some people don't like it sappy like that. Yeah, so I, I can even go a little bit lower on some, but since this was from some older stock, uh, from last year, I have to go a little bit higher because it's higher in the CBNs, so it's not going to be as runny. This actually will come out shattery, but on the fresher buds, I, I try to press as low as possible. That way, I don't. Yeah, if you go above 150, even some of those uh, high citrus strains or the the sours, if you press those above 120, 130 degrees, you start marking those uh, terpenes off of those gone. plants. 120 Fahrenheit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're gone, man. Sequin terpenes are going to um, just evaporate off the plant. Yeah. That's why uh, they People are always so complaining about better. that, right? They complain about tangies and stuff not basically yeah. pressing well, right? But maybe that's one of the reasons they're just pressing that, well. Yeah, yeah, Besides growing it also at the temperatures. Like, people grow oh, that stuff at too high temperatures. Same thing. Damn time. Hey, they grow them even at too high temperature, you're saying? Yep. 
Yeah, like where I'm at here, man, I'm at a low temp or a low elevation, but it gets fucking hot as fuck, 121 degrees in the summertime. So if I start trying to rock high terpene lines like those tangies, they don't come out the way they're supposed to. They get fucked, yep. fucked up, man. So I don't even try to fuck with those in my area. So if I was going to run those, I'd get them in another garden that's in a higher elevation than me. That's going to be at least below 100 degrees if I want to start fucking with those, especially if they're going to be done and processed into uh, concentrates. If I'm going to turn those into a concentrate, I need to have as much terpenes coming off of those for them to continue to sell, right? If they were just bag of pill buds, that shit's easy. I could grow them pretty much at any fucking Dude, yeah. There's a whole There's a yeah. whole thing about the old school hash makers, about the 2,000 meter mark. Like, the, the, if it's not above 2,000 meters, like... It's just not as good. <coughs> some say UV, some say like friggin' less interference from the atmosphere and lower, lower temps, <coughs> higher day night swings, <coughs> which can cause like greater phenotypic expression than growing in real fixed temperature settings where like the day night swing is, is very little you know a lot of us try and keep it negligible less than 10 degrees or even less than that but like up in the up in the mountains bro yeah you're it you're it the the will of the gods and then think of it like oh go for it go in chiang rai uh our growing season is basically from mid-august you can start your plants and then by the middle of October, you're hitting almost a 20 to 30 degree difference between night and day. And you're hitting between 90 and dropping down to 60s at night. And we combat that uh, higher elevation, high UV and temperatures with uh, netting over top of the plants to kind of block it out. Yeah, you got to watch those swings with PM, especially late when it drops down below 60. You're like 75, 80 in the daytime, and then well, 60, 65 at night. You also have to understand, though, between last year, between October 1st and April 1st, April 1st was the fourth time that it rained. Yeah. So we don't have any moisture like that. Same here. Moist. And it's so it a seems great like every, to come on, Mr. every October, though, it seems like we get a freak rainstorm just right in the middle of when would be nice outdoor crop season. Makes you wish you were under a hoop. So this year, I think I'm going to go with a little bit bigger setup and I'm going to put it under some hoops just to make sure and leave the ends open. So I get all the, you know, Low. good, good air from the mountains. But I, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to risk getting one of those late late September mid October uh rain or dude this year we had hail. We had hail the like pea size, you know what I mean? And anybody who's grown in a uh hailstorm knows what pea size hail could do to a fucking crop. It's it just trash dumb. your plants, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just completely yeah. obliterate them. Oh, it just beats them to hell. Look like shotgun hit them. That's terrible. You think your kids were out there with a freaking stick just beating the crazy? Yeah, uh, it's been bad, bro. Well, so that's what they say about uh I think um who's on here? Tommy, somebody. Somebody was on here anyway, was talking about how wonderful the the 
light up greenhouses are because it's basically the best of both worlds. You have the outdoor sun, but it's shaded basically by a roof. Uh, you're also kind of enclosed. In many cases, you are enclosed. So you can have that indoor effect where you keep out a lot of bugs and pathogens. Yeah. So you have nice clean bugs without a lot of dust on them. A lot of. Yeah, I think I was talking about Emerald Kid the other day. That. Doing that, like that indoor, outdoor, mixed light kind of depths, but like with supplemental. Centered. Nice and finger ash. You say you're going to make some finger hash? Yeah, yeah, up right now. <laughs> nice. He's brewing up a pot. Ah. What if this freaking game will start working? It's kind of late to start. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been checking. I mean, you came here. I'm glad it's not playing. I've been drinking. <laughs> well, right By the way, Mr. Toad, I'd like to say thank you and i respect all that you've done and all you're doing and uh keep up with those uh older genetics and getting them out there to people i just wish that the one place that moves most of your genetics would limit maybe some of the packs so some of us can get them instead of being locked up <laughs> they still have hey, captain 420 just hit me up hit me up in private and I can send a message to Peter and he can keep a set for you. You can get him anytime you want. Or just hit me up direct and we'll figure something out, man. You know how it goes, bro. It goes down on the DM. So, yeah, you know. I appreciate that, brother. Anytime. And I, I appreciate the kind words uh, from you and uh, anyone else that's been uh, saying something to me here in the uh, in the comments. Because I'm not, I don't have my keyboard up here while I'm on camera. I hate typing while I'm on camera, so. Uh, anyone no in the comments that state anything, appreciate welcome that. Folks are always welcome to just come chill here and just goof off. Like, um, oh, yeah. I got you on uh, seeds all day, man. I got seeds all over the place. That's awesome. Oh, hey, right on. Your I've been chucking them all damn day, man. I got jars That's right cool. here next to me. Look at that. <laughs> But I, I give you much respect for all that you do for all of us out there in the medical community. Again, brother, respect. Thank you. Yes, hey, someone's asking me if I do Haze for Days. Yeah, Haze for Days is my uh, my continuation of Haze. It's an F4. She is a tall, lanky, long-flowering girl. What's your favorite weed to smoke these days? Um, my favorite herb to smoke that I did not create is uh, Fire OG. It's a strain that I've held close to my heart since smoking it. In uh, my younger days, I held the cut for 15 years. I'm going on 16 now. I just got her back recently. Um, out of my own stuff, I have quite a few, but on the OG side, it'd be my Icarus OG. My breeding side, it's my Space Kush line. Um, I just recently started doing spreading again on my space cheese, which is across to my uh, space cush and blue cheese. I did a 30 crosses mm -hmm. to that in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm getting a bunch of those finished through testing right now. I, I try to do uh, three a month. I drop three new ones every month after they come out of testing. 
but I, I'm a gas guy. I like gases, diesels, um, sours. That's what the type of herb I like to smoke. Afghanis. Um, I grew I up smoking, on Afghanis. I was smoking. Um, I had like one joint basically left of some uh, uh, something from Ninja, something from Stone Ninja. And it was just super, super, super gassy, whatever it was. And I was smoking and I was coating my mouth and stuff. And I'm always talking on this show how I'm like, oh, I'm not super into gas, whatever. What do you like about it? Is, like, is there something that you really like about it? Or is it just, I mean, sometimes you just don't know what you like. And it's just like, man, I fucking like chicken. What do you want from me? I like chicken. What do you want? But because uh, I couldn't explain to you why I like chicken. I was Jesus Christ, it's fucking chicken, man. It tastes delicious. What do you want from me? It's chicken. Uh, but uh, is there a reason why you like gas? Is a particular flavor or a high or something yeah. else? What is it? For me, it comes to, uh, I grew up on that stuff from a young age. Like I cut my teeth on Afghanis. The first plants I cloned was an Afghani when I was eight years old in 1981. So from 78 to 88, uh, I grew Afghanis that were dominated on the gassy side of astringent. Uh, herb, cat pissy, uh, fuely, sour. And then uh, we get busted and I, I don't have any herb for a year because we go through diversion. We start growing again, end up getting busted in 94. And then after that, I have to start diving into what's just out there. And in my area, the first herb I come across that wasn't just from Humboldt County was a uh, train wreck, which was the uh, grape wreck that we ran. That's what we call it. It was just a train wreck. We had it since 88. And then uh, after that, I run into uh, Fire OG and Bubba Kush, Blue Dream. But for me, I was always into the uh, OGs once I found them and because they reminded me closely of my childhood. I feel most people will cling to the herb that they re- are reminded of that they smoked probably the first few times, the stuff that they can remember smoking, right? Like, that not... Not something they got a, a, a contact high off or some shit, but something their friends and them ran off of the trails and smoked. Their friend had told them, my mom's got this tie weed, right? And they'll go out the trails and smoke some tie weed. And the next thing you know, you're chasing down tie weed for the rest of your life just because that first time, it's like the first lady you met or your your first best friend that you lost contact with. They're always tracking them down, right? And that, that's how I feel about herbs. So for me, the the, I, the OGs, after growing thousands of plants, those are what remind me of my childhood. That's funny. Right on. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Like the the first weed I ever smoked was like Mexican brick weed, and so like I never uh, want to go back to that. Like I never chase those terps. That paraquat freaking moldy sick of it and shit. That's funny. Well, no, I mean it was just gross. It was gross weed. Like the first weed I cut my teeth on was the shit that the freaking hippies were passing around during the like crackdown years. You know, if you get some backyard boogie, that was great. But like, you were more likely to get some stuff that would come over and freaking sell a wrap, you know, in a gas tank. Inside a gas tank, yeah. I remember the gas tank weed. Oh, yeah. My buddy's dad used to sling that shit. So I get that. They used to pack that shit in the gas tank. That's what I'm saying. We grew up different. That's my childhood. Like, my teenage years smoking herb was nasty shit. Like, and it, well, it, it I, was good. It, started it was on. citrusy, and I still avoid like clementine yeah. and shit for that tangy for that same reason. I don't like those strains so much. I don't mind haze, but citrusy stuff because it reminds me of that Mexican freaking when you got good Mexican. It was real, yeah. always real citrusy. I started on that Mexican brickweed. I was from down by the border, and 
that's why we moved up to here in 78. My mom used to smoke brickweed. That's what my family grew up on. So like the first time I ever got high, I was four years old. So I stole the brickweed joint and smoked that shit, <laughs> got my ass beat. But by the time I'm eight, my mom had tracked down. This lady gave her a piece of green bud back in uh, like late 70s. And she tells her Humboldt. And she spent the next year trying to find where Humboldt was. And she moved us as close as she could to get there. And within a year, she buys a fishing lodge up in Humboldt County just so she could find Humboldt County Greenbud. So when I say grow up, by the time I'm eight, I'm smoking Humboldt Greenbud every day. I've smoked weed every day in my life. So I, I started on uh, brick weed. So I understand. Big, it. And Big Sun's got me. Shiva Shanti, the garlic. The garlic bud was the first freaking like strain that I got a hold of that was straight fire. That and freaking Ken's GDP. And I was like, bro, those are flavors that I chase. Those are my first, like, my first hydro. Nice, nice. My favorite was the 80s scones. Yeah, I said I said this the other night. Remember the first strain you smoked or the first strain you grew? And you kind of get in a groove of staying with stuff like that. Yeah, I want to get that garlic bud cut back. I sent it up north to a homie for safekeeping. It's still there. I just got to make the fucking trip. Maybe wait till Emerald Cup comes south this next year. I hear February it's going to be in SoCal. First time. Hmm. Uh, actually, I haven't seen signs for it and stuff. Like everything's kind of uh, bizarre this year. Uh, Harvest the Emerald Cup. Have harvest ball, or? harvest it's ball gonna, tickets are already up for sale. Harvest Cup is in November. Yeah. Well, so Emerald Cup They're is split this year. They're doing a yeah. little different. They're doing a Harvest Ball up at Santa Rosa during the normal time. I think it's uh, December 11th and 12th or 12th and 13th or something this year. Second week of December. They're doing the same as always, but they're calling it the Harvest Ball. And then they're having the actual Emerald Cup in L.A. from what I've heard. And I'm not sure what the venue is yet. But if it comes to NOS, I'd be so jazzed. I love me the Orange Show. That's the that the that, uh, High Times Cups will always mean Orange Show to me. <laughs> uh, I haven't been in a High Times Cup down in uh, L.A. What's the, so what's the story down there? Oh, well, the, because L.A. kind of came a little late to the game, San Bernardino was actually first for hosting events and stuff. Um, while L.A. had like uh, dispensaries and stuff, they, there was no uh, for a long time, there was no legal way to host like events. So a lot of the events got hosted out in San Bernardino at the National Orange Show or NOS Center, where they hold a lot of like raves and other oh, right. stuff like that, wow. too. And there's drag races. And I mean, they have all kinds of crap at the NOS. It's it's a big like a, a fairgrounds, a county fairground kind of thing. But it's a big event center. And uh yeah, for years and years they held the high times SoCal Cups there. But it'll be interesting to see if Emerald books that or something else. Kind of a weird one. I'm trying to wrap I I, I remember hearing about it and then I just I guess it tuned it out. Like why are they doing it down in LA? Like, I guess for obvious reasons more people and money and stuff, but like None of the growers are down there. Why, why are they doing it? Uh, well, they're doing the cup portion down here. They're trying to kind of, I guess, split it up. And 
also, I'm guessing, capitalize on the absentee nature of high times, not hosting any events and not coming back with any for SoCal. And SoCal is like thirsty for an event and there just hasn't been, there hasn't been any, like there's no, there was legends of hash, but that's like an invite only thing. Like, Right. Why hasn't High Times actually had anything? Because everybody was saying that they were they were selling off and but they were like all monetizing so oh so they are basically just falling apart and there's just nobody in charge. What is it? Oh yeah. They did an IPO that never went anywhere. I mean, yeah, High Times is in some pretty dire straits. Um they've tried several bailouts from what I've heard, but like yeah, all in all, the whole kind of corporations. I don't know. Anybody on the High Times mailing list get one of those sketchy emails from them lately? Oh, we were talking about on the show. I want to say like maybe a month ago or two months ago, people were saying like they're kind of begging for money now. And I'm thinking about it. They're over there like sending you emails that are just like straight up sponsored thing by a Dr. Dabber advertised by high. Uh, the email has no value to it. It's just a straight up, but basically a spam email. <laughs> I mean, I want to say too bad because it's like a cultural icon or whatever, but it, it is at the same time, just basically a business. Right. And so like I've heard a lot of people say that, man, it's nothing to be that. Somebody so wait till they go in foreclosure, buy their goddamn website, and turn it into a marijuana themed video hosting platform. Well, the pictures were never true; they were always photoshopped, even before Photoshop program existed. The Photoshop was done in a photo lab, you know, well, for the for the pro shoots and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why the the viewer submissions were always where it was at. With freaking high time stuff because they could only doctor that so much right they didn't have like good data or big they didn't have raw raw files coming in hey you guys do know ed rosenthal was a photographer in the beginning right Mm -hmm. oh god here we go Jorge and ed and like the founders the only one who's really left there that's from the beginning that's still like humping their camel it seems to me is danny danko was always the kind of Danny DeVito of High Times. <laughs> Danny DeVito of High Times. <laughs> and he's not a bad guy, but he's just kind of greasy and scummy. And like, I don't know if you've ever met Danny Danko. He's, 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 he's like got the Danny warmth DeVito of a snake. Yeah, like, he doesn't want to be called Danny Danko anymore. Yeah. Oh, really? Was he changed the name to uh, Franny Franco or something? <laughs> That's the kind of, he's, yeah, he's not a warm. Well, I used to talk to Steve Hagar and those guys like once a week, twice a week when I worked with Normal in the 90s in Lakewood, Ohio with the North Coast Normal chapter. Yeah, yeah. And when Steve was like at the helm, that was a completely different like baby. But when they moved offices and like shifted from like New York to L.A. and made the whole coast to coast switch, it fucked them all up, bro. Yeah, kind of like what Normal did in 2008. Trying to make money. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they saw the fight was like not over, but like the fight was not as easy. You know, now it was about capitalizing on on the, the movement. Yeah. It seemed like to me like high times and normal and everybody kind of went that path. A lot of the people who were, you know, doing uh, poised to, to grab those rings, reached right out and snatched them up. And some of them did well and some of them not so much. Uh, Captain Four Twenty, what do you think about that? I don't think he's trying to insult anybody that you're working with. Is that is that a fair assessment or not? Uh, 
Yeah, that's a fair assessment. That's why this went up. Uh, you know, uh, Look the new crew. I, I called up. I called out Ohio, and I said, "Listen, me and John Hart, John Hartman, and myself. I'm sorry for phrasing that wrong because of the bourbon, but uh, we would have never let this shit go in Ohio. Ohio has the worst laws there are. There's no home grow." You have to go to the dispensary. It's $350 to $400 for your card. The doctor's offices want you to come back to see how you're doing with your cannabis. And it's like they want you to come back three times a year and charge you $155, bucks, 175 bucks to you gotta, you gotta wait, you gotta re-rack every like freaking four months. They want you to. But by law, you don't have to. But they try to get you into this. We'll write you a, a script for three or four months. No, you write me for the whole goddamn year. <laughs> Man, that's messed up. It, it is really messed up in Ohio. And they don't sell it by really. At one point, they weren't supposed to sell it by a gram. It was supposed to be by the one-tenth of an ounce, which was 2.83 grams. And they're getting between 40 and $60, $65 for that. Jesus. Fucking the hustler eights, man. That's that old pinkled shit. You go to the guy's house to get an eighth and end up leaving with two and a half grams if he was lucky. How are they making it legal for the state to rape the sick folks, man? That's some bullshit. Who remembers that dealer that just had a bunch of freaking like those one by one baggies full of herb? <laughs> and they were waiting up, they were just stuffed in the baggies. And you're like, you know, 10 bucks gets you a baggie. That, that's what we pulled off in high school, man. We, the old, the we jumped dime, the football fence. The old dime bag. <laughs> we jumped that fence at the football games with fucking cellophane squared up like that. Whoop them out the fanny pack bag. and bounce. Away that the, shit. The, nah, squeeze it. It's a the, dime. The state's right? not supposed to be backing that shit, though, man. It's supposed to be some 16-year-old kid that's trying to get his money saved up for his truck. It's, yeah, the it's the only people yeah. who were poised to swoop in and influence the state in any way in any of these states that have legalized has been organized crime. They're the ones who, like, come in and go, oh, we know how to set this up. We know how this works. We know how to divvy things up and how to break down. the. And we can show you the paper trail. We got accountants. You know how that works. We'll set you up. Yeah, yeah. What do you want from us? We'll show you papers. We love getting licenses. Licenses are easy. Licenses to steal? Fuck yeah. John Boehner, one of the ex-Republican Speaker of the House, he fucking is now one of the biggest. Uh, yeah. yeah. Money, money, men, chain smoking cigarettes, cannabis, and cannabis. Yeah, he he was his company is the company that tried to run a uh, an ad at last year's Super Bowl. Um, he's one of the people that owned the company that was going to run that commercial. That everybody was like, "Yeah, we're going to have a weed commercial at the goddamn Super yeah. Bowl." Like, little did they know it was the fucking John Boehner's like, fucking. Yeah, yeah. That, that dude put more people in jail oh, for fucking cannabis. Then you can fucking count, and his he wanted to be the first fucking company to be in the public's eye as medical cannabis. Like you got to be fucking kidding me, dude! You tripping? Uh, yeah, you know something about the, 
that put away more currently is probably Kamala Harris. I've heard that. That's messed up. Is it uh, is it L.A. or is it somewhere else? I'm forgetting right now. I guess I could probably Google this. Uh, there's a, a weed distribution company basically run exclusively by ex-cops. Oh, oh I wouldn't doubt it. And I don't know. There it was, was a club in my town that was right. like that. There, we had one that was in San Bernardino that was right next door to the freaking police station. And like it was the only one that never got busted, even when it wasn't quite legal yet. And we everybody knew that the permits were in flux. Like there was this one place that was literally right next door to the freaking police station that never got popped. And everybody was like, yeah, I wonder who they like, you know, that literally, I think the, the city owned the building that was leased. Right. To the, like, yeah. I, I used yeah. to manage a club in the place that we had a club three doors down from us that was ran by the nephew of the sheriff in town. So every time they were doing like uh, walkthroughs, they would everybody would be out of their club and they'd be shut down. They'd be at the lunch and shit, so they couldn't come in. They knew everything that was happening in town, dude. They got the call. We'd get fucking out on patrol for everything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we had a, a like conflict everywhere. of interest with our local sheriff out here in San Bernardino County a few years back when they realized a bunch of guns were missing from the evidence locker. They found this old retired sheriff who was like, I think he was 70 something years old at the time. And he got off with nothing. They like slapped him on the rip, nothing. And he had like 70 something guns that he had, and all a lot of them were classics and real like money, money stuff, you know, <laughs> that he had been just anything that came through evidence or whatever. He just like swooped that shit up and like take it off. Damn. <laughs> I remember learning an interesting fun, lesson yeah. when I was a kid. I probably shouldn't say this out loud too much because I guess you never know who's listening, but I remember, uh, I guess in the sense of like, I don't want people to get pissed off about this. Well, fuck, whatever. Just say what I was trying to say. Uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, right. But whatever. Uh, uh, My uh, step aunt or whatever the fuck she was basically when I was a kid, her next door neighbor, it was very kind of dangerous neighborhood, but her house was super safe. She could leave the doors open, whatever else, because the next door neighbor uh, was the daughter of the chief of police. Her live-in boyfriend was the biggest drug dealer in town, and there were never any problems of any kind, ever, 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 ever. They <laughs> drug Safest fucking neighborhood in a very unsafe place. Now, in my experience, like, most, oh, there's different rules for different people. Most law enforcement agencies are perfectly fine with a known evil. Hmm. It's the it's yeah. the unknown factors they don't like. Because they even showed that in the wire. That fucking show was the best. I mean, that's the thing is, if you know, if you know who it is, you know where they're at, and you know each other. You see each other all the time. You know, where but they'll at. fuck yeah, with the weed people at. all day, every day. They, they'll leave a known evil, but they'll throw people in jail for. It. Ian said he got thrown in jail for like six weeks for a joint. I think one time that might be exaggerating <laughs> a little bit, but it was yeah. like literally like oh, three weeks or something. They want to get you back shit. in the day. They get you for a seed or a stem. Like that was the problem. They got me for a dirty pipe. I mean, it didn't take shit back in the day. A resonated, ahead. slightly resonated pipe. I got a, a <coughs> felony. I mean, yep. they got me for fucking felony cultivation for a couple of fucking half-dead, hermed-out plants in the freaking backyard. Felony cultivation. And then they weighed it with, like, the dirt and everything on it. I'm, like, 18 years old. You know, I don't know no better. I think the cops might still be my friends. I'm like, cops, I grew up, you know, in a freaking nice kind of, uh, well, I grew up kind of downtown, but I moved to a, a decent kind of uh, not too bad off neighborhood. You know, people are decent. And, you know, I had friends who were, 
you know, my uncle's friends who were cops and stuff. I didn't think cops were like assholes yet. Like I, I'd never had a bad experience with a cop till then. They were all nice about it. You know, oh, it's cool. Just, just let us know what's going on and tell us the story. We don't have to freaking like start taking all your friends' IDs down stuff. You know, I had some girls in the car and people riding in the back of the pickup truck. And next thing you know, I'm getting busted for cultivation. Offer like a seatbelt ticket and a homie riding in the back of a pickup. <laughs> yeah, we used to get pulled over a lot. They like hated us. In my like home city, like town. Every night, my buddy would get tickets. Because would... my discount stack in Michigan, I get a 35% discount off my Class C license. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and a felony is 25%. <laughs> But it was never for growing. Possession. Yeah, he's saying he says they lost their driver's license just for testing positive on a mouth swap. I mean, I literally had to I had to piss test for like two years to get my daughter back from child services after they took her from my my ex-wife. Like she got taken from my ex and I had to go get her back. And because I had a record. They wanted me to go through all kinds of programs and jump through because I had had this felony cultivation history and a, a sales beat. You know, like they thought caught me on some weed shit. So they're like, no, you got a drug problem. You got to go through all this drug. If you want to get your kid, you got to go through drug testing and go to Narcotics Anonymous three times a week. And freaking, <laughs> it was ridiculous. All for a plant. When my daughter, when my daughter was born, uh, her mother tried to pull that up with child services, me smoking cannabis. And my mother actually had to drive me to child services for the meeting with the lady. And I told her, yes. And by the way, I volunteer at North Coast Normal, which is the National Day for Reform Marijuana Law, set five days a week, six days a week. Uh, I never got harassed about cannabis from child services. And that was just one of the things. And when I got busted, I was like, well, I'm medical, you know, and I'm not in the state of Illinois anymore and I'm not going to be. And they never drug tested me after my felony. So I'm, I'm lucky I never had to go through that because I would have been testing. I told him straight out, I'll test positive every time you test oh, me. I did. I tested I tested positive the entire time. All they had was the decline. They knew that I hadn't continued to use because the the like nanometers per microliter or whatever freaking kept declining. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we know you haven't been using. But, yeah, you tested. I tested 30 for two years. Now, when I was at normal, we were actually taking care of uh, a lady from California, and we were trying to get her past her drug test products, and our, with our drug testing products, past her test. Well, she kept on failing, and she was quite heavy, but, you know, 
she didn't tell us that she had lost like 250 pounds. But that's that's the thing is, I lost my you. appetite when I quit smoking and I couldn't eat. And like, so I lost a bunch of weight. And of course, I was like freaking hustling around trying to get shit, you know, handled too. I, and under a bunch of stress and I just, I was losing weight. I went from like, uh, I, I was kind of heavy and I got down to like freaking 175 pounds. During the same period, and because I kept losing weight, I kept testing dirty. <laughs> After five years, this lady was testing positive because she hadn't smoked, but she was burning off all that body fat and it was bringing out all those THCs. Especially we if you use a lot of edibles. We we sent her a bunch of tests, the product, and told her to use it at one time. It was actually double the amount, and we finally got her past her test, but it took about eight months. For Are you talking like a, a niacin-based product? Uh, it was a uh, ready clean product, uh, the extra clean. We sent her two of those finally and said, here, take two of these and you'll be fine. Bumming. <laughs> Well, we carried a product that was called Stealth, and what it did is it transformed uh, THC into sugar in your urine. It was an additive. Believe me, uh, that's the reason why uh, the normal the, those only those only work on uh, you know like the shake cup tests or the dipstick tests. If you go to a lab. They'll, they'll pop you for that kind of stuff. Well, in 1996, 97, 98, it comes back and sure you say, well, my family's got diabetes and sugar problems. And they say, okay. I remember <laughs> a guy, I remember a guy using uh, like fake piss and stuff. And they, 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 they popped all kinds of people at the lab. I mean, they watched you go and the whole nine, it was in like that. And then they, you didn't even get the results for like two weeks. Like sent off. We well, had was a, a synthetic urine product that was made by the state, same company as the Stealth product. And uh, they matched all the electrolytes and everything in your body. I was I don't that know every was, uh, measure they had. I just know they had measures and they kept popping people. Elaborate there on premises, man. They would check, they would, you would piss and they would literally turn around and put it into a center. Into the lab right there. Yeah, not even. They would just turn around and put it in the center shoes. I actually uh, went for the news channel here in Cleveland when I worked for the chapter and tested some of those products. And I kind of told them I wouldn't smoke because at the time I had this Jamaican hand-rubbed hash. And uh, I had forgot about it and I took a couple puffs off the hash and went to work. And then after about 45 minutes, the news channel came in and took me off to a drug testing lab. Oh. And, uh, you know, it was a good thing because they were only test, they could only test for cannabis at the time. And that's all I was on. So I actually failed some of the drug testing products. 
But our local mm-hmm. ch- uh, local news channel put it on the news, and it was like you can get these products here, and they can talk about it in the open because they don't sell pipes. So it's like advertisement for our chapter health products. Yeah, because paraphernalia is always how they were getting people. Yeah, but supplements are okay. It doesn't matter what kind of freaking snake oil you got in that jar. You don't have to have an FDA proof or nothing. Supplement. So my work actually kind of helped start Normal Foundation, which is the political side of Normal or was. Because of the drug testing products that we ran through the store and the money that we donated to Normal. So correct me if I'm wrong, Captain, but like I've heard that Normal lately has been cozying up more to large scale corporate grows, e.g. like you were talking about freaking Boehner, you know, like stuff like that, rather than uh, really working for the people on the on the, you know, the, the, the boots in the mud, so to speak. But the way I see it is, uh, you know, everything's going recreational. So the real people that were behind the movement are out of it. But the people that like were, they were glad to pass the hat around all us heads who were going to chip in and send our 10 bucks a freaking month or whatever to normal to like help support the cause. But now that there's corporate sponsors, they'd rather. I'm just going to say normal sponsors. normal was directly responsible for overturning the 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 cap on amendment 64 for uh 2B licenses which is what was used to exploit um stacking licenses and and mm-hmm. basically the corporate entry so uh all yeah. those shadow greenhouses that popped up along I5 I was uh I was out there lobbying with Dennis Perone against all that shit Oh, yeah, like we were saying earlier, Fumi, that's what he flipped up his finger. That's where bacon ducking was great. Is it made of conductors? I just realized you probably ground up conductors to make it or something. No, you make it to a ducking and then you wrap each layer in bacon weave. That's so not kosher. And then you, you, no, I don't think so. Cook it in a bottle of wine and it comes out balling. In fact, I think it probably breaks all the commandments of all the religions against like red or white. Gluttony and sloth. And well, so you use red wine else. with red wine with dark meat, like beef or uh, pork, and then white wine with, with birds. Well, yeah, but like you can use red with with duck or or turkey. Yeah, yeah you that's can. What, that's why I was wondering because like duck really is on that that fence. This was my quick and dirty. Normally, if I'm going to do a proper turkey, I'll, I'll what I'll do is I'll get like a five gallon bucket. And I'll put all my birds, usually I'll debone them all, and then I'll throw them all in there deboned uh, with a whole bunch of herbs. And then I'll fill, I'll put like half a bottle of brandy and like four big bottles, maybe five big bottles of wine, and let that shit just marinate for like two or three days in the refrigerator and get nice and flavorful. You add some pineapple juice into it, not to sweeten it because the pineapple juice has that enzyme that's like a chemical meat tenderizer. It just makes it nice and soft. And then you add some salt to that and make sure it comes out nice. And so now you have it out. You, you take that out. You pour all, you, you take all your birds out, you dry them, uh, and then you you layer them and then you tie them all up if you're going to do like a proper turducken uh, tur- without the bones. 
Uh, and then you you put in your layers of whatever herbs or whatever you're going to cook with or your bacon weave. Uh, See, I use butter herbs. We would make like herb butter and roll it between the layers. And then you put that in like a browning bag with like like three quarters to a whole bottle of wine. Pop a bag, uh, uh, you know, a couple holes in it, and you can't really fuck that up. Like that's real simple. Like you really you can't burn it. You're not going to get any kind of dry meat because the wine just steams until it just makes it perfect. Um, but that's that's my normal recipe that I do. But I didn't have time. But they were trying to clear it out. They ordered too many turkeys, so they're on sale uh, over at the grocery store. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make one tonight." I love cooking big meals, man. I used to, I love cooking for friends and stuff. <laughs> Something I really enjoy. What's up, Mister Toad? How's it going? Yeah, we're having a fun discussion, man. Shit. Uh, that was apropos of nothing, honestly. I was going to say, like, tell Mr. Toad about how it tasted, but that's just a stupid freaking statement. Actually, I want to know how the freaking food tasted. Like, you told us how it cooked, but, like, I want to know how the food was. Good. I, I did a, kind of like a heavy tarragon sauce with a wine reduction. It came out really balling. Right on. Um, so basically, that's the part with I potatoes or what? So you take all that wine in that five gallon bucket that you have, and you put a nice stock cup, and you fucking cook that shit down <laughs> for like three hours, and, and then you mix that with the aju, and you make like this ball and ass gravy. You have a cornmeal to that. To like, wait a second, you had wine in a five gallon bucket. Back up. How much wine did you use on that turducken to to? to a whole bottle. Is that seven fifty? You cook it down into like a small amount. It just you have to oh, boil okay. it up. Right. But then yeah. you also get like some take back from juice from the bird and like right. like he said the yeah. the jus and the the it, yeah it's it's you don't want to you don't want to throw away that brining wine that you're using yeah. for that. You just cook it down. You just, that's why you go light on the salt on that part. You That's use that, like that build build a like you build, you probably build like a cornmeal roux and then freaking deglaze it with that. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Knowing Poten, he actually deboned all the birds as well. Did you debone yeah, de them yourself? Yeah, We've talked a bunch of times ago. I get gourmet with it sometimes. And we talked about like the medicated Bernays sauce and all the rest. The whole reason I don't like to eat birds is because I've deboned too goddamn many of them. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny how many people don't even have you thought them. about not stuffing birds inside of birds and then you just wouldn't have to debone them no i've also done birds inside of a pig i got inspired by epic <laughs> mealtime you don't have a choice about the you don't eat bones at some point the bones come out you have a choice you can either pull the bones out before you cook it or you can pull the bones out after you cook but the it. bones are filled with flavor right. honestly there's a huge argument to leave them in they're filled with right, collagen and fat. I'm not saying you can't eat them on the bones, but I don't want to eat them in there. Well, you, make the make stock, stock. you make stock out of the goddamn bones. Yes, like, seriously, I would rather roast I would the bird save with the, the bone bones. In. I will roast the bones. I'll make stock from the bones, but I don't want to eat the bones. And well, then I'm not telling you to eat bones. Nobody's saying to you to go eat bones or some shit. You take all your bones. I don't want the bones. I'm sorry. I don't want the bones near me while I eat. How about that? What do you have against bones? Are you anti-bonus? Yeah. I am. <laughs> you charcoal your bones, and then you you make WCA out of them. You put them on your wheat plants. Yep. Okay, but that's just so much work. You know, I'm going to say this too. Like, I'm a pro potato peel, potato eater. Like, I've I've, I've converted basically all my friends or my, many of my friends to pro potato peel on because like I used to know all these people who would peel the potatoes, and I was like, dude, first of all, that's just so much work. Second of all, like, there's so many vitamins in those goddamn potato peels. Third, like, do you really give a shit? 
And pretty much every time I tell people that, by the time I say, like, do you really care? They're like, oh, why do I really peel those goddamn potatoes anymore? And they stop peeling them. And once you know, the potatoes are way better. I do a 60-40 because simply it breaks up the freaking peel so you don't get such gnarly chunks of them in your... Like, I go down and I'll run one stripe around and then one stripe around the other way and leave the rest of the peel on the potato. Is that but for the like, rash or what? Yeah, just to like, so it breaks up easier. You know what I mean? Then I'll like cut my potatoes in half, usually for mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care if I'm making mashed, but if I'm making fried, like French fries or anything, I'll leave them, them peels on. Oh, yeah. Fried taters, like my granny's fried taters, the peels stay on when I make them. Oh, yeah, 100%. We, we used to make, uh, at my restaurant, we made kettle chips from scratch. Instead of fries, we just take whole potatoes and freaking put them on the mandolin, slice them thin as shit, and freaking soak them in salt water with the skin on and everything. You know what I mean? And just drop those in the fryer, fresh, fresh. Did I mention there's no heat in this apartment except for this little heater here? (laughs) Oh, God. Did it come with the chair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian is saying he wants potato skins now. Actually, let's be honest here. Stuffed potato skins are the shit. Have you guys uh, ever uh, had this? Is like an American say. thing, and like Europeans are like, the fuck are you talking about? That's like, the they peel argument. all their potatoes and stuff, and then like they never like cheese stuff their potatoes anyway, and they're like, what? And then you give it to them, and they're like, did they have a mouth orgasm? So, like, if you guys ever had stuffed potato skins, Marty, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it, it, I actually used to make a potato bomb. Speaking of turduckins, we would take a potato and literally hollow out the insides, but leave the skin, and then repipe it full of bacon and cheese and sour cream. I love chives. how you say repipe it. You, you, you know, take a piping bag and you, like a donut, you know? No, but and I do like a machine beeping. Oh, yeah. For some reason, it's backing up. So it's like beep, beep, beep. And it's <laughs> piping in it. Got to lay some pipe. <laughs> and then how do you prepare How do you prepare the potato skin? Do you throw it in the... Uh, actually, what do you what do you do first? Well, uh, there's two ways. You can bake that or you can freaking roll it in uh, egg and breadcrumbs and then deep fry a la scotch, uh, the, the scotch egg. That's fucking genius. Dope. If you got deep fry, no. dope. You say it's dope, not dope, genius? Dope. No, it's dope. That's Don't do dope. that That's because it's like dope. evil genius is dope. what it is? As in excellent. Most oh, excellent. I see. I see. I D-O-P. Over and over and over again. Dope. I suppose uh, one person's dope is another person's nope, maybe. Apparently, dope means something different to young people. Like, dope to me will always be, like, weed first. And then, like, you know, yes, there are other kinds of dope. But, like, I would call that, like, crack or meth or something. Dope. Dope is weed, you know. But, like, apparently the kids these days, dope specifically means, like, hard drug. Like, things you would freebase. Oh, wow, really? But when I say, like, I'm going to smoke some dope, don't weird. say that. That's terrible. That sounds like you're going to freebase some meth or something. Joint. And then or you're like, rope. yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. I was you like, yeah, break it out. You just call it rope. Hit the crack pipe. Because um, that's interesting how shit changes. I don't know how to feel about that. Can't say dope. Apparently not. Dope magazine's all pissed off. They're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Samuel Olson says dope is meth in Minnesota. 
Dope is meth in Minnesota. Wow. That's, That's what my girl says, too. It's like meth or. No, dope. Like yeah, see, Ian, Ian says might do some tooting. Tooting with snorting coke or meth. I might do some tooting, but he'll not free me. That's a difference, too. Well, I I've heard of a tutor. There's an interesting story on the radio the other day. I hadn't thought about this for a while. I guess I'm so disconnected from that. I don't know, especially with uh, COVID and stuff. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm, I'm more isolated than I used to be. Um, so they were talking about, uh, and this is going to sound ultra sheltered, I realize, but uh, whatever. It is what it is. You know, we, we've many of us have been in kind of quarantine times with COVID, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, the radio. you're white and you live in portland there you go self-explanatory yeah we all ride (laughs) unicycles and everything else exactly uh what was somebody telling me the other day we all uh ride to the grocery store juggling on a unicycle that's pretty much what we do riding another carrying another unicycle a unicyclist who's also juggling while riding Uh, and throwing molotovs at the police on the Exactly right, because we are all card-carrying members of NT. With, uh, right. with a leaf blower on the backseat. 100%. Guys- 100%. That's exactly uh Solar-powered leaf blower. That's exactly what it is. Gluten-free solar-powered leaf blower. <laughs> hemp. Uh, hemp. One of those ones from the cannabis events that like trade. blows the smoke, too. So not only are you blowing the tear gas away, but you're funny would that be? Someone smoke. shows up with like one of those riot things, just blasting weed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would the make the problem so away. much better because the cops would get stoned, and I guess I don't have to finish that statement because everyone knows what the, they would just—they'd be happier. It wouldn't be it the wouldn't cop be that walks up next to the van and Cheech and Chong and says, "You want to eat that hot dog?" <laughs> right, right. Yes. I keep getting uh messages. I should say, hey, uh, Mr. Toad. I, I was like, you know, people hop on here sometimes just to goof off. So I was like, I don't know, Mr. Maybe Mr. Toad just wants to goof off. But uh folks are saying, hey, uh, have Mr. Toad tell us about himself. If you want to, man, you're you're welcome to just chill because I, I know some people just like to just fucking goof off, you know, a freaking day off or whatever. But we do, we would love to know a little bit more about you. So you're, you're welcome, man, to tell us how you breathe, what you breathe, what's what's the story, man. I've seen you over on Lemon Hoko's. Like, welcome, man. Um, well, for the folks that don't know me, my name is uh Anthony. I go by a few different names, uh Bone, Toad, uh Philio Phil, uh I own Boneyard Seeds in Orcal. I've been breeding since 1994. Uh, I, I, I dedicate a lot of my lines to the folks that I, I love that have passed away or to friends and family members that I respect. Let's see. Recently, I've been breeding with, uh, I have a space cheese male that uh, Solana made back in 2008. Um, most of the breeding I did was for giving away to collective age to work for back in uh, 2004 to like 2011 doing the 215 days. Uh, I used to work with a lot of veterans and seniors and the disabled folks at that time. And I used to give away my seeds anytime they used to come in to uh, buy seeds from other companies because seeds were expensive, right? Someone would come in and have to pay a hundred bucks for a pack of seeds. They're living on a fixed income. They couldn't afford cannabis, a pack of seeds at the same time. So if they came in and bought a pack of seeds, I would give them a pack of my own genetics for free just so they felt like they oh, weren't the originator of the freebie. Oh, it's, I learned this from folks online, man, from back in the days and from the people that came ahead of me. 
uh, I was just breeding for my family members. My grandfather, my uncle, and my cousin all passed away within a three-year period of each other in the 90s. And I went from being a pot-headed fucking idiot, which was just a dude that was looking for the next bag of weed all the time. Didn't know why. It just was doing it. Right. It wasn't because anyone else was doing is I just at that time hadn't figured out that I was using weed to cope with society. Right. I didn't know that weed was making me shut down the uh, crazy thoughts going through my head where I thought everyone else was fucking with me. Right. I could smoke some weed and fit in. I just hadn't figured this shit out yet. And then when my grandfather died, I tried to dive into drinking and I just tried to drink myself till I got arrested for drinking. And. Well, I was having to stay clean from alcohol, I finally realized that cannabis was the only thing that was a constant in my life that never was steering me wrong. And it was always there when someone was dying. It was always there when I needed to fucking center myself on anything I was doing. So I tried to dive into the plant farther than smoking it and started to plant the seeds that I was growing for weed to try to make more seeds to dedicate for my family, which is what I did with the first plants. I always dedicated lines the folks that died. So the first line was named after my uncle, Semper Fi. He was a Marine. And then another one was called uh, Crybaby. It was for my cousin Danny who died from uh, cancer. They both died from drinking from stomach cancer. So <clears throat> I've always, excuse me, I didn't mean to cough that loud. Um, I've always been breeding for folks that passed away, usually in my own family and usually from cancer. So when cannabis went legal, I've I went straight down to start uh, setting up some cannabis grows down in uh, the San Francisco and Stockton area. I had some friends that were um, site techs down in the Stockton area. And when cannabis legal, they all wanted to start growing herb. And one of them had met some folks that were working at the Dennis Perone Collective down there at the Cannabis Buyers Club. And I started to uh, offer cannabis through those uh, gardens that I set up, I set up 17 gardens at that time. And we started to send cannabis over to those uh, uh, sick folks. And that's when I started to learn that cannabis was helping more than just the people I knew. There was other dying folks that were using cannabis. And even though it may not have saved their life or reversed their ailments, they were going off. Yeah. Like even when they died, though, they didn't die with a frown anymore. They right. They were able to spend two or three extra days with their grandchild or with their fucking wife or with their son or daughter. And those extra few days they spent smiling. Right. They weren't crying. They weren't dying. And I started to learn that because other people besides the ones that were around me could benefit from cannabis. I needed to start to offer that to other people. And that's what I started to do through my collective. And then one day, one of the veterans comes in there and tried to get in a fight with me, not like uh, an actual fist fight, but he wanted to put it straight to me that him and the other vets weren't going to take my seats for free no more because they were tired of being guinea pigs or they uh, they had more pride in themselves. And I finally had to explain to them what I was doing. I was using them to gain information on a large scale. On plants I was breeding with to find out which it's ones. It's funny that they were they were guinea pigs instead of uh, getting free t- seeds as testers. Like these days, people be honored. I'm like, oh, you can free seeds, but they yeah, thought they were guinea pigs. That's about, their right? history, though. That's well, where they you know? come from. These guys have used to be in guinea pigs and getting told yeah. what to do and where to march. Yeah. Well, I, I well I couldn't fucking do that with like I wasn't able to tell my boss what I was doing, and then what I was doing it would take up too much time. In the two fifteen days. You were supposed to sell the weed to the patient, let them leave the fucking building. Well, I set up a system where I could talk to everybody for hours at a time. 
because instead of just having one patient at a time, everyone in my club trusted each other and they would just come in and I'd just talk to a group of fucking people. Right. So I would get groups of people that would want to talk to me after the fucking work and they'd hit me up on emails or send me texts and I'd go set up their grows. Like in my county at one time, we could do 99 plants. So I'd go to a grow and I'd tell them, like, check it out. I can supply you with 99 plants. They'll be unmarked. You can have them all for free, right? This is a time you're paying $10 a clone. So instead of having to pay in a grip of fucking money, you're getting 99 plants for free that I come over and track weekly. I can find out statistics of how they're growing, what elevation, what temperature, what's your feeding schedule, what size pods you're using. Are you doing synthetic or organics? I can find out which lines are stable and which humidity levels or whatever fucking air variables that I can fucking track. I'm tracking and I'm doing it on a large scale. We got 4,400 patients at one point and I'm using about 400 of them as test grows and I'm using a good 40 per line on ailments. So if there's people that have seizures, I'm giving them these specific lines and the people with uh, MS, I'm giving these specific lines. There's people over here that are dying from cancers that are getting these specific lines that I believe are going to work for these ailments based on what I've learned from patients coming in going, I got cancer. I want Bubba uh, or uh, like I, I've got anxiety. You got any blue dream, right? So I started making uh, mental notes of all this stuff over the years. And eventually I've got this notebook that's filled with pictures, documentation. You could come in, write your name down anonymously with just a number, get the clones, take off with them. Within two weeks, you'd come pick them up. You have them in your garden. You'd be able to run them all out and I'd consult with you through the whole grow. That's just how I always did my stuff. And it all led up until 2017 when uh, I ended up with health issues of my own and I ended up basically dying. I fell into a coma. My brother found me in the bathroom, rushed me to the hospital. And uh, over the next year and a half, I basically went from being a healthy human to a guy that lost his leg. And I went through multiple surgeries. And now um, I'm basically breeding for cannabis that not only helps everybody else, but helps me instead of just uh, trying to fit into society, but trying to cope with life's fucking ass kicking it actually physically gave me so that that's basically me right has that give you have has it given you a different no perspective now? here i i have um a, a slight different perspective so like um i never wanted to breed with auto flowers or feminize on a larger scale for one reason because for me it seemed like it was at, in my old shoes and i say shoes uh, completely uh <laughs> like it, it's real. Like I had one perspective. I was walking in this this one way, and until I lost the ability to do that, did I realize that there's other people out there that are going to need to have cannabis in a different uh, way than I ever thought about. And when that comes down to using autos and films a lot more, and not, not in my breeding, but to actually produce them so that other people don't have to dig through packs of seeds. And remove males like there's plant count numbers. There's a lot of stuff that I used to just be like, I don't, I don't care. I'm not fucking with that shit. I don't have time for it. But now, well, smashed is in the end of that big, and he just dipped out. But he's got plant counts, and he worries heavy on that. So he just ran a whole bunch of fems. Yeah. So and I used to think about that slightly. I used to do grafting where I used to try to sell clones 
that came with a plant that had five or six different strains grafted to one uh, rootstock. That way a patient could take uh, six different clones because when they went from 99 plants, they went down to six plants in our area. So now you could only have six. So if I gave you a one mother that had six plants on it, now you have 36 plants, right? They just don't know it. So there was ways around that shit. So I, I started doing grafting at one time, but then nobody wanted to pay for the amount of effort it took to offer a grafted mother to them that they'd be able to grow out. They just didn't understand what I was doing for them, right? They'd be like, why don't I just buy six different plants? And I was like, well, you could do that, but why not buy six plants that are actually 36 plants, right? If you learn to train these plants that have 36 different um, there's a, There's a clone that I would pay freaking like, you know, four figures for. I called them the Willy Wonka weed, right? Nobody fucking, they just, it just didn't like, didn't catch on with early 215 days. People didn't clone a lot up here. So because of plant counts, people didn't want to keep just six plants in their area. So they would just go buy six plants when they needed them, start the next six plants and got them. And then when they went up to 99, they were just fucking rotating 99 all the fucking time doing the same thing, figuring the shops will always be there, right? So when you're taking cuts off of plants at your house and you're the dude that's stashing all these lines that everybody's like, yeah, I'm getting this plant, I'm getting this plant. When that goes away because the club's left here, they fucking shut everybody down. Now nobody had the ability to get cuts anymore. And the shit dried up here for like five or six years. Because of uh, legal cameras well, going, it went it went down to the DM. Like no longer could you go to. The, it was all about who you knew and whether you yeah. could call on somebody and be like, "Yo, you had that cut, right? Like, can I get that one back from you? Like, we swapped that blog. You know what I mean? So like, like you were saying, your library, and I was like, that's that's impressive for like a standing library, especially for like a flower batch rod, <laughs> like trim rosin. <laughs> you're listening. I, I had 176 great. girls at one time. I kept moms. 176 moms that during the peak of my because I ran the whole clone facility at our shop. And then when I left, I went down to 76 and then I thinned the 76 down to 56. And I had that 56 until 2017. But I mean, out of 176, how many of those were variants on like a Kim or a Josh DOG? You know what I mean? Like, well, I had like, I had Kim D, Kim 91, Kim 4, I had Kryptonite OG, I had SFVOG, I had uh, Tahoe, Larry. I had Urkel. And some of those are just specific phenotypes of literally the same different genetics. Plants. Yeah, but, but like, they were like, they were different enough if you grew them enough, but you could yeah. pass those off to people and they wouldn't even know it. Like I could give you uh, an SFV and a Fire OG in the same garden, you probably wouldn't know it. Um, I could give you Tahoe and Larry in a garden, yeah. you probably wouldn't know the difference unless you were the cat that was offering that stuff all the time. Most people yeah. didn't know it. A lot of those OG cuts, like I'm saying, like the Ghost, the Tahoe, the Larry. Ghost, I mean, Tahoe, like, Larry, Triangle, yeah, SAB. Yeah. yeah. They're so But I was similar. known as the guy that would give you exactly what you wanted. Like, you could take that stuff and either sling it back at our club during those days, or you could go take it to any club and it would pass as the, exactly what you were saying. So that's what got me into the, uh, the realm of people trusting me in the early days of cannabis. And that's when I learned that. That ten dollars a day is ten thousand dollars tomorrow, right? I started learning the business of cannabis. I can lie to you today about what I'm offering, and you're gonna find out within three months when you go to take that shit and offer it to the next club that it was fake, or I can give you the real thing. And because you can't get it nowhere else, you're gonna come back to me every time, and I'm gonna have not only a 
customer, but a friend and a patient that's going to return and bring someone back to me. So that's when I learned in that day that it was more important about making that contact with the patient, not only through the sale of the correct uh, product, but also by doing it through the medicinal side of plant like what do you, if you were a commercial grower that was easy to do but if you were trying to actually grow for your med- medical problems like ms uh do you have seizures do you have eating or is it cancer related especially back then because everybody just cared about thc numbers in the early days yeah that's when all they wanted was together. numbers numbers yeah, right? i want to see your numbers and nobody gave yep. a shit about strains that had varin or freaking yep. cbg or cbn you know nobody gave a crap Yep. I'm telling you, man, that's when that's that's what fucked up everything was starting to test and only for those three cannabinoids. Right. When they started only catch from THC, CBD and CBN, that's when shit started to fuck up. If they were going to do a full spectrum analysis on the plant, they were fucking up because literally if it didn't have the highest number on THC, you couldn't almost sell it to nobody. And if it wasn't above 18, no one was coming back to your shop. Right. So if the only thing you had in there had tests of like and tests for terpenes back then, it wasn't how you feel about these boys today claiming to pull high thirties and low forties. Man, I think I see Tommy joined us too. He's probably got some words about 30% plus THC strains. Yeah, I say until they start to uh put a system that every damn lab has to follow. None of these federal regulated lab fully regulated testing, man. Because like the government lab, the government testing, not not some third party. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be quite that crazy. All you need to do is or NGO. Like no, we just need to have like like the ATF or or the USDA, one of the two, (laughs) probably the USDA, but more than likely the ATF. Just simply put it on control. So you have yeah. you have what they call standards or medical standards. You can actually order it. Anyone yeah. who actually is has worked in a cannabis testing lab and, and worked with an HPLC knows you can order them from there's two companies in the United States that are certified with the DEA to sell these samples that you can use as controls to calibrate your HPLC. Calibrate your machine. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. So so these are certified government controls. You can never order more than like a gram of them at a time in a Lab single order. It comes in syringes that are sealed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's what you use to Tell calibrate. Me. And we need to have a national standard for all these different cannabinoids and terpenes and all this other shit. And until we have a nationally recognized standard and 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 certified standards for those testing labs to, to have that against that that control that's universally recognized on a country level and then internationally later on, because that's going to get, you know, become a much bigger role as well. You might have Europe having a different standard than the United States or whatever else. That's what I would say about federally regulated testing. I'm not saying that the feds yeah. have to do the testing, but there has to be some kind of standard that is nationwide that like everybody has yep. to adhere Standardized, to uh, testing yeah, or worldwide, yep. even like potent saying freaking it's going to yep. cross into a thing as more countries legalize and or you know, oh, it's coming because it's going to become legalized. What's happened is uh, there's something called the UN gas assembly. That's a treaty that was signed in 1971 that has to do with the regulation of narcotic drugs. Uh, we and multiple other countries Thanks, signed Nixon. it. It was it was supposed to be, um, well, actually, it's way before Nixon. It started in 1931. It just got re-signed in 1971. Hey, so, <laughs> yeah, it goes it goes back fucking way far. So uh, what happened is they 
they started to regulate not only drugs, but also things like AIDS. So if you dive deep into that paper, um, they actually had a date when they were going to start to pass out drugs for um, helping folks with uh, AIDS, right? Now we start suddenly seeing that shit. If you start seeing TV commercials that are coming out, right? This paper I read about seven years ago and couldn't believe that that shit was in there and it's starting to happen now. It was supposed to come out in 2019, the year before all this bullshit happened with this fucking uh, sickness that's struck everybody, right? And they postponed it and it was supposed to be coming out back in 2020. Shit still wasn't correct. They postponed it once again. And now I believe in 2022, they're going to go back to it. It starts in April. You can look it up. The paper's uh, easily found on Google, and it, it's a big-ass paper. It actually regulates the federal legality of multiple drugs like cannabis, uh, psychoactive drugs like mushrooms, uh, heroin, cocaine. Uh, many of these things, like uh, the hallucinogens, are going to be rescheduled along with cannabis, and there's going to be a whole slew of new drugs that are going to pop up that were already talked about. In fucking secret sessions by all these countries since the 70s, man. It's fucking crazy with how deep cannabis is fucking got a secret society running it from behind. It's crazy. And people think we could just have, like, we could vote for uh, one side or the other in our country. And the next thing you know, we're going to have legal cannabis. And not one of these uh, sides could have done it until this actual shit was, uh, was, uh, re, re fucking, uh, Fuck, I can't even get the word out. I'm so high. Reschedule? Yeah, they were going to reschedule it, but they had to go back and go back and redo the treaty since the treaty has a specific amount of years that they have to go through before they're allowed to go back and relook at it. It's fucking crazy. It's ran by the fucking UN. Hey, cheers. Cheers, Tony. I'm smoking that uh, pure cushion that I got from you. Right on, Tommy, man. Yeah, that pure cush is bomb, dude. That's a, a cut I got from Kev, that LA pure cush. Yeah, it's good, dude. We literally have Peter North in chat for 2069. <laughs> um, yeah, that pure cooks, man. I'm a I'm a huge fan of it. I just uh, Cleveland. Yeah, they're they're struggling a little bit, man. Yeah, but <laughs> check it out, homie. I've been with them since they was down and out, and zero, and fucking how many more games left? God damn it, none. Right, Fuck. Right. But hey. For real. But yeah, that pure Kush cut, brother, she's nice. I got some crosses to her um, from the Space Cheese and the uh, that goes to Port Royale. And I did a Space Kush cross to that pure Kush. All three of them are killer for pain, good pain relief, killer for uh, neurological issues. Um, even uh, some MS patients have reported shit back to Kev with that pure Kush line. It's a killer line. Kev's held that line for like 18 years. Yeah, it's got, it's got, uh, it's got like this very smooth uh, smoothness to it, you know what I mean? When smoking in a in a joint or whatever, it's good, but it does get it does have like a really nice, uh, uh, yeah, effect, medical effect. I mean, I don't know particularly what it's doing for me, but I just, you know what I mean? It makes me feel great when I smoke it. She gets addicted to smoke. You want to go back yep. to it all the time, right? Right, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I tried to like. You know, I tried to help some homies out, like, you know, try this out. They're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cool, but you know, you know how it is. Oh, hold on, I got I to gotta get my phone plugged in here. Dude, all I know is, like, Kev's held that for 18 years, and he's went through all kinds of strains. And when you come across a line like that that he kept 
you got to give it to time, man. It's like you really got to give it a, a minute of your day to go, what the fuck is really going on with that plant? And once you really, like, if you really smoke that shit, it fucking, it's good-ass weed. Especially yeah, when it's grown fucking good, man. And the first time I smoked it from Kev was fucking, I was like, damn, brother, this shit is bomb. Yeah. It's real similar to the Bubba, too. Because uh, I grew it right next to the pre-98 Bubba in multiple locations. And she she has a different leaf shape outside. But indoors, she looks almost identical to that Bubba. She does have a different smell. Those Jurassic leaves like Smash was showing earlier with giant serrations, big deep. Yep. yep. Hide your face behind a motherfucker. Yep. She's nice. I'm thinking about uh, reversing her or the Bubba and crossing them on each other. There you go. I need to Bubba back in my life. Man, I got that Bubba here. I've held that Bubba for going on 16 years now. Does the uh, st- the structure on it? Are you saying it's similar in that in that uh, sense as well? Like that's the one thing about the the pure coast. Everything, like just, yeah. Everything about them is almost identical. The only difference that I found is the pure Kush will morph the uh, leaf into a thinner leaf when it's grown outside. The bubba stays with the rounder leaf, but they grow the same height. They got the same veg pace. The bud structure is the same. You just yep. get a more of a chocolate of uh, cushy. Uh, Afghani, the bubba, the, that bubba's got more um, earthiness to it to me right. than yep. than that pure Kush. The pure Kush can almost go to a sweet side of the Afghani, but mm-hmm. Kev had both of them tested, and they come back related. They come back uh, as either uh, sisters or maybe one's the parent to the other. They don't. They're not uh, sure. There's no way to prove through uh, the test within a generation. Yeah, so they just come back as being related. So all I did was grow them together in a greenhouse and in two indoor spots to see if they were going to show the same traits that testing said they should show. And sure enough, they, they you can pass them off to people just like we were talking about the OGs. If someone yeah, didn't know and hadn't grown them, that I can give stable, you a pure You know, how many of those are like yep. direct relatives? You know, those are families. Like when you got a stable that's 100 plus strains deep, you really got like, 20 or 30 strains, but they're in like families, you know, like yeah. groups. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> when you start seeing stuff. And that's when I went from 176 down to 56. Like, yeah. Well, wait a minute. There's there really three or four that are bucket. really stunners in this family. Yep. There was only a few plants that, like the Fire OG, I kept. I kept uh, Kryptonite. I kept uh, Three Kings. What else did I keep out of the OGs? The SFV OG. Um, I kept the Larry OG. Um, but like uh, people would hit me up about all the crosses or the planetary OGs and shit like that. And I was like, I, they're just after my time. I'm not trying to fuck with them and try to find something else. If I'm going to search for it, I'm searching for the shit that I remember, not the shit that you remember. Right. So that's why as breeders, we all breed different directions and shit. It's not like a <laughs> test at school where they're like, well, today we're getting Afghani one and we're going to get tied. And everyone gets them, and you get to come back in three months, and whoever's got the best shit wins. That's not what breeding is about, is that we fucking but them baby diaper terps, mm. fucking you know, that the baby poop that you want that motor breath number four or number fifteen. Uh-huh. That they got them baby diaper terps for sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, if I, I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, that motor breath fifteen. Yeah, I've, that's my I've jam. Had, uh, 
That's Mardiver's thing right there. Yeah, I was going to say, he likes that baby diaper, right? Tire fire, diaper. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. See yeah. the tire. You can find that tire fire in some of those Afghanis. Yeah. No, I mean, you see, those are, they're similar. Those are similar galaxies right there, but too. But the tire like, fire and the baby, the baby shit are different, aren't they? Like petroleum versus like fecal matter. We've had a, I've had a bunch of hash plant strains that come out like a burning tire or like, like freshly burnt. Like you just did a burnout. That's what you're saying. That Afghani that comes out with that freaking like, it smells like a, like somebody burned rubber or like a tire fire. Or and you know what's cool about that? Turf crops. That, that turf is like really detectable when the plants are in veg. Like if that plant is. Oh, really yeah. Thriving, stem rub. You can, you can stem oh, rub it. Right now. Yeah. Immediately, that's going to be a good one. Not not every turf profile is like that, but it's definitely one that screams oh, yeah. early on the rubber. And the funny thing is, rubber is actually a terpene. Rubber itself, yeah, from a rubber tree. Uh, you know, I think it's funny because I was just teaching on this in a uh, for the Aquaponics Association. Um, uh, anthocyanin, the purple uh, compound that everyone's after for the perps, is a flavonoid. A lot of people, yeah, don't know it's that. flavonoid. Yes, indeed. So that's when when people say things taste purple. I've yeah, heard there's no heard, flavor to a flavonoid I, 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 either. Yeah, but but it's that it's that impression though that they leave when people say that a weed tastes purple when they smoke something purple that tastes air quotes purple. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's though I I I've always suspected that the I, anthocyanins play a heavy role in that. Yeah, I use that description a lot. I mean, that's, you know, that's something that connects in my brain. I'm always like, oh, yeah, it's got that purple flavor. You know, that's just what I say, but yeah. Well, there are purple flavors in cannabis, but a lot of people will associate back to that purple. But like back in my early days in the 80s, we used to have a black Afghani that that shit tasted like uh, basically biting into like a Serrano pepper. It was just pure black pepper and green uh like chlorophyll that plant tasted like but it was black the whole plant from root base to the top of the plant just jet black every part of the plant crazy that's interesting that you said pepper uh, a lot of people don't know peppercorns actually produce cannabinoids they're one of the yeah one of the plants that produce cannabinoids as well and the uh carefeline i believe it is uh or maybe, maybe that's not the name there's a uh terpene associated with pepper that when it's carried through with uh, THC, it makes THC quite a bit more effective in your system. So where the plant can test at a lot lower levels and still work in your body more effectively and quite more efficiently. It's kind of like, I'm not sure, I can't remember the name of the company. There's a new honey company that's making honey uh, and they're using uh, cannabinoids that they add to the feed that they're giving to the bees and then the bees are producing cannabinoids through the honey that way in very micro doses that ends up being uh, about 10 to 20 times more efficient than well, how the bees would be concentrating it as well while they're being yes able it's to going through their systems the bees. <laughs> yeah only the why would the bees would only be going after the male plants because those have the fire they're not they're not harvesting cannabinoids off the plants the cannabinoids they're actually feeding them. They're giving them to bees in a sugar solution. That's being uh, 
okay. mixed with cannabinoids so that it's actually they're not they don't go after cannabinoids at all they go after i've actually showed that on my uh instagram page that the uh males plants will attract uh bees and it's actually good evil for, deadly fart when we i mean he'd have something bees. to say about force feeding bees cannabinoids for sure well they're uh, not only given evil deadly fart we summon you we, we, we you, hereby you summon look it up you on, on uh on engine and there's a company that's making honey from uh bees that they're feeding cannabinoids to and it's through the enzymatic action of the bee it's making the cannabinoids highly more bioactive in our body so that it passes the blood brain barrier much more effectively and at a much lower level i believe they're saying like 10 times lower amount of cannabinoids is able to effectively treat a person compared to us actually ingesting the cannabinoid itself and relying on the enzymes in our body because our bodies don't make the enzymes that the bees make. Frank's saying he had a plant. There's different plants that can modify your CB1 receptor reduce uptake. I know I've worked on that and talked about some of that stuff on this show about taking 20 milligrams uh, and not even knowing where the fuck I was. So you can definitely, uh, definitely do that for sure. That's like that Kopi Luau coffee where the cats eat the coffee cherry and then they shit the bean out and then they gather the beans up and make coffee out of it. Oh, Civic, yeah. Civic the company's coffee. called Phyto Pharma. Coffee, yeah. Phyto Pharma. And, and actually, uh, the, the pollen from male cannabis plants can help bees uh, overcome colony collapse. Um, I was showing some paperwork on that also. The uh, the amino acids available in pollen from the male. I had read something plant. about that, the, the eradication of hemp in the United States. It had something to do with the destabilization of bees. Or, and it's, a great late, it's a great late season pollen source as well. Yeah. Um, yes. Especially in August. It's, it's exactly true. So when the uh, na- native plants in the area aren't flowering, cannabis is. And the male plants there available for the bees to just feast off of that pollen. There's so much extra uh, pollen and that it's not needed. I mean, fuck, you only need one or two uh, stamina flowers to pollinate a female. I was gonna, I was gonna mention. I love the plants that do this, where it looks like someone airbrushed the center of the bud, and it just has that fade on the leaf. It's one of my favorite anthocyanin expressions. Where it's coming from the center rather than the outside. Yeah, that the other one I like good? is like when you have the like purple on like the dark on top and then the fuchsia on the bottom yeah. like that. That's my other favorite as far as expression. How how about the uh, bioavailable cannabis? How about when it overlaps? Like at you know, it, it comes through like at the end of flower, and when it overlaps, and then it'll be purple where it's exposed to light, and it'll be underneath. It'll still be green, and it'll even show the shape of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just from, does that, yeah, and that's like black just being affected by the black. amount of red in the uh, atmosphere showing that uh, anthocyanin. That's why well, you only getting it on the top. Um, the red penetrates all the way through, but the top layers are getting high UV. So once that UV is stopped by the top layer light, the next layer doesn't have to protect itself, so it just continues to produce green. So right. it doesn't make any. It's called cowlin, the anthocyanin. So when that's happening, you'll see the reds and oranges as opposed to the black purples. That's more of a uh, cowling anthocyanin. Hmm. The other thing Uh, you can do. I'm sorry, go 
I was just saying, I found that paper from the company with that honey. It's called Photo Farmer International. Uh, Professor Didi Amiri, she's the head of cancer and cannabinoid research at the Israel Institute of Technology. In his screenshot. That photopharma cannabis honey, which has been dubbed cannabis, is created entirely by bees alone. It's uh, not infused cannabis into honey or any other edible. They're actually letting the bees produce a honey that's made through feeding them food that's laced with cannabinoids. So they're given a full spectrum of cannabinoids, and through the enzymatic action in their body, they produce a honey that's laced with cannabinoids. I'm trying to see how much more effective. I swear it said 10%. They're giving it to people with PTSDs, and they're finding that on average, yeah, it's a 10 to 1 effectiveness on the reduction of the amount of cannabinoids a person would have to use to get the effective medicinal uh, right here. And they've tried it on 23 different species of bees. And then it goes on to talk about the pollen also being a source of uh, helping colony collapse on bees. I'm sorry. Was it, uh, so what percent is it though? It's, it's less than a percent even? That's what I'm trying to find here. They're not giving a full percentage. They're just on a side-by-side on the reduction of how much is needed. Um, I'm trying to find a link to the paper. Full spectrum of cannabinoids. So I'm not on my phone. I'm on the uh, computer looking here. Um, I have it saved as a PDF on my phone. Well, while you're looking for that, um, the other easy ways to, to boost your purples is um, uh, you can get um, sodium libidinate and, and boost your molybdenum, which is going to help increase your anthocyanin expression. Um, you can also get like a reptile UVAB bulb. You can get a cheap T5 or T8 bulb, depending on what fixture you have, uh, and just stick even just a simple shock light uh, and, and stick a T8 uh, AB bulb, a UVAB bulb like they have in the reptile store for like uh, bearded dragons or turtles, uh, and, and that'll give you a huge boost of protein and resin uh, density. I'm sorry, trichome density and, and resin production, as well as um, uh, anthocyanin production. Yeah, there's a company called Solicure that makes uh, T5, uh, T8 bulbs that will fit in those that are high in UV that are made specifically for cannabis. A company out of the UK called Solicure. Is this what you're talking about there, Mr. Toad? Let me see, uh, honey, can I, I believe that's it right there. Should mention the company Cannabuzz. I want to say that's it. Hold on. It's at 0.3%. Uh, Phytopharma International out of Israel. And it's 0.3%. They say it's 10,000 times lower than any other conventional cannabis treatment method that they've had to use to date. So the, and Israel, Israel's doing actual medicinal studies on cannabis, and they're doing it through the tax dollar from the American taxpayer. We are who pays for Israel's cannabis research. This doctor is from uh, Israel Institute of Technology. That's where the study comes from. So don't stop supporting the Israeli state. They're helping us with our cannabis research. Or maybe well, there, yeah, stuff's deep, man. I mean, you can and you can't. I, I don't want to get that far into it. But my, my, my point is that it's, it's actually studied in peer-reviewed studied information used on actual medicinal patients beyond Instagram or Facebook, right? All your friends can say, yeah, it helped me. But when they do blind studies with some 
with uh, placebos, you start to find one of the only that, governments uh, in the world was, that are actually like accepting this as a field for study. Yes, Mushalon found THC. He's the doctor that's leading the Israel place. He's the guy that found the molecule THC. Um, so, like, they they they're, understand they're actually, a little bit higher than you, your best you're up in the Bay. Place. I don't know if that's like that up there, but down in SoCal, the Israelis are actually big in the dispo scene too. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm even higher than the Bay, man. I'm I'm almost in Oregon. But I under, yeah I know what oh, you're talking about. State of Jefferson, huh? Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> heart heart of the country, brother. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> for real. But for they're really studying stuff there. And when I mentioned blind studies, that's how I used to do it through my collective. When someone came in and said they had seizures, I would give them four different lines: one that they asked for, and three different ones with no names. One of them usually being mine, maybe two of them, so I could find out if what they thought was working was actually working, or if it was like uh, Tommy was bringing up here. Like when you say it's purple, a lot of people just automatically come back with it tasted like grapes, even though that plant may not have had any of that terpene profile available in it. They just automatically in their mind brought grapes to the table because they told them the name was grape pie or, you know, it just comes to your brain. That's how we're breeding these days. That's why you got all these cookie crosses or ice cream strains just because one of the parents had the name that automatically has to be part of the name or nobody wants to fuck with it. Right. But that usually doesn't mean that's what's coming out of that seed stock. Right. Unless you get a specific clone that we already know has proven that that terpene profiles in the plant. We're basically just doing a shot in the dark at what may come out of its fucking sibling seeds. Yeah, I've, I've noticed some of those, uh, it almost seems like, uh, say you're like, you're smoking some herb and you don't know what it's called. And then someone tells you it's uh, whatever grape this or orange that. And you're like, oh yeah, now I now it does taste. You know what I mean? Once they say it, it's just like a mental yeah. appropriation. It's like, yeah, I've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, happens those. a lot. Right, right. That is a weird kind of thing. Back to the Mandela effect here. <laughs> you guys remember Shazam? And I you learned that at the club, crack, man. man. Everyone could come in and say they wanted Bubba, and I would know because I used to vent at 27 of the 27 clubs we had here at one time. So I knew if one club was renaming some herb to a different name just so they could sell shit because the shit that they bought wasn't selling. So if you went into Club B, I knew Club B was lying about everything. And you said that's your actual club you always went to. I knew you weren't getting shit that was supposed to be what they said it was. So you'd come to my club and I'm like, all right, check it out. I'm going to give you A, which is what they were saying because I know the vendor. And I'm going to give you a fucking B, C, and D from people that I know, or even from the herb I'm growing, from my strains, like I said. Next thing you know, you come back and you're like, dude, C fucking worked. Dude, that shit worked. I don't know what the fuck the other ones were. And then I broke it down on you like, well, A is exact same weed you were buying from the other club. We get the weed from the same person. The other two are coming from either this kind of herb or i would tell them that was one of my lines that i bred right so you can get it here all the time so you could buy this one here all the time or maybe it was one that we picked up from another vendor that went to four other clubs and i tell you if we don't have it there's three other clubs in town that carry that exact same herb from the exact same dude so if you need it medicinally go there and buy it you don't have to buy the weed at my fucking club and because i knew if i did that 
you'd come back to my club eventually because you found out that I didn't care about selling the weed to you. I cared about whether or not your medical side of your fucking ailments were fixed first. Then I would fuck with selling you the weed because you'd come back eventually. As long as I wasn't lying to you and selling you some bullshit and letting your grandma die in pain, your ass was always like, I'm going back to that dude. That fucking dude gave a shit. Fucking like, I get free joints. It gives me lotions for free. I get edibles for free. But not only that, my seizures don't come back, right? I go back right. over there and spend 50 bucks and I don't have seizures for the whole fucking month. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, when I when I was uh, out in San Diego, that's, uh, I had this, it was just called, I got a, I got a clone from uh, one of the dispos. It was this was called OG Kush. And when I went around to selling flour at some of the shops, they were like, well, what kind of OG Kush? And I'm like, you know, I, I, I was just telling them, you know, keeping it real with them. I'm like, it just said OG Kush. You know, I said, I bought the cut from this store or whatever. And then uh, they were like, well, we got to name it something. You know what I mean? We got to put something Can't on it. call it OG. And then, you know, I would sell it to them and I would always go home and I would see how much they were selling, you know, what tier my shit, what price they were getting for it. You know what I mean? On on weed maps and stuff. And uh, I'd be like, yeah, there, you know what I'm saying? Like, there it is. Some new OG. Like, uh, they were, when Charlie Sheen went crazy. uh, Yeah. Tiger Wood. Calling it the weaning OG or the the, the (laughs) weaning OG or something. Like, it was just funny. He's like, we got to call it something. That, that's how the Skywalker OG got its name because of some dude that was dropping the cuts there used to go by the name fucking Luke Skywalker on the fucking forums. And the next thing you know, the cut he was singing started to get past his fucking Skywalker OG as the cut. Right. Next thing you know, the herb shows up on the scene and it ends up getting confused with fucking Skywalker OG Kush from Reserva Pravada and then Skywalker from Dutch Passion. So now you got three different versions of Skywalker going around and everyone smoked uh, either a blueberry version, which they were like, ah, it was all right. Or they smoked that fucking G cut and they've been looking for it ever since, but nobody knew where to go get it or fucking which version was real. And then shit gets all fucked up because the people start renaming everything. Now you go to a third club that heard that shit mm-hmm. was good and they rename whatever the fuck they can to it that people will come in that they haven't seen lately. And now that shit only shows up for one month. Next thing you know, they rename it because the guy couldn't grow it the same again the next time. Yeah, so the next time cool. it shows up, it went from platinum bubba <laughs> to just regular bubba. I'm like, oh man, what the fuck are you guys doing? These people are dying and shit. And you're right. just giving shit any name that comes up in your head and shit. Like well, we got to move that shit. Industry that's all about, you know what I'm saying? You know how. Come on, get some Obama Kush. Exactly, Obama Kush. Yeah, exactly. All that. That's funny. The rename game. That's what. The, that's what we're all about in the cannabis industry. We just want to have that fucking look. What I did, fucking tag to the weed and shit, instead of mm-hmm. going back to why we originally started on the medicinal side, because we all started on the recreational side the same, because we wanted to get fucking high and we weren't sure why. And our friends were doing it. So we're like, fuck it, I'll do it too. But fuck, once you find out that cannabis can save your grandma or your kids got seizures and a particular strain helps them, that's when cannabis and start trying to find specific cultivars that are completely, truly real that either come with test reports or breeding specific. So you're no longer fucking around now. So your kid doesn't have to wait for nine months for the fucking harvest to come in. You only wait three more months and I got you for the rest of the year, man. 
And from now on, we always got you covered. And I ain't got to worry about shit because I finally went from I got pretty pictures on Instagram to fucking I got these pretty smiles that are always around me and will be here longer because I quit fucking around. Right. So right. cannabis, cannabis is one of the most miraculous medicines on Earth, but it usually takes a miracle for us to fucking realize that shit. And then it's too fucking late. I gotta let this dog out. Let's see. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It was Tommy all along, man. It was the friend. Tommy. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't Mephisto, yeah, Mephisto does have a Skywalker too, don't they? Auto Flower. Hey, it's not, it ain't our fault, man. They fucking whipped out a movie with live sabers and shit on us. And, and then they started naming things, all kinds of Star Wars stuff. There was Man. Chewbacca fucking Yoda OG. Come on, yeah, Obi Kenobi OG. Star, fucking, they're everywhere. Anakin OG. Now you got to rename some Yoda OG, some Grogu OG, Baby Yoda OG. You know. Oh, there. I've seen at least. I know one of my homies already has Baby Yoda. Uh, fucking auto flower. I've seen Baby Yoda OG in uh, films already. <laughs> Like all we gotta do is whip something out and let it go fucking viral, and there'll be a strain named after it. Like when the gorilla we died, how many people next strain shy Dude, the spice Milan. Do you want to get fucking, fucking ripped off? You want to get sued into the hell of the fucking hells? This is the most ridiculous thing about all our copyright shit. Like we should totally be able to like name stuff in like homage and whatever. And I guess there are free use things, but like frankly, we'll probably get sued by the. We won't even be sued by like the, it'll be sued by like Warner Brothers or somebody. Hey, if you haven't been approached by the estate of Sir Thomas Mallory yet. <laughs> Sir Thomas, dude, that's old. Like what? It's going to fuck with you for, uh, so if you're just a, a closet right. grower, that's You think cool, so? You think so? If you're making money off that shit, they, you pretty much shouldn't be stealing the next businessman's fucking money maker or he's going to come make money off you making money off of him. Wait, like, Mallory. Sometimes What's you can blow home? up. <laughs> You're straight Mallory. The Mallory Archer? Oh, no, no. Marduber is old school, man. Mar- Marduber is surprisingly intellectual, man. Like, he brings up, like, Chaucer and uh, uh, fucking Mallory and shit in conversation. It just flows over most stoners' heads. But he's all laughing off in the corner. He's like, you don't even know the shit I read. He was talking about yeah, omnibuses. Dude, How many omnibuses of like ancient so English like, literature did you read in if prison, buddy? If it had been for a Connecticut Yankee, well, that was rude. not in prison. Fuck. I, I probably would have never gone down the Mallory. You wouldn't have gone down the Mallory. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm still kind of cracking up about the omnibuses. That was the, we were talking about that earlier about the different perceptions of people. Like, uh, by the way, I didn't mean that earlier. This is fucking a joke. We're just improvising, but. Uh, like we were talking about uh, when he was, frankly, in in jail, he was talking about how the most valuable books were the ones that were like ten thousand pages long, and I was laughing. I was like, I've never in my life thought about like how many books that I need to own or whatever. So I'm just you thinking about like you probably read like book. a ten thousand page omnibus of English literature, right? Like, what a trip! Have you read the complete works of Shakespeare? That's fucking amazing. Wait, unfortunately, you don't like Shakespeare? Fuck you. Not a huge fan. (laughs) What don't you like about Shakespeare and why do you beat your wife? 
their plays. That's what I do. Like it's how no, no, no. The expression is uh, how long play. have you been beating your wife? Like, that's what you're supposed should, to say. should we go to the forty no percent thing? Should we go to forty percent? So a, I am no longer married. Um, they, you know, the, 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 me and wives don't work out well. As um, often happens, they say. Right. Forty. For those of you that don't talk about forty percent of law enforcement. At some point, commit domestic assault, according to statistics. I think it's higher than that, Potent. Yeah, I'm I, don't no wanna, I don't want any police to go after me for being mean, but I think it's actually higher than that by kind of a dramatic percentage. Well, when I heard it and I looked it up on Wikipedia, I was like, the fuck what? Because use your own wiki foo. <laughs> did we ever say hello to you, Tommy? Dude, we're getting wiggly. We're getting squiggly here at the end of the show. Like, we're getting, I did. Like, I'm getting all drunk and like I've had like a third. Dude, this has been delightful, honestly. Like, uh, Marty, we're screw you. You're telling me that it's uh, not your favorite. Okay, this is not my favorite either. Honestly, I preferred the cuvee version of this. This is the rat barrel uh, from this is a Hollywood beverage selected uh, 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 bottling, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how they got it. We got got a clinky. Enjoyable. It's it's not as cherry. What I'm enjoying about this clinkies. Clinkies, buddy. Clinkies. Baker's Mark. Clinkies. There we go. Uh, this is... Uh, oh, I timed that one badly. All right. We're just going to pretend that lagged and clinked in the freaking... It looked good to me. Or whatever. Right? There we go. It's good enough. Uh, the Cuvée oh, one, the one that was... Okay, I'm completely exploding. I, I, don't even, I don't even know. Apparently, I am drunk. Uh, and I recycled the bottle, so I can't go look it up. But anyway, uh, something Cuvée, blah, 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 the fuck. Uh, that one was noticeably cherry, and it reminded me, honestly, of Morgana. So I was like, oh, ha, 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 because it reminded me a lot of uh, Morgana. This is a lot more like chocolate, a little bit of cherries. It does have that kind of astringent, like medicinal something. But weirdly enough, like a little bit, um, I've said before, I love that Laphroaig, like the Isla, the, the peated whiskeys. I really love that peat, and I especially really love the like medicinal, the Ardbeg has more of the smoky peat and Laphroaig has more of that like Band-Aid peat. And both of them, honestly, are like, I just can't get enough. This is a different kind of astringency, like a little bit different kind of Band-Aid. And honestly, I'm not digging that Band-Aid as much. So it's kind of interesting, you know what I mean? Like you get these different different flavors. It's almost like a different flavor of lemon. Like, have you ever thought about, do I like all the lemons in the world? Probably that has never occurred to you. You know what I mean? But there's Meyer lemons. There's, I don't know, 50 different sour lemons. That, of course, the names escape me right now. Recap. But I guess to say, like, if you did know the names of those lemons, like some of those you would like, some of them they wouldn't. Like some of them would taste a little bit more like, I don't even know right now what different lemons, how do you describe what different lemons taste like? I don't even know. Maybe they would have different sub flavors or whatever. Dude, now that I'm thinking about this, I was just going to say like a lemon with a durian subflavor, and then it immediately led me to, I just bought some durian cakes from Costco. If you guys see those, if you are not Vietnamese and you see, I don't remember the name of them, but they're like uh, durian cakes, basically Vietnamese durian cakes, I would recommend against buying them. Uh, even if you are very... <laughs> Very curious about this. We're gonna get like a glowing I, review. I would here. recommend like, it heavily. Uh, do I it. texted a friend of mine. Yeah. I said uh, I just tried one at Costco in the parking lot. Unfortunately for me, I did not have anything else in the car to flush my palate with because it was everything I hoped a durian would not be and more. Like every <laughs> once in a while, you get a sweet durian, but this was not one of those. It was uh, butthole dead bodies in a. Like French pastry. Frank was asking earlier in chat about meaty strains. ADHD 13 hash plant. 
Hot dog water. <laughs> Is that a strain for real? That's what someone said their meaty strain smelled like. Oh, like uh, hot dog water. <laughs> it was in the chat. I, I haven't talked about it for the longest time because uh, I ended up like accidentally kind of killing the clone. But I had a uh, phenotype of sugar tits that tasted like raw meat, just like raw steak. It's not cooked steak or anything. It's just raw red meat. It was the most disconcerting experience. I actually really enjoyed it. I wish I hadn't killed that plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I can't remember. I know I was, I was smoking some. Uh... It wasn't something I grew, but uh, man, I can't think of it now. It'll come to me. It was like a real meat flavor, kind of like a. Uh, Dude, I love how Mister Toad's like the repository of freaking like turd profiles. You'd be like this type, he's like diaper, or freaking like meat tray. He's like this one, no, that one, this one. Yeah, if anyone doesn't, if anyone doesn't follow Mister Toad on uh, IG, he, he's always doing, you know. Good lives. He's a wealth of information, man. As soon as I discovered him, from, right, uh, go follow. I think it was when I when I got that uh, that pure Kush is when I found out about you. Is what uh, got it out of that auction. Yeah, I, w- I was. Where was it for either Duke Diamond or was it for Nick or fucking? Uh, it was. It was a, a Leo or somebody. How's Duke doing? Anybody heard? No, uh, Love for the Plant was uh, talking about him the other day. Um, this is second, third hand, basically, from Love. But I think he was saying that uh, while things have been shitty, I guess things are looking a little bit up in the near future. So that was, I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but I think they were saying that he might be released. No news is good news. Uh, evidently, he's going to be released, but I don't think it's 100% for sure, but evidently he's going to be released in the near future. I am, I'm really paraphrasing. Well, I mean, I think everyone that's incarcerated pretty much will be released. So, well, no, I mean, some people are stuck there for the next 25 fucking years. You know what I mean? But uh, I think he's literally like in the next contemporaneously, like Samuel says, I'd like to smell bacon turps. I just want to say, Samuel, sometimes when I leave smoke, get a little stale inside here. I come back to it. And for some reason, it smells a little like bacon to me. I don't know what it is. A little bit of bong stale smoke smells like bacon to me sometimes. Just take a little bit of bacon grease and put it on (laughs) Bacon grease in my mustache. Yeah, right here. Put a little bit like tapstick. I have the same problem. (laughs) It's maple today. What the fuck? (laughs) So is that you, the real filial feel? That's me. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, that's my backup. So just oh. uh, filial feel. They got under my name there on there. Filial feels my uh, my normal Instagram. That was the first one that came up. Yep. Oh. I, a lot of the times I notice that he goes live, and I'm you know I'm already wasted sleeping. He's I got you on both. I like I I like you guys who don't sleep. Yeah, um, uh, you mean uh, vampires? Been on that future. No, because vampires sleep during the day. I like the guys who who sometimes show up at two a.m. or sometimes show up at like nine a.m. That's me. Sharing something. I'm on there sharing some kind of information or helping people with uh, information. 
I said, I've been a consultant for years, but mostly hey, just trying to help friends out. Hey, on the, on the, Steve, you were talking about the molybdenum, um, yep. supplementing that. What do you, you only use that certain, certain phase, right? Beginning of flower or something. I, I think it was you in your podcast. I heard, heard you, you can about. dose it in the beginning and it's not going to have a negative impact, but usually we dose it. A little bit in the beginning and then we'll dose it a little bit before like one or two weeks before we transition into flower to make sure they purple up nice okay and then um what uh what else was i going to ask oh yeah what is it what is uh like where do you get what source do you get it from do you get it uh naturally or are you using like a like a bottle of supplement you can get it hold on i can hold on a sec i have a bottle that i bought uh I was trying. I was trying to catch up on. You know what I mean. I was. I was chasing a deficiency, and I. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna. You know what I mean. I got it for the, uh, the toolbox, but I've never even used it. You know, but it's just like a liquid. Uh, the way the bottle looks, well, I think it's almost, it might be even like Fox. <laughs> you can actually get it on. Uh, uh, there we go. Um, you can actually get it over at apmjnutes.com or apcannonnutes.com. Same website. Um, uh, we have it there. You can get it by the pound. So. Right on. And we have dosing. I like buying stuff by the pound. You can't fuck it up. Your mama likes it by the pound. We have uh, all kinds of minerals and stuff on there if you're looking for uh, <laughs> powdery minerals. Uh, whatever it is you're looking. I mean, she likes you know, the for pound. Your, for, I don't your know about for your mom. For your sister. Mine was subtler. <laughs> right on. If your mom is salty, we have all different types of salts. Mm. <laughs> salt page. Huh? Anyway, that's like, some, iron, that's so. like some Jack Mehoff yeah. right there. I could I could make some Jack Mehoff <laughs> right there. Yeah. So if you're if you're looking for that stuff, we also have veg and flower kits. So if you're if you have an aquarium or something, you can pick how many gallons your system or aquarium is up to fifteen hundred. How many weeks of flower your strains are. Uh, or how many weeks of flowering nutrients that you want um, before you cut off your nutrient dosing. And it kind of does all the math for you. You just tear the packages open. Flushing is for toilets. For you. And here's a side-by-side using some of those kind of see with and without. So, Flushing yeah. is for toilets. If you have to drive things out of your growing medium before your plants are finished, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Flushing <laughs> doesn't remove stored nutrients. The plants do not work that way. Blood tissue. Oh, just yeah. Fucks up your pH and your micronutrient levels of your soil. Yeah. Plants still have... Flushing is for toilets. I don't know. I, I I think for hydro, when you're running super high PPMs, I think it still matters. But I think if you're doing living soil or anything with heavy, heavy and microbes... Or even in hydro with, like, reasonable methodology. I mean, yeah, sure, these guys that are pushing, like, ridiculously high... We see these guys out there pushing 3.4 EC and like 3.5 pH. And shit. Look what the hell is wrong with you guys? I mean, sure, plants are dumb and you can get them to grow in conditions that are less than ideal. And sometimes you can even get good results in conditions that are less than what nature or different than what nature would provide. But geez, I'm crow, guys. This is Frankenweed. PGRs. You're not flushing right. any mobile nutrients from the plant. That's just, we got to get that out of our head as cannabis growers. You know what they're flushing? The guys who are flushing? PGRs. They're flushing the freaking hormones out of their freaking, that's why these big commercial, they're they're mimicking the big commercial guys that are giving their freaking plants 
synthetic PGRs. And then they're going, well, we have to flush this shit out so it passes testing. Right. <laughs> Flushing the medium, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's stuff in in there that wouldn't pass testing. Cocoa or whatever. You can, you know. But you you can can buy off of it by washing them off, you know. Even if you're reusing it, for instance. You know, if you flush low PPM water, you know, whether whether it be well water or even RO water over uh, whatever. Some if you say someone was using fifteen hundred parts per million or something salt based nutrient, yeah, you you can wash it off the medium for sure. I understand that it's in stored yeah. in the plant as well, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's the only thing I would say you would be flushing when when doing that is when you have like a you don't really hydro nutrient in cocoa the, or something. The plants would prefer to be fed all the way through at some at some ratio. Like I don't flush; I just tone down. Like if I'm running hydro, I don't like any other. Uh, I don't ever stop. Vegetable. When they start to senesce, I dial down the feeding, and yeah, at the end, I'm feeding it like a EC of like 0.5 or 0.7, but it's right. not nothing. I'm not feeding RO. I see these guys dumping RO on their fucking plants yeah, at the end, yeah, like no, it's I... some kind of magic potion. And I'm like, no, oh. RO is. I mean, I guess you you might have to depending where you live, but I I, I fortunately don't. I have I'm on a well, and the water is. It's more beneficial, you know, whatever's in it, the little bit of, I haven't even had it tested, uh, but it's, I, I can tell, you know what I mean? It was, better, it, was better. it was better. Than I certainly you. don't have to add no calcium to my well water. Right. I think mine has a little bit of salt. You know, you can almost smell the sulfur in it because you got to filter yeah. it to, mm. to drink common. it and stuff. And when you're like, you know. That's pretty common. Yeah. Right, right. I want to say my well when I, when I grew up was pretty sulfurous. Eggs. Hey, uh, hey, Tony. Guess what I named my my German Shepherd? What's I that? Him, I named him Bernie. Bernie. Bernie Kozar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. He's over here chewing on my backpack. I got a. He's in that puppy Bernie. phase. Where he's just, don't yeah, here he is. Yeah. Right on, man. That's How's the awesome. puppy, buddy? Seriously, we haven't gotten any updates. Uh, he's been growing like crazy. Look at that. Yeah, he's growing fast, dude. Uh, what is he like? Eight months now. Uh, let's see. He was born on uh, Ju- I think July first or July the first week of July. Oh, not even. All right. Yeah. No, he's getting big, big quick and uh, right on. He's a monster. He does not live. You know, he he's eats like an animal. He's real uh, uh rambunctious. You know what I mean? He's he's just uh, knocking any trash can over. He's in the. <laughs> I have like this. I have this bowl of uh whatever, just like kitchen scrap compost stuff. I don't put any meat in it or anything. It's all vegetables uh, that I, you know, I'll take out to the compost once I fill it up or whatever. And he'll, he'll even get it in the ad. He'll be eating like, you know, old blueberries or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, what are you doing? Oh, this is interesting. I like this. I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My last shepherd, she was more, yeah, yeah she was, she liked meat and that was, you know what I mean? Like a dog, like a dog. <laughs> My dog eats fucking jelly beans. My my girls always give that dog diabetes. She'd be like, mm, Skittles. I like Skittles. I like Swedish oh, fish. Oh, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, he he was eating uh, what's it called? Uh, what those gummy uh, sour patch? He was eating sour patch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's that, that. You should not like that. There is no reason why a dog should like that. Why are you eating that? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh he's in that phase where he's uh. 
I like your hats, Tony. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I have a bunch of uh, those new era hats. All Cle- all Cleveland, of course. Um, but uh, they they shrunk. I gotta I gotta stretch them out somehow. They're all they shrunk hanging on the wall like that. Steam. Or my head, my head's just swelling. <laughs> <laughs> man, I envy you. You can get all kinds of sick ass Cleveland hats over there where you're at, man. Well, not here in not here in Michigan. Where I'm at is oh, basically, and I basically live in South Bend, Indiana. If you look it up on the map, I mean, that's a, hey, that's, that's, like, that's like the armpit of America, border, right? Though. I live right above it. You know what I'm saying? In Michigan, but yeah. Mr. Toad, I got you, brother. I'm on the east side of Cleveland right now. He's Cleveland. I, I'm back home. <laughs> I can't even find a fucking. I couldn't find a Cleveland hat in this city if I wanted one, dude. That's they ain't got jack shit here. It's a, either Raiders or San Francisco where I'm at. I am in this little you, tiny town, dude. I you have to order in? everything. I have to order everything, brother. That's why I had to name a dog Cleveland, so I had some shit close yeah. to me twenty four seven. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Man, right on uh, Captain 420. We'll work something out, man. I'll send you a whole bunch of stuff for a fucking Cleveland hat, brother. I'll send you a whole bunch of Cleveland hats. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. That is. That's what's up. Tommy, tell us why you're into the fucking, uh, what is it, the Browns and shit? Like, I mean, that's where the, I'm the from. losing his team in the entire NFL and whatever. Like, why are you? Are you just loyal beyond all loyalty? Like, you're not the only one, right? No, no. I mean, I just grew up on it. You know what I mean? My my family, you know, just like a thing. And then I also, I bet, you know, I bet on sports. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of fair weather friends, right? Like everyone's in sports. If you if you want to make money, all you got to do usually is bet against Cleveland Browns, and you're gonna get paid. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, no, I, don't I hate know. to say, I don't know what it is, it, but I do. I like even look, but then my team, Browns game, even when they suck, and it's still it's still lit. There's people, yeah. you know what I mean? People going crazy. It's not like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's yeah, it's just ingrained in me. Um, I mean, I got I got uh, Chief Wahoo, and I got a Cleveland Browns helmet. That's, a, that's I only got a couple tattoos, and that's that's two of them. You know? What would happen if one year the Browns won? Would you guys know what to do with uh, yourselves? Yeah, I'll go, if I wasn't in Cleveland or at the Super Bowl, uh, I would probably just go back to my mom's house, right? You know what I'm saying, right there near Cleveland, and uh, you know what I'm saying. I would probably go. Or out would it weird you out? Would you not know what to do with yourselves? <laughs> Did you all like look at yourselves and like we thought that this day might come? I'm that one, but uh, yeah, we hope it would, but we never assumed. <laughs> right, Foxy. <laughs> we dared not hope. <laughs> you know, the Cleveland Browns came into the NFL in their first year and won the championship because they came out of the AFL and yeah. they won five out of six yep. before the Super Bowl. Yeah, before yeah. it was the Super Bowl. Right. First five out of six, and then all of a sudden they change it to the Super Bowl, and the Green Bay Packers start doing the fucking thing. But before it was the Super Bowl, the Browns were the best team out there. And there was a team. uh, That's why it's in Canton. There was a the Canton. uh, I think it was the Bulldogs. Before even they were winning championships there in Northeast Ohio before before there was even the Browns or the you know yeah they were the. 
they were the um, Bulldogs, the, the, and they had this guy named Jim Thorpe running the ball. Cleveland Rams. <laughs> the Rams were from Cleveland at one time, also back in the early, early, early days. The Rams were the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Cleveland Browns came out in '46. Brown, yes, Rams were '45. Yeah, he knows it. For a couple years. I'm about as far from Cleveland as you can get. They're my boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Captain, what, you're staying there right now? Yeah, I'm back at my parents' house. My dad's not feeling well, and, uh, you know, I haven't been home in a couple years, so I thought I'd come back. And, man. yeah, I'm on inside Cleveland right now. Man, I might be We're going back best. In a couple of days, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll get a hold of you on there and see if you want to if you want to link up. I'm I'm not far. I'm down I'm down in Akron, so you know what I mean. It's only like half cool. hour. Yeah, yeah, we can link no, up. No, forty five minutes, Route Eight. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I'm right yeah, in the north side of Akron right there. So you guys are out by my second wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Ohio. They're, I don't know. Happy 420, y'all. Yeah, my, my, my son was yeah, just right out in the, the burbs by Columbus, and freaking my son was out there over the summer visiting. Yeah. But he didn't get to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I said, what the fuck, bro? Oh, all the fucking shit you were going to go to fucking, and, and you didn't get to go to the Hall of Fame. Zuber, I feel like, uh, I wonder if I wonder if you have an answer to this question, because I, I, I suppose that... Uh, Love that kind of stuff is is uh, some of those things that people don't have answers for. I realize that I'm drunk because at this point I'm talking to like a like a. Uh, I love you, people. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, at what point do you realize? No, let me think here. What am I trying to verbalize? I'm trying to verbalize like when you hear like Elizabeth Taylor was married. Like, do those voice changers are excellent? By the way, the chipmunk one was the best. You got to read like. Disappointing North Korean news. You got to read about like you know what that would be a great segment. Uh, North Korean. Um, Is there any North Korean food news restriction that isn't disappointing? news? You shall be cooking less potatoes this month. Apparently, the Kim Jong Un is asking people to eat, eat less, less this winter. Food. Right. So you could do like no, a voice chat no, and say till twenty twenty three. Right. Yeah. For a while, he's like, don't eat at all. He's lost weight though, so that's good. At least he doesn't look like a gargantuan hippopotamus that is fed, force fed like grease and deep fried fucking Pokemon. I don't know. Cause he was looking, he was looking a little bit, he was looking a little bit uh, rotund for a while. Bro, what uh, is deep fried Pokemon? <laughs> now I want to try one. So you were go- all horrified in the background. He's you- like, what? No. <laughs> Charizard, <laughs> tell me you want to card. Charizard. Uh, I don't even know which one. That, I think that's the dragon. I'm not sure. What was I trying to say? I was trying to say I've lost my train of thought because now I'm thinking about love and ex wives. We were talking about. Oh, uh, so uh, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm yelling in a microphone. I don't mean to because I'm, I'm drunk now. I mean that like I love you, man face. Uh, at what point does someone realize that marriage is not for them? Because I think you've realized that, that it's not for you. You're like, dude, I'm over it. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor was married like six times. You hear about that kind of stuff and you're like, at what point was it not clear to you that this is not going to work out for you? Um, Once, twice, thrice, three times a lady. 
Uh, I would say probably the the third time was the time that I realized that like the secret was not in uh, uh, in the in the marriage so much as it is in like the relationship. Like how gotcha. well you can do with somebody. Yeah, I always say I have a saying. It's kind of famous around here. I say, yeah, I don't care what you look like on Saturday night. It's all about what you look like Sunday morning. <laughs> What if you're a circus performer? I don't care. What do you look like Sunday morning? What do you look like the night after? I don't what care if you're a circus like performer that exclusively performs on Sunday mornings? Oh, like if you're your Sunday go to meeting? All right, then we'll change that up. Well, we're going to call it uh, work Sunday. Like if you work in some sort of industry where you know your your weekdays and weekends do not align with normal weekday weekend hours. So in other words, when you let your freak flag fly, you will not judge them. You will judge them by what they look like when they have presented themselves for uh, no, the, the reverse. Okay. The reverse. No, I don't care what you look like when you, when you've got your best foot forward, best looks on. It's not about how, how, how good you can be. It's about how, how well can I stand you when you're awful? So when some of this is, again, uh, studying contrasts, you were saying every show, you say, don't be a prick. Right. So like, that's the thing is I want to know what you're like when you're a prick, because if I I, I can deal with somebody when they're everybody, when they're nice, I think we can all deal with somebody when they're nice. But it's about when somebody's being a prick and you deal with that. See, here's an interesting (laughs) uh, study in how people perceive reality. So we were talking about earlier about uh, omnibuses of books and stuff, and it never had occurred to me to order books by like the multiple edition because you can only have five books on a shelf or whatever. Now you're talking about like Sunday morning. You're you're thinking to yourself is the that's the most haggard. Well, I was immediately jumping. I'm not even Christian, but I was thinking to myself living in a kind of a Christian country. I was like, oh, Sunday morning. That means when you're basically dressing up to be your best or something. Right. So like no, we're basically like jumping night. all through. So I'm thinking, well, see here, and that even then, I'm thinking like before, during, after a date night, like what you know, why are you yeah. haggard? I don't think like culturally, I'm just not thinking that you're haggard then. But well, I am yeah, thinking like you've, maybe you're at a bus stop, your you're an hour pillow. late for work. Like in that circumstance, I would be like, okay, you're an hour late no, for no. work. You're an hour late uh, for whatever you have the you're at a bus stop. Already rubbed your makeup off on the pillow. Your hair hasn't been quaffed or like prepared. You know. And, and, it's and not, even then, I'm not funny enough, about, I would say that would be Saturday morning. And I'm not talking about morning. looks. I'm talking about personality or like, you know, that kind of thing. It's not You're about taking the, the metaphorical best. armor off. Basically, the, the whole if you can't uh, can't uh, take me at my worst. You don't if you can't stand me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah, that kind of shit. The deal is, if you can't stand Copyright somebody at your worst, you, you probably won't get them best for long. Did you guys hear that Pinterest is being bought for like fucking $87 trillion, like $45 billion of some gargantuan shit ton of money. It's like made up money. 45 for Pinterest. What, what does it do? Uh, middle-aged milfs really love it. I know that. They post but, recipes and pictures of dresses is what I thought. Right. Right. How do you monetize that? Evidently, they have. I don't know. How do you find 40? Maybe a middle-aged divorcee Russian oligarch's wife. I don't even fucking know. 
Meanwhile, lady likes that Facebook videos and there's like ads. That's so much money. It just, it's enough money to choke a trillion horses. Some of those articles you can't even see. You can't even, you know what I'm talking about? Like you can't even find the article. You'll see something on Google. Like you'll just be trying to Google search something. You'll see some articles and then you click on one and it's some crazy thing. And it's all ads. Like I was trying to read the article today. Like where the fuck is the article even? I just just wasted like a two minutes. I give up. Yeah. When it's Pinterest, I just give up. 100 yeah just uh, i don't know i'm, I'm pinterest I literally there are websites up. for grandpas that are still making their money off of ad sets they uh-huh. literally have banners on their freaking websites still which is like the most grandpa way to make money is to have a website with banner ads on it but like people are still doing it because people oh, still click those people still click those grandpa news articles and you go to a website and it's some website you know it is you start Reading down it, you realize that every you know two inches of text comes with four inches of ads. Right. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I forget what I was trying to look up. There was something real interesting. I was like, man, I really want to see this story. Oh, yeah, it was some it was some local uh weed politics, some local shit, man. I wanted to uh look into it and all this shit. And then the local uh, newspaper don't sell copy no more, so they gotta have sell a bunch of ads on their website. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so no, a you bunch of the people in the regulated market here, I don't really get along with. It's crazy. And it's a small town, so like. Yeah, but if uh, you look it up a local story, you're going to have to look at the local paper. And the local paper, if you didn't catch it in the paper when it was in print, they don't make money off those print papers very much. They, all the newsprint companies are going out of business. So the only way they make money is all those banner ads on their fucking yeah, website. So they're like, you're like, oh, click to the back. here they're getting paid, bro. It's all yeah. ads. I was like, what the hell is this? It looked like uh, it looked like back in the day when you have like all the you know like a bunch of windows piled up on each other or something like. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But anyway, they're not even well structured. Nobody's no, I'm smoking outdoor runs. I know you guys. I know runs might not. Is it Obama runs? No, this is uh. <laughs> runs is tasty. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, can't even hate on runs, you know I mean, we can do, we can, we can say this trains are bullshit and still tasty as fuck at the same time, can't we? Yeah. Like, like so. honestly, do people have to be so fucking butthurt about everything all the time? Like, when people are always talking about, oh, cancel culture, this, cancel culture, that. Like, give me a fucking break with the cancel culture. Like, enough already. Like, smash the conservatives are the most no butthurt people in this fucking against... universe. That's enough with this fucking cancel culture shit. But in the meantime, think... like, when I, when I make fun of salt, do you guys have to get butt hurt? Like, do you guys have to get butt hurt if I make fun of fucking Canna and all that stuff? Like, it's no. objectively funny. Like, like you guys' nutrient programs are objectively funny. Like, just do don't you. get butt hurt about it. Same thing. If I make fun of Runts, like, it's got a stupid fucking name. It's a stupid fucking It's a cookie, cookies cross. It's stupid. But it's delicious. So, like, couldn't I make fun of it? And at the same time, like, you just don't get butt hurt. Like you mean things can be funny, and then just like, like everyone just like berries. laughs and moves on. Runs like farts. Berries. Farts are hilarious. Everyone knows that farts are hilarious, and they don't like only an idiot gets butt hurt about a fart. Unless <laughs> you got hemorrhoids. If you got hemorrhoids, if you got hemorrhoids, then you get butt hurt about a fart. Like period. <laughs> That's your own fault, probably. I don't. Oh, know. I saw. I saw a news story earlier about a runner <laughs> in a marathon pooping herself to finish the race without stopping. Oh, that's actually pretty surprisingly common, believe it or not. Like, they, they basically lose all control. It's not at all healthy, <laughs> but that happens, yeah. It's kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. Well, a this, was a, this was one that was a choice. A choice made. Well, what are you going to do? Stop oh, to I take think a lot of them. Yeah, they just keep doing it. They have, yeah, they like, have yeah. fuck it. 
Are you going to play? Or are we just finishing like 1,253rd? Right? Are you even competitive or not? You're right. She was trying to beat her best time. Oh, that's oh, bullshit. No, that's bullshit. If I was just racing against my I think it was human so bad, shit more accurate, I'd find a bathroom. If yeah, I was like gonna come in, it. if I was gonna come in second or shit my pants, like and I know, man. All, just people have their own priorities. So honestly, like, 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 time. Just time was like a minute and a half. Just the track. She made her own time by like a minute and a half. So much else. But Bugsy, you can have the best cannabis run of your life. Instead of having 8% terpenes this time, you will have 11% terpenes. This is a world record. The problem is you have to shit yourself on camera and the world will see it. <laughs> in the hydro so shop. You gotta go in walk the in, the, oh, in front of the hot chick you like. That's the one that has to record it. And she sells you the 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 the, the cloning trays that you're buying while you shit your pants. The hot chick you like a lot. That's recorded gonna, then I'm and then make, broadcast on the internet. But I'm you get eleven percent terpenes. I'll make an O face at her while I'm shitting. Oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> a bugs to the no, it's just fucking abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty hard. That's all Claude, Claude says dropping a deuce while running when running a race is cheating because no one wants to go right after you. Oh, that's horrible. That's true, yeah. Everyone runs around you. So they like lose fucking time. Mario Kart. You know, you're just like throwing shells. They have to take the long way around. There's a banana peel. I mean, at least drop your shorts and dookie it in the street. It's, dude, it's like uh, it's foul ball, man. They're basically making everybody run longer around the track. Oh. They, wanna, they don't want to get any splatters. Somebody slips in it, I guarantee. If, if somebody's not paying attention, they slip and fall. Jesus. That's Christ. going on YouTube. No. Yeah, so they're gonna run the long way around, pretty much. At that point, you might even just give up. You're like, all right, I've I've had my great. Just time. go to the goddamn outhouse. Go right. John. You just do it in the gutter if you have to. I don't know. Everyone is different, I guess. Everyone has different priorities. That's what I said. Do it. Do it in the fucking street. I don't give a fuck. But don't I, just fucking run unloading your you pants. Can get up. You can get off the bus in Cambodia, in the capital, and literally walk five feet off the bus and see someone shitting in the street. <laughs> but not in their pants. That's, That's the true. point. No. They pull off the skirt and they sit on a the curb. They do it there, on the street, <laughs> not in their pants. They're not walking down the street and they're like, well, I'll get there faster, but... Uh, nope. Oh. <laughs> Conversation's gotten shitty. Yeah, Bad, <laughs> <Mr>. Toad. <laughs> Some baby, baby shit terps again. What do, that's, 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 that's it, Mr. Toad. It's land race, yeah. land race, baby shit terps come from a lady that's doing the forty in four forty with sharks. <laughs> Mr. Toad, what is your favorite? Uh, that's how they got from? their names. Sketchers. It's fucking what's happening in the shoes. It's sketchy shit. Uh, <laughs> delightful, delightful imagery, Mister Toe. What is your favorite land race that you've ever touched? Uh, 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 phenotype or strain or anything else? Uh, Afghani, um, mm-hmm. the best Afghani I grew back in the early '80s. We had a phenotype that we called eggplant. It was a true Afghani hash plant in the 
in the traits that it possessed. The, the plant actually had trichomes so large and so full of oil that if you brushed up against it, it would leave a trail of grease on you, like as if a snail had crawled across your ass. Hmm. This it tasted like rotten right. eggs. It was the best herb I've I've ever come across, man. It, it, good shit. Cops ended up getting it when we got busted in 1988. We lost the genetics to that exact seed line. I haven't been able to find that phenotype in yeah. seeds since then. I mean, that stuff was so good. I never seen anyone take more than three hits off a joint of that stuff from the whole time I ever grew it. You'd take three hits and just be so fucking faded. You wouldn't even try to lean forward to reach the fucking ashtray to get the joint. You and the, all your friends could smoke one joint and still have half a joint left by the fucking time you all decided to quit fucking smoking that shit. You'd just be faded. But it tasted so like rotten eggs. You didn't want to go past fucking three hits. It would just coat the inside of your mouth with this greasy oil rag and rotten egg. Like the, like a balut egg. Those thousand year old eggs. Like the smell that comes off one of them motherfuckers. That's kind of the taste in your mouth with sulfur. And, uh, oh, I'll take you up on that three hit quick though, because that's my boneyard for tonight. Man, that stuff was gnarly. Oh man. Damn, you smoked all those tonight? Yeah, just in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one going right now. Yeah, so you smoke well, just no no cardboard in there for you, huh? Uh not usually. The the pre-rolled one had one in it that I couldn't help. Those are the uh, the J waves, so I don't know if you've seen those. The the, the like pre rolled cones. Well, yeah, but the the ones that are like a foot long. Yeah, those are. Yeah. Cool. Hey, what's uh, what's everyone's thoughts <laughs> on uh, af- after pollinating a uh, a female uh, about uh, like putting it back into like a veg space? Uh, it's veg- fine. I've right. seen, uh, I've done it many times. I don't release the seeds like that, but the seed will produce seeds quicker under 24 hours. And mm-hmm. it usually doesn't show any odd uh, issues with traits. And like the, uh, the proof of this and other seed stock outside of my own is autoflowers. Autoflowers have been doing this for years and centuries. Uh, right, right. The seed still develops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that's all the plants want to do. Yeah, and once you once you actually pollinate it, it goes into a different hormone production. So the plants are already trying to do something completely different than flower. So mm-hmm. it's really not going to matter if you jump back into. You can even go into twenty four hours. I've made seeds. See, I learned that early on when I put you some ch- plants could, in my veg. You could force they, a self like that by like go running something yeah. dark for for like the first three weeks, and then freaking yep. going back to eighteens or twenty fours and make them herm and get yeah. forced selves. Yeah, when you do that, you want to dig through those seeds, though, if you're going to do it that way. Dig through to find a a keeper. But you can actually just, uh, um, you could take one of those plants and go ahead and do that. So the other ones don't have any issues with that dark period and force one of them to go and do that. That way, only one of them ends up trying to pass issues with that uh, abiotic stress. That way, even the same clones from it never experienced it. And they go through a normal 12 and 12 cycle when you go to pollinate them. Use uh-huh. that same pollen, pollinate the plants, and once they're pollinated, jump back into a 24-hour light schedule and allow them to go ahead and pollinate. But I usually allow females that I'm flowering like that to go through a two-week period before I go back to 24 hours 
So in case they try to throw homomorphite flowers when I transition, that pollen won't have time to exactly. set seeds. Make and that way you can di differentiate the seed stock by yeah. the ones that are finished and ones that are not. Yeah, immature yeah, yeah. seeds are going to be ones that came from freaking selfing and yeah. Man, Otherwise, I try to pollinate early. Little white seeds. In, in yeah, the little white ones. Right. Yeah, Otherwise, so I, I try to pollinate the first two weeks when it goes into pre-flower, and I try to catch the very first pistils, pollinate each node, and go straight back into 24 hours before the plant has a, the uh, chance to actually build up that new endogenous hormone level where the, the ethylene just starts to go extremely higher than the jablaic acid. And but you get way low seed counts like that because there's so few yeah. pistols, right? Like you're only talking you're about get like a four or five low. seeds right, right. in a bud, you know? Okay, yep. Yep. small yep. amount. But then you don't have to worry about that plant throwing homorphodite unless you had some real seriously uh, ethylene, um, a, a plant. So maybe a, a gorilla glue might do that on the bottom. But most of the plants that I fucked with that I would do that with never showed any homorphodite issues. Like my haze, you could do that with a haze very easily. Or some of the hemp lines that I've worked with, uh, you could get those to drop pollen. You saw save the pollen from a male or from a reversal project that you did correctly. And then use a female that you shock to throw some pollens by putting her in the dark for three days. And she'll start to throw pre-flowers and then put her straight back into uh, the veg schedule of 24 hours and pollinate those uh, stem or the uh, pistol of flowers that appear. And you're going to have seeds now on every node. So you might get three seeds on a node. Right, and she just never went into flower. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So no, these ones are more like in the, the, the realm of like you said, you wait, you know, wait two weeks after pollinating. And then pull them out. I'm just, I'm just thinking about space. You know, I got space in the bedroom, so if I pulled these out, put them over in there, then I could use my my breeding tent again. You know what I mean? I could, mm -hmm. I could flip another another set and then just, uh, I don't know. And you don't even have to go two weeks, but it usually takes about ten days for a staminate flower to form. So if they're going to have flower formage from that shock. Just watch them real close. You'll know in 10 days if they're going to start dropping male flowers. So just watch them when you put them back under 24 hours and well, look at see them. Pop. You'll see, you'll see them start thing. to pop. And then all you got to do is spray those plants with water. And the yeah. pollen that comes from those flowers won't pollinate the rest of the plant. And then your seed stock's going to be killer. Right? Yeah. Just don't saturate those moms when you transfer them so you don't end up molding any of the seeds that are already forming. Just do a light mist of moisture across the that fucking female. So if she does form any uh what they're called staminodes instead of hermes, the actual technical terms of staminode, is the staminodes start to appear in the buds, you'll be able to nullify that pollen by just introducing moisture. Moisture kills it, it doesn't kill the pollen. What it does is deform the shape of the pollen grain. The uh, pollen has a specific structure on cannabis, and it's got these three little nodes that stick out on the grain. And if they're not there or in a specific shape, specific shape, it cannot go down the pollen tube and actually form a seed. So as long as you can distort that pollen, okay. you won't ever make seeds on the plant. Right. Yep. Tip, use a fogger. You, you, can. Could, you could probably use it. Yeah, if you, yeah use fogger's it, you a great option. It'll work killer. Because then you don't have to worry so much about getting like big chunks of water on your exactly. plants and mold if you can just like pound them with fog and yep. then yep. deactivate all exactly. 
Yeah, exactly. no, I've already I've already done a, a you know I mean I didn't even use a fogger for this I just used a a plastic spray bottle but I, yeah I already misted them all down and the 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 mail's been removed you know what I mean because I'm tiptoeing on pollinating some stuff I don't want to pollinate so I'm hoping that didn't happen but uh, it doesn't look like it happened I timed everything out kind of like it took a lot of planning to do this so I hope it all worked out but. Uh, I definitely got the seeds are definitely being made. Yeah, I mean, you can. See. <laughs> yeah, For and then uh, there's yeah. also the uh, the pollen bags. You can always. It's hard to get those fuckers. They make you want to buy so many of them at a time. But you can collect the pollen in bags, place the bags over all the buds you want to pollinate, just pollinate right. specific branches, and you don't have to worry about uh, cross contamination or even getting yeah. anything contaminated in the ground. Man, listen. One That's time honestly how the, the commercial fruit people and stuff do. I'm surprised yeah. more cannabis people don't do it. That's I'm still not doing it, but I'm like, like, how do I say this? Like, um, don't get it's, so it's surprising. High. Go ahead. Wax paper bags work just fine. Yeah, like, you that's can what commercial paper bag, A bread bag because they're like long wax paper, long. but so then you just leave it on there, Marduber, or what? Because with the, yeah, but the, the bread the, bag is plastic. Fabric ones, you just kind of leave it on there for a couple months. With the paper bread bag. With commercial paper, yeah, paper. With yeah. commercial apples, the way they do those forced cross pollinations is with a waxed paper envelope stapled over the branch. They like close it up, staple it on there, and just let it finish that way. And the apples can develop, and they get enough light through the wax paper so that the the branch keeps so developing the, fairly normally. You know, oh, like a white wax paper or brown yeah. one. Okay. No, they, like use, wax they use brown, paper. or it's a, it's actually like parchment paper. It looks um, kind of so like those donut great. bags. So if it's good enough for an apple, it's going to be good enough for cannabis, probably, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not because apple is a perennial, blah blah blah. I don't know for sure, but well, the ones for apples have know. to be on there for four months. Yeah, it just comes down to the plant not cross pollinating. That's why they put yeah. the bag on there. So, and uh, some plants need to photosynthesize during that period. So the bag has to allow UV and specific spectrums through it. So there's a company called Canalock that makes one. And then there's another one called PBS international. And both of them make bags that are specific to cannabis because cannabis pollen grain is 10, uh, the size of the grain, 10, uh, micromage. So, um, if you have a, a nylon mesh larger than that, the pollen grain goes through it and contaminates everything around it. If it's under that, which is they what they make is a 10 or a 5 in the micron size, the pollen grain can't pass through the bag, but air can pass through it, light can pass through it, and now the, black, uh, yeah. the plant can photosynthesize. So they actually make them in multiple sizes from PBS. They even make a tent size so you could stake a plant outside to be able to put maybe two or three females with a male outside and to do some free oh, breeding yeah, and man, not have to fuck it. around, right? Yeah, or you can use those same bags. Most of them, they tell you to collect your pollen and put the bag over your buds and then pollinate through the bag because you can inject the bag with a needle and then your pollen goes through the bag and doesn't come back out of the bag. Whole they've got a clear window, but now you can do the whole plant, right? So they've made ones yeah. that are uh, like two by two by three that go up to like eight by eight by eight. So they're basically the size of a tent. And then they come with stakes. You stake them in the ground and you could actually do full outdoor breeding in a tent that does not allow any cross contamination with anything around it because of basically right. hemp laws. Right. So they've designed these bags specifically for certain types of uh, fruit. So like the apples, the the uh, 
the hemp. I'm trying to think what other bags are specific on there because different pollen grains are different sizes. So if they can make uh, the best. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes a lot yeah, more sense. You're just talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, doing but you brand. can use what they're talking about, just a regular brown paper bag stapled off to the size you need. Uh, you can go buy a popcorn bag. If you've got a, a like a restaurant supply place in your town, go in there and go buy the long, skinny popcorn bags, and you can use those bags. They actually right. breathe, right? They're made out of the same kind of paper. For that thin paper. Yeah. And then go steal one of your girlfriend's crunch, uh, scrunchies for her hair and shit and slip it over the end. Right. And now you can fucking pollinate that fucking branch, make seeds on the top of one of the colas, have 10,000 seeds and you didn't pollinate your whole fucking garden. It's a way to fucking do it. It's old school type of breeding. Listen to what I did. That I, they used I, to not tell nobody. I was doing that in a 12 lighter, right? A sealed environment, a 12 lighter. And uh, it wasn't, I had like, I had a business partner, you know, I had a partner that I was doing this with. and. Uh, so I turn off, I turned off like the AC, the AC and all the fans while I was doing that. So it wasn't blowing around mm -hmm. and I put the bags on and stuff. And then like, I just, I did, I ended up going out to dinner and I came back home, like passed out. I woke up, I went out in this room. It was like a hundred and 40 degrees or something and i'm like oh shit because this was open and uh you know thousand watt bulbs this is back then so it was like a thousand watt just wing i gotta go guys i'll talk to you later Take right, you buddy. Buzzy. cheers buddy have a good night man. But yeah i fried all the tops of all the plants were basically like burnt uh and it was just it was just like yeah super bad heat stress up Oh, okay, Chris. Yeah, just be careful. <laughs> the one time I did that bag method, I was I fucked up. Maybe. I got got. So that was just a funny story. I thought. Hell yeah, dude! It wasn't funny at the time though. I'm like, man, I had some nice plants in there. You know what I mean? Like, and it was a, you know, it was a, every everything. So all tw all twelve lights were shot. I'm like, oh fuck. I fucked up bad. It wasn't all, you know, wasn't all, um, you know, I had other people counting on me and shit. So I'm like, oh, man, it was a bummer. But shit happens. You live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, man. It can fuck you up. The heat swings will fuck shit up, man. Right, But right, the technique yeah. works. I just actually walked my buddy through it uh, this year on how to do that because uh, he, like myself, he's also in a wheelchair and he was trying to figure out how to breed without fucking up his neighbor's garden and his own garden. So I'm like, check it out, dude. You need to get some fucking parchment right. paper and some staplers and make these fucking bags, bro. And he ended up getting seeds. He So he, Bodhi had gave him some seeds from uh, an NL2 to 88G13 hash plant. And um, he wanted to make a continuation on those so he'd have seeds all the time because apparently it's been working real good for his medicinal uh, purposes. Um, uh, man, I always forget what the hell he has. He's got that same shit the dude from the X game has that even the wheelchair Aaron's wheels. Um, but uh, anyway, fucking, he uses it specifically for pain and shit. So I, I walked him through how to do that. That's when I broke my hip and was in the hospital. He hit me up while I was there. And I walked him through how to make these bags and shit. And he ended up making a whole bunch of seeds. This is the first time he ever tried to breed, and he didn't contaminate yeah. none of his buds. Uh, his neighbor yeah. didn't get anything in it. Uh, cost him like ten bucks. Yeah, I picked up a couple seeds in my in my outdoor from. Uh, 
I, you know, it's got to be a neighbor. There's everyone's everyone around here. It's funny. There's like this community. I don't use it. I, I compost all my own stuff, but uh, like like a half mile, uh, maybe a half mile from my house, right down the road. There's a uh, it's like a community compost pile, right? And every t- every two like th- this guy will do. He's trying to fill in this big like marsh where it's a bunch of swampy land or so. So he's like pushing it all back and like filling in land, but uh. Every every two months, you'll see someone's harvest. They got like ten gallon pots with the cocoa and perlite. You know what I mean? Like they're just. <laughs> it'll be like this. You know, they just go over there and dump them out. Like I'll be driving my kids to school. Like, yep, something that guy harvested. Like, <laughs> but no, there's a lot of people. Like, uh, you know, there's a telltale. Basically, the rule is out outdoor here. You can't. It's not supposed to be visible to your neighbors. So everyone just buys that green. You know that that green temporary fence shit and like I, I even did it i made my fence an extra couple feet just to hide some big one <laughs> but yeah i don't know i pick, i did pick up some seeds i noticed and a neighbor just complained so we made the fence two feet taller <laughs> yeah i know it makes it look more obvious like look at so, this guy this guy has a nice tip. fence and he just fucking made it look all shitty with this hot tip shit. for that get one of those freaking mister systems from home depot and run it during freaking flower dude at the edge of your property bro it'll yeah, kill no, any of that it'll kill any of that pollen drifting into your yard i kind of just let the i let the outdoor kind of just go lazy style i'm not doing too much you know i put them in in living soil beds and then that's about it just let them ride Trick is to run around and rip out all your neighbor's plants in the middle of the night. I look, I, so I, my one neighbor did have a couple of these shitty plants, and I was like, dude, I was like, you got spider mites all over these. And uh, I'm like, I was like, just please cut them down. Like, I'll bring you away new ones and shit. We had to do that. <laughs> we had to do that in Zimbabwe. We figured out that some of the neighbors were growing, and we're like, look, we'll pay you every month to not grow it or. We'll give you guaranteed females if you want, but stop fucking growing whatever the fuck yeah. you're growing right now. No, but it was cheaper for us to pay everybody like 35 bucks a month to just not grow weed and give them a bag of weed than it was to, you know, deal with it some other way or be, you know, if you come to them and you're like, hey, I'll give you weed money if you stop doing what you do. And they're usually pretty cool about it. But if you're like, yo, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's all about how you approach right. it. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 No, my, uh, and I, and my, my, I gave my neighbor behind me. He's actually my neighbor behind me is one of my patients. But I, you know, what I'm saying I give him a little couple little plants, and he he fucks around just to. Well, I, I just like it so no one else is. You know what I'm saying? Like here, here, have a plant. Don't you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about what I got going on on my side of the fence. You know what I'm saying? Here you go for your side. <laughs> Everyone's doing it, so just mind their own business. That way, they, yeah, that way they yeah. got their own business to mind. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. You mind on these on your side. <laughs> Don't mind mine growing up over the fence. They smell a little weed. They think it's themselves. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think I'm going to do any outdoor uh, next year. If I do, I might do some breeding like that, like a small breeding thing. With a, that pollen tent uh, idea sounds kind of cool. <laughs> or just like that. Yeah, those can work, man. Right. Just stick it out at the end of the season and let nature do its fucking thing because uh, it doesn't take long for doing uh, a breeding project outdoor. You can put plants out at the end of July and just let them get like two or 
three weeks of veg and they'll flower themselves out. You don't have to do shit but harvest them in six weeks. You don't even have to let them go through the whole uh, flower season since seeds are going to take four to six weeks to get finished. Just keep checking the seeds. And by the time they're done, you chop them. You don't have to worry about rain. Right. It's out of there before they even show up. And mm-hmm. you're good to go. Just be aware that uh, if you're breeding for profit, that you need to make sure you don't have neighbors around you that could be fucking dropping pollen. So you're not fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, these would all be hobbies. Just a hobby. That's one good thing about me living out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't have to worry about that shit. The guy next to me grows grapes and not well, so I don't have to worry about shit. Right. Not well. Hobby farmer? No, he's got an actual. grape uh vineyard that he gives tours to and shit it's only been there for like five or six years not even that long but his grapes are not they're they're pretty bad man they look they look pretty bad we're not in the greatest area he should be growing them at a higher elevation and a cooler temperature it just gets too damn fucking hot here and we have too much clay in the soil it's not the correct environment for grapes but he's still planting kiwis He should have learned how to grow cannabis. Fucking eat bitches with that grape. What the fuck is wrong with this dummy? He's in the wrong fucking area growing what he wants to grow, but he he thinks he's gonna make money off of uh, uh, ladies coming here with their girlfriends on wine tours for tastings, and now that shit shut down. So he's over here. Isn't wait? Isn't that what last night's guest was doing? Was doing cannabis uh, uh, tours and like getting like ladies to come stay out there on the farm. <laughs> well, that's fine, but it's not working with grapes where he's at. Like it's the wrong market. He he's like grapes aren't what's making money in our area. He could be using cannabis to get paid if he's going to be a businessman and wants to sell something in the area. He could have well, the same lady showing up with cannabis tours. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. She's she's down way by the like Mendo County line, but like yeah, you know, doing the same things. Got tents out there and shit. You know, and have people come out and camp out. And, yeah. I mean, we're out in the middle of nowhere here. They could be setting up all kinds of things like that. You could then you could go from uh, doing a cannabis tour to you, you set up other people in the area that are doing fishing tours that then also lead to the nature hikes in my area because people are doing that shit. And you could have all kinds of business. That's what I did in my hotel when I had a fishing lodge. We had a fishing guide. We had dudes that would take you fucking out to all the fucking uh, local areas that were uh, native grounds that you were supposed supposed to be on and not get your ass shot going to the wrong fucking area that was actually somebody's sacred land and shit you know so we would have everybody get paid in the area locally so then the next thing you know the locals took us in as being locals because we supported them and shit instead of just us and the new people we wanted to bring in and you got to do that with cannabis too instead of just trying to force what you believe on that area try to embrace what that area has been about so like if you're in mendo why bring fucking grapes there when cannabis has been there and you can embrace the local people doing it so instead of bringing your own genetics and hire a cat that's been doing it for years in the area as your main head gardener right let that guy bring in his genetics and run that shit through the system that you can afford because profit's profit who cares what's in it well, but why take over an area, right? So this guy over here is trying to run grape in a county that's been ran with cannabis for fucking decades. Right. right so yeah. that's why I say he's in the wrong fucking business, right? He could have grown a whole different plant much easier and with a much more profit instead of these fucking grapes that he has to 24-7 weed the fucking fields and hire people to go out there and till these motherfucking ground and 
fucking string up more lines so these fucking bands can string out. And it's like, dude, what are you doing, bro? And if you it's too warm, he's probably got fucking fusarium like crazy, powdery mildew. He <laughs> he's spraying Avid, Eagle 20, dude, and he's hiring someone to do it. He can only do it in the morning, dude. Like, fucking stormtroopers out in the neighbor's yard. You're like, oh, God. Listen, <laughs> he's got 13 acres. He could be getting paid growing cannabis, dude. That's it. I noticed yep. they have a cigarettes called Eagle Twenty. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, <laughs> I see those <laughs> in my post. Mm. I don't smoke anymore, but you know what I'm saying. But oh, wait, they get papers the other day. That I saw those in the smoke shop, and I was like, "Yo, Eagle Twenty, wow!" I know. I couldn't believe. I I seen it at the at the beer store, or whatever. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like. That's the worst name ever. If you know what you're getting on, like Eagle Twenty is this, and they are. They're like the dirt cheap. You know what I mean? They're like the budget to it. And they probably have Eagle Twenty sprayed on them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know they do. (laughs) That's the that's the terpenes they got. Eagle Twenty. Hell yeah, dog. (laughs) It's aged and smooth nicotine. Eagle Twenty lasts with you for a life. A flavor that lasts with her lifetime. It won't be a long life, but it'll last. I took a picture of that tobacco sign and posted it on IG for Eagle Gardens as like a little thing. And I just happened to be off the Ohio Turnpike, which has Stony Ridge Road, which is Route 420 in Ohio. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Stony Ridge, look, when I used to, uh, when I was 19, we, we used to go, that was before you could, you know, you could go to Windsor, right? So when I lived in Ohio, like before I was 21, plus they didn't have casinos back then in, in Ohio, but uh, so we'd go all the way up to Windsor like a couple times a year. And, uh, you know, you got a cost, you got a cross to go into Canada and shit. So we would always just, you know what I'm saying, smoke, smoke all our herb or whatever. But then I just we started stopping at this this rest area uh, right there. It's also called the Flying J. <laughs> it's like the travel. So it's like Stony Ridge 420, the Flying J. And then we used to just hide it like it was like this perfect trash can. You could hide like the bag of herbs. We just hide it, you know. So after after getting back, we had to, we'd have some smoke to you know smoke on the ride home and shit. <laughs> but yeah, we'd be like yeah, pull up at the Flying J. Stony, you know, Stony Ridge, like it was so great. Like all these names, like yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the old school gamblers up there in uh, Windsor. That shit was fun. Yeah, I had a buddy like, from Windsor, Ontario. You know, just don't don't fuck Ontario, with the natives, bro. Dude, I met. Apparently, I just fucking people. lost the, the half the discussion. Was it Windsor, Ontario? You're talking about? Yes. Yeah. It's the weirdest fucking town, but it's kind That's of the, fun at the bro. same time. It's Detroit North. They had so much pizza delivery. It was hilarious. Like it's every other restaurant is a pizza delivery place. And not even a pizza to like, you can't go get a pizza. Like they don't have any stores. They don't have chairs or anything. Pizza delivery only. No, no, they got by the slice. Okay. It's you can come true. in and you Been can get it by the slice 10, or delivered. And that's it. Like, that's the only way they'd be selling I was there pizza. in the time of Middle Earth. You can't get a whole pizza at the store, but they give it to you by the slice, or you can order a whole one to go. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I was just eating regular food there. I don't. And then Tim Hortons. 
I think they had regular food. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like I don't know. Tim Hortons all Martian food or some shit. It was. It was basically Canadian food. Yeah, they were normal people basically. Timmy's Poutine. They had a big old casino. I remember uh, everybody apparently works for the casino in Windsor. Yep. Big old casino. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. We go over there. We used to always go, like me and a group of friends, we'd go there on, I mean, at least for a couple of years till we all turned 21 and shit. But uh, we'd go there like on New Year's, right? And then, Oh, that was the thing too, right? Because uh, anyone from uh, out of North America doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about because they're like, 19. We drink at 15 years old. Uh, apparently, everyone that I, that I tell you that's foreign is always a vampire. Anyway, uh, in Canada, you can drink at 19. In the US, you can only drink at the age of 21. And so a lot of, as you might imagine, Detroiters or Michiganders yeah, or whatever I think you call you guys yourselves, uh, allegedly, they might cross perfectly legal, as you might imagine, for unnefarious reasons. And they might accidentally uh, drink a bunch of alcohol while they're over well, there. In if the, you're on uh, the southern border, you might have done the Mexico old. one. Right. Allegedly. You know, allegedly that, that sometimes happens. What's right? wrong with it? You're going right. in a whole different country. Right here, people with TJ. I don't right, you follow their laws. That's it. That's it. When in Rome, man, you do as the Romans do. That's it. That, that's Weirdly enough, the nation of Canada does not burn to the fucking ground with 19-year-olds drinking alcohol. Weirdly enough, Somehow they managed to survive. Isn't that crazy, Tommy? Haven't you ever wondered about that, about how in the U.S. you can die at the age of 18 for your military, but at 21, that's the only age that you can drink? Has never yeah. bothered you? Some of these kids nowadays might need to settle down. <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. The, in the Canada, it's 19 for everything. That's what's smart about it. At 19, you get cigarettes, you get alcohol, you get military service, everything. 19. Voting. That's easy. That's honestly, it was basically lazy government officials. They were like, dude, we should have different ages for this. And then someone else was like, no, they went at what age that? are you adult? Or like, can you like, adult? You have you tickets to the hockey game, eh? And it was obviously nothing else other than hockey because Canadians basically, they only exclusively watch like moose fighting and hockey. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Hey, curling. Naked, naked moose gymnastics. Curling. I think that's pretty popular Don't as well. Don't forget about curling. curling. Curling is wildly popular. I actually saw curling. I saw curling at the Olympics. I went to the Vancouver Olympics and I saw curling. It was the pride of my life. Curling. Olympic curling. That's uh, great. I always thought it'd be great if they did curling with like tank mines. So that like <laughs> if they bump into each other, it's much more exciting. And then someone loses a leg. Yeah, see that would that would totally like step it up. Like you know, <laughs> that'd be so much better. It's so, so fucking boring with the rocks. Come on. Do it with Claymore so you just can't stand in front. I love it. Because basically <laughs> only when the two rocks co- collide would there yeah, be explosions. Exactly. You're, you're perfectly fine as long well as you don't hit the other rocks. That's the whole point. Because tank mines have like an eight you could walk over a tank mine. So like you're, you know, a couple hundred pound person, unless you were grossly, grossly obese and jumped on it, you probably wouldn't set it off, but a tank will. But let's say a hundred pound rock that hits another hundred pound rock, it'll probably set off a tank mine. <laughs> so you have tank mine curling. <laughs> the most Olympic sport I've ever heard of. That is the most un-Canadian <laughs> sport I've ever heard of. No one thanks you. Everyone said sorry. <laughs> Go home, fume your drunk. <laughs> and the rink, the rink is covered in craters. <laughs> God. <Yep. laughs> Not very smooth sailing on that curling course, Steve. 
I'm richly amused by this. I also had a third of a bottle of uh, Baker's Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. Like, it could be like a thing on a... I'm working on it. And all the all the people are like in ice below the ice with straws with like the fucking north north face jacket parkas on. Uh, the middle layer of ice is filled with margarita, and every time that a grenade goes off, the margarita layer starts pouring down to the people who drink down below. The quicker they get drunk, the faster they get a trip to I don't even know Tahiti or something. Somewhere warmer. I'm still trying curling. to wrap my head around curling dang mites. <laughs> All right, that should be a that should be a a code for the website. Curling with tank mites. Curling with tank mites. We could do it. We could do it, ladies and gentlemen. This is November. This is the month of Black Friday and shit. We're gonna have to have some crazy uh, discounts. In fact, I have I have yet to send an email back. Someone did actually text me a coupon code, so they win. Basically, and I have yet to email them back, but we're gonna have to do another one. Curling, curling with tank mines. Dude, I was listening the other night, and I was like half, I was like half asleep, and uh, I heard I had to go code laser snake. I said, like these motherfuckers. I want to have a. See, the thing is, I don't actually know how to do like. Uh, algorithmically like tied uh coupons so that i would know like where someone is from and then it would automatically like give me like oh 20 from so and so i have i have no fucking idea but i thought it was a fun idea to have like coupon codes from people who listen to the show so yeah. like laser snake who the fuck is laser it's a beer that tommy drank one time and he was like this is fucking horrible but i thought it was hilarious because the name was amazing so i was like all right this is gonna be a wonderful coupon and then the second time you drank it like you're like oh this beer is okay but no, still it was weird. just like okay it was like not even good it was just like it's fine so yeah. like you like you had a frown on your face and you said it too so i remember thinking like <laughs> dude is basically like he probably spent like seven dollars on the pack and he's like i gotta get something out of this fucking pack man i'm gonna no, pretend no, that it was okay man, it was like shit right it was expensive man was it well so even more so you're like dude i gotta pretend that this was decent you know, they, uh, I think, you know, a Budweiser is a dollar a beer right here. The so, dollar a beer? That's cheap as fuck. Holy shit. You guys are spoiled. I don't know. For the IPAs and stuff, it's like, oh, you know, some of them are like $3.50 a beer. That's more realistic, yeah. That's not. That's, not, that's actually not unrealistic. Well, it depends on the size of the beer. If it's a two-ounce beer, that's a different story. But There used to be a place from like 10 to ten to midnight behind my grandmother used to live. I was like, the first Friday of the month or second Friday of the month, it was quarter Coronas from 10 to midnight. People used oh, wow. to come in with like five bucks and get this wasted. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's a ton of beer. Holy shit. That's a case of beer. Uh, listen, they had, they used to have that in, in, in Cleveland sports, going back to Cleveland sports. Uh, it was the, like nickel, nickel the beer artwork writers. is epic. I gotta say, <laughs> I would have bought it just for the box. Yeah, the crap yeah. the beer was terrible. Like I would have bought it just for the box. I think it's made. Right. It looks like a beer that would be in like Far Cry Blood Dragon. <laughs> yeah, you have to buy that when you see it, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, if I saw it on a shelf, I would totally pick one up. Just saying. Right. For bruising buds, I did it. Right. That's it, man. It was a sacrifice, dude. It was a sacrifice worthy of the show. 
<laughs> no, but to this day we laugh about it, man. Well, no, we don't. We are we are somber. We you know, let's recognize get about twelve, thirteen dollars laser snake, a four pack, thirteen so, bucks a four pack. I've spent more money on beer for this show. Shut the fuck up. Or did okay, you get the six show, pack? Admittedly, have uh, you ever guys ever gotten anything what from what like Unibrew, like Maldit, or any of the Canadian Unibrews? Yeah, Lafina. I understood Mal. half of the words you just said. Could you say it again, please? Um, you, have, you, have you ever drank in Maldit or any of the Unibrew brands from Canada? Those are Unibrew brands from Canada? I don't think so. No. Ah, uh, bro. They, they have a couple that are actually so high in alcohol, I can drink them even. Oh, oh dude. Lafine du Mont. Oh, this I heard that. Lafine du Mont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maldit. So, what's the problem with them? They have too high of an alcohol content? Con- no, if it's above 12.7%, which Unibrew makes, I think, two different ones that are above 12.7%, it's gluten-free by default because there's enough alcohol to oh, denature the gluten. Okay, right, because gluten, I was actually just talking about this, somebody, we were actually just joking, frankly, with a friend of mine, but uh, in a good way, uh, we weren't making fun of gluten-free people in any way, but uh, how do I say this? I'm actually not being sarcastic. Uh I don't even know. I'm making a completely uninteresting point right now. I realize now that I am drunk, actually, at this point. Like, I'm making no sense. Um, yeah, you drank a bunch of whiskey, dude. I drank <laughs> a fair amount of whiskey, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It is a bit, yeah. It was delightful. I can't drink it was whiskey delightful. like that. I'd be so Do you can't drink whiskey? No, I mean... I, you don't like to drink whiskey. It's like a margarita. It's not a competition, shit. You can drink whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying... I, 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 if he was a I third of the way down a maker's mark, he'd be making less sense than you are right now. <laughs> Fair point. I told you, man, Marduber, uh, many uh, like Russians, Pol- uh, Polish people, I should say, I was about to say Polish. Eastern Polish Europeans. Eastern and then you Eastern say, Eastern Europeans. They said, like, I am going to outdoing this American capitalist pig. They lost <laughs> under the table, drooling. What do you want? What do you want from me? What do you want? I warned you. I fucking warned you. Don't try it. <laughs> Many corpses lay under the table. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying I've, to say. I've learned from experience that I'm not good. You know what I'm saying? Me and liquor don't mix good, especially me on a me on a. They used to say liquor than beer uh, in the clear, beer than liquor, never sicker. Right? Yeah, but no. I mean, I'm just saying I would get uh, super lit. I can handle it. I think I that's mean, actually I, I bullshit, but that's what I wouldn't get all sick. The it. trick I is to. The trick is to mix both of them the whole time. Got it. Got it. That's it. And then also eat a bunch of durian at the same time. Gross. I I'm serious. Water. It was so disgusting. Holy fucking shit. Like durian is not always disgusting, but somehow this one, I wonder if I have, I probably have, I can find them here in a second. There are these little durian cakes from Costco. And I thought, I'm always curious about new shit. You know what I mean? And I've had durian that wasn't disgusting. It was all creamy and whatever. Fuck, they picked the corpse once. They picked like some like durian taster. You know, they have the coffee taster, was ever that like no. pick the coffee and they'll pick like oh, the amazing right. smoky phenotype or whatever. This durian taster was like, I like the butthole one. It was awful. It was picked awful. by Duber. And I was out of water too. That was the thing. I was texting a friend. I was like, I literally, I'm out of water. I'm out of anything. It's like a half hour. I'm going to have this taste in my mouth for like a half hour. It was fucking horrible. It was like, it's like being waterboarded with corpses. It's awful. Go I'm going to find Costco you the package just so you avoid buying this. Hold on. Or you only go to Costco. Well, I don't only go to Costco, but I guess I can say that I've only ever bought like durian cakes at Costco. 
I was dumb enough to buy freeze dried durian one time at Costco too, though. But you go to Sam's Club too, or you just uh, no out? fuck Sam. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, That's exactly uh, the one uh, right there. Do not. Okay, unless you want to have military grade butthole flavor in your mouth, don't don't do that. Like I mean, they corpses. look like military grade buttholes. Bro. It looks like alright. I don't that, know. That, it looks no, like that. if you've ever had a durian. I mean, it's like 50 50. Could be like no, custody wonderfulness or the uh, cake looks wrong. Like it has something in the middle. Like yeah, if you've never seen it, I don't like know. It's if gonna you, give you a piece. Well, if, never, if, you, if you're unfamiliar with the durian, it's a very no, very large fruit. fruit. It's like the size of a fruit. It's like the size of a watermelon. The cakes on the bag. I know. Yeah, dude, that cake doesn't look offensive. What the fuck? There's nothing oh. offensive about it. If you I'm know offended. what a durian is, you know that it's offensive. But otherwise, you'd think it's like custard. No. So that's the thing. You look at those, and you're like, oh, what size is that? No. Is that like a lychee or something? Like, you know, like, look at the uh, picture of the guy holding his nose. And that's a small durian. No, durians get way bigger than that. They get no, like no, watermelon. The one just below it. Do you mean there's a picture of a guy? Oh, there you go. And those are even honestly small. I've seen way bigger ones than that. You're starting to look at durian. That's what she said. Well, that's cute. Muscle men in durian. <laughs> it smells so bad there. I can promise you. <laughs> like sweaty men. And, oh, sweaty, sweaty men and butthole corpses. That's it. Bro. Oh, my God. It's the gay tie durian factory. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I have no idea. I just realized my camera's covered this whole fucking time. Oh, um, was that uh, on your tour, Captain 420, when you went to Thailand? Did you guys go to the gay Durian factory? <laughs> no. no way, that's Vietnam. No stinky fruit. <laughs> that, um, there's the source of the ass terps right there. Oh my fucking God. I don't even know. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Someone who's in the durian fruits in the chat, just chime in because Jesus fucking crap. I'm, I'm open to the fruits and stuff, but, and like I said, I've had the custardy durian Why? before, but. Why shredded shirtless guys? Butthole corpse version of it. I don't even know. And this is where, like, I diverge so so vehemently from some of you fuckers that are into the absolute like dead road animal, like just the sicker the better cannabis, and just like, wouldn't you guys just love durian butthole cakes? Durian calendar? What the hell is this? That's yeah, it. The, I feel like sometimes I feel like maybe West Indian would be. I, I should make fun of West Indian because he's not here. Right now, but it's like, it's, it's got to be a calendar. You think so? It's got to be totally. the durian men for durian calendar. Uh, like we're gonna make the some fruit wait, calendar. What does it say? That damn thing. And some fruit. The hunky and gym trainers are. Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm not sure they're selling fruit that we want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to eat durian fruit. On that note, it's almost the 20. I'm going to say cheers to chat. Fire up something good. I got to bounce. Thank you for having me. Dude, great to meet you, Mr. Toad. I followed you on Insta. Good to see you, Tommy. Everyone. Mardubra, you might have. Uh, dude, we didn't do last call, but maybe this is the one, honestly. I think maybe this well, is the. Start it with yeah. me. I'll cheer it out. Marduber.com, a thousand years. I'll, I'll begin the rollouts and uh, you guys have a great night. Oh, man. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Good talking. Uh, Worthy Buzz asking the important questions here. Why is during a buff dude situation not a wet t shirt durian chick situation? Uh, <laughs> mainly because the durians are so disgustingly 
aromatically stinky. That's probably why and women wouldn't be caught dead in the fucking. Have you smelled a durian? If you would, you would understand that women are like, fuck right off of that shit. I know you wanted to pay me 50 bucks or whatever, but it's just not even worth my time. Fuck right off. It'd be one of those kind of situations. And the dudes are like, 50 bucks is 50 bucks, bro. Um, that's what I'm thinking, frankly, is what it is. You know what I mean? Not, not, not yeah, to be confused with jackfruit. <laughs> jackfruit can be equally stinky, I think, actually. Uh, stinky. Yeah. I won't swear to that. I won't swear to that. Who's next? Uh, Captain 420. Uh, it looks like you're uh, not enough, but my friend, you are on the East Coast time, so I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go earlier, uh, my friend. How can people find you? I think it's called Ohio's Captain Dank, just in case you forget, because sometimes I forget. Uh, how else can people find you? Uh, basically, that's it. That's my only way people can get a hold of me is Ohio's Captain Dank on Instagram. Captain. I appreciate another wonderful night here with Whiskey and Weed Wednesday and uh, everybody here on the panel. Thank you for uh, enjoying the night with me and everybody out there in chat. Take care. Peace. Love. Captain, I'm going to get a hold of you if I get down to Ohio. Please do. Cheers, Captain. And Mr. Toad, I'll send you out some uh, Cleveland hats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, brother. Get at me, and uh, I will help you know. up for sure, man. Um, just get at me in the DM, and I'll take care of you, brother. All right. Peace, Peace out. Peace out, man. Have a good one, Captain 420. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Mr. Toad, first time on. You're you're welcome back anytime, honestly. It was, it was a super pleasure to talk to you. Super pleasure to have you on the show. Super pleasure to, just to have you hang here, honestly. You're welcome to just kind of shoot the shit. Goof off, whatever you want. Uh, how can people find you, man? Yeah, man. First off, appreciate it for letting me come on tonight, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me spend some time with you. Um, anyone wants to get a hold of me, I am Philio Phil on Instagram. Um, you can get me at that tag or at the real Philio Phil. You can also hit me up on uh, YouTube or catch me on the Future Cannabis Project. I am on there quite mm-hmm. a few times. I do some breeder stuff on there. Um, People can pick up my gear if they're looking for it over at Dog I Love or on uh, Seeds Here and Now. Other than that, um, sometimes I'm on live on Instagram and YouTube late at night or early morning. I do random uh, shit and I answer questions. I just shoot the breeze. I'm just there. Friend of the neighborhood, Brother Bone. Yep. Hey, cheers, cheers man. man. Welcome. Talk to you, man. I uh. Yeah, brother. Thanks, Tommy. It was surprising seeing you. I I, I, I clicked in. I said, oh, shit. I was like, I got to jump on here. I'll have to help me. Hell yeah, uh, brother. For sure, man. For sure. Thanks. And uh, you should come back and join us sometimes. We're on here. You know, you see, you see how we do. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll be back for sure, man. I appreciate yeah, you guys letting me come on, man. So Welcome. I'll be on again every once in a while. Come in and holler at you, boys. Yeah, Anytime, man. Welcome. Come on, with Coots talking about soil or any of the people we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about. Uh, there's some fun guests on here every once in a while. In fact, we'll have you as a guest one of these days. We'll talk about all your strains and stuff. It'd be a super fun thing. Uh, yeah, welcome. It. Honestly, now that you've been on here, I'll, I'll, it'd be easy to ask you. I'd be like, oh, so I come on and be like, be awkward now. You'd be like, well, no. How are you going to say no now? I got him. I got him. 
See, Tommy, I got him, man. That's how you get him. That's how you fucking get him, right, Tommy? That's how you win. Uh, Tommy, speaking of the devil, how can people find you, man? Uh, you know how the game is played, right? You know how the... Tommy, Tommy the, Dot Tricomes. The, 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 that's it. Tommy Dot on IG. Um, I know I told some people I'll send them testers out. I think I'll just... They'll probably be like tomorrow. Just speaking of Coot, Coot is going to be one of your testers. Can you believe that? Clackham is Coot is going to be one of your testers. I know. I wish he was testing. Like you got you you to polish your chest a little bit. Like, I just have to. No big deal. No big fucking deal. No. I mean, you know. I know, but what, you know, you know how. Not say it anything. You know what I mean? Clackham's one of his testers. No big fucking deal. It's actually, I mean, you know. Some people and, you know, your mama. Also, Clackamas Coots, one of those testers. Right, right. Well, cheers, everybody. And like I said, I, I, the the seeds are going out. Just give me, just give me a second. It takes me a little while to uh, to be a dad and grow grow plants, and you know, you know how it is. But they're going out tomorrow. Cheers, everyone. Uh, have a good night, Tony. It was good talking. Feel me? Thank you for having me. Cheers, uh, buddy. Brother, everyone, have a good one. Be safe out there. Welcome. And uh, go, go Browns. Hell yeah, brother! Please, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to cheer for them, <laughs> right on Tommy. <laughs> you, you, and Madam T, and a, like a handful of other people on the show cheer for the Cleveland Brown. Go, go Browns! Potent Ponics, uh, you of the gigantic upcoming uh, conference on, uh, as it says on the right of the screen there, November thirteenth, fourteenth. How how can people find you? I assume it's fairly easy. Tell us. Sure, you can check us out next weekend over on the. Um, second annual virtual aquaponic cannabis conference. We have super crazy list of speakers uh, from all over the world. Um, we did have one uh, replacement. Quan Khan Fem was not able to join us last minute. And he's going to be traveling then. Um, so we did get um, a gentleman from London who's done a ton of uh, side-by-side comparisons um, uh, through the U- a university out in London um, on aquaponics versus composted soil and all the rest. So I think you guys are really going to like his talk. Um, uh, and uh, we'll get Kwan Khan Fem on the, on the podcast again soon. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, I do have to adjust the schedule for that. So I do apologize. It just happened today. So, um, but other than that, everybody, all the rest of the schedule will be solid. Um, um, the only other thing is Matthew Gates will be on uh, 9 p.m. Uh, taking Kwan Khan's uh, spot. And then the other gentleman will be taking Matthew's spot at, at 2 p.m. So uh, if you're looking to catch Matthew, uh, he will be at 9 p.m. Other than that, uh, check us out. It'll be free live on YouTube. Uh, and then you can also check me out over on um, uh, apmjclass.com or ap420.com. Uh, Marty and I have a super long uh, in-depth uh, grow class. If you're looking to do you know more commercial scale uh, aquaponic uh, cannabis stuff, we're going to be adding a lot of additional things to that as well soon in the next uh, couple of months. We have a ton of new things uh, aside from just content for the class. We have some cool new tools and utilities uh, that we're adding for growers uh, as part of that. And then we'll also be starting to add um, certified SOPs uh, as part of the uh, various packages with the class as well. So we'll be adding a lot more commercial uh, usability to it as well to help people that are, um, you know, trying to just get up and running as fast as possible that might have, you know, some of the business already up and running already. So uh, we already kind of do that consulting wise, but we're kind of working on incorporating it into the class with hands-on training that follows the SOPs as well which I think will really help people, uh, uh, you know, with compliance and everything else. So super stoked on that. And then you can check me out on 
Potent Phonics on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the things. Right on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my computer is currently freaking the fuck out for some unexplained reason, but uh, hopefully this will work. Uh, so far, it's working right now, so that's that's uh, awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, go take a look at my uh, website, Fumadoro Seed Co. Now that we've talked about uh, everybody else's, take a look at mine. Fumadoro has a rock solid guarantee, ladies and gentlemen. Long story short, you can read it, you can look at it, you can print it for all I care. Uh, that sounds uh, dismissive. I mean, you can print it, honestly, you can actually, frankly, print it. Uh, take it to the freaking bank. Uh, candidly, because I want you to have a smile on the face uh, after you purchase seeds from me. Uh, I mean it, honestly, I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, I think with premium prices, you should get premium service. You should get premium seeds, premium service, premium everything, honestly. So uh, uh, I think I am charging premium prices and I was doing that on purpose. And I thought, you know what? This is the way that I can get away with charging, uh, uh, with, with providing premium service. That probably sounds like too much freaking PPP, but whatever. Anyway, hope I didn't make you guys uh, think about going to the bathroom. Anyway, <laughs> now that we're talking about a popcorn, well, we're going to go with that. Ladies and gentlemen, with uh, a premium service, I think you guys should have premium smiles in your friggin' faces. Take a look, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to scroll conveniently by the package deals. We're going to look at the single packs, ladies and gentlemen, to Dread Persephone. Take a look at this one. This is going to be Ghost OG Space Queen Ruby Jack Cross, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard me talk about Ruby Jack Crosses before. This is one of them. This probably is the most sedative cross that I have at the moment. You guys are going to probably see quite a bit more in the future upcoming, but for the moment, for the moment, for the moment, that's the most sedative thing. This is probably somewhere in the middle, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for something, hey, Fumi, you know, what do you got? Like right in the middle, basically. Not super sedative, not super uplifting, not super daytime, like right in the middle, nice and relaxing. Maybe some phenotypes that do knock me on the couch and maybe a couple phenotypes that don't knock me on the couch. Easy, easy, easy answer. Lime River Rose easier answer still because you don't get lime terps like honest to god lime terps it's not uncommon in cannabis but it's not super common in cannabis when you get dead ass honest to god lime i have to be honest it turns my head it turned my head i hope it turns your head too check out lime river rose that's also kaffir lime by uh, ruby jack again the kaffir lime was the black lime reserved by uh jack the ripper i thought it was a uh, Lovely cross, honestly. I've had a few different, I've had smoked a few different Black Lime Reserve crosses, smoked the Black Lime Reserve itself, Black Lime Reserve F2. I had the Black Lime Reserve F2 for a little while. Honestly, just ask me. I mean, this is, of course, me talking, but I preferred the Kaffir Lime. I think it was a really nice hybridization. With that Black Lime Reserve, I think it made it the best of its possible self. Uh, switching gears for a moment, looking over at kind of more grapefruit, or in this case, why is this zooming so much? I don't know if this is zooming like an extra super duper degree today. But anyway, I guess you get to see the, the, the trichomes a little bit bigger. This is more the, the Black Prince Ruby is the strawberry version of Ruby Jack. Ruby Jack always, for me, split into broadly, I guess you could say three different types. Uh, the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest type represented by literally two phenotypes out of, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred seeds that I've grown already was lemon. Uh, the rest was basically a uh, grapefruit, which was probably 60 or more percent. And then the balance of that was some version of strawberry. Uh, this is one of the versions of strawberry. The mom of this was just exceptional, exceptional strawberry candy looked basically just like this plant. Click on that that plant right there. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, my grandma carried these strawberry candies. I don't know if your grandma did, but a lot of grandmas I think carried those little strawberry candies with the 
it doesn't have to just be grandmas, but you know what I mean? Like you, you get a special uh, affection for, you know, a candy that maybe your grandma had little strawberry candies with the, you know, strawberry, the, the pink and green wrappers, whatever, with the little soft feeling. Fuck. I love those goddamn candies. You know what I mean? Wouldn't you know it? Ruby Jack number seven in my case came out lucky number seven. She came out just strawberry goddamn candy. I fucking loved that plant. I absolutely loved that plant. Anyway, bred it basically to the F2 Ruby Jack that I created from a very vigorous Ruby Jack and also the Ruby Jack number eight that you guys are going to hear about in a second. Uh, basically, it was a little back cross uh, uh, male that I found and then crossed it to the Ruby Jack number seven, created Black Prince Ruby. Wouldn't you know it? It has been delightful. I mean, I'm gonna not going to my, pat myself on the back. You guys can do it for me or whatever. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just, I'm just trying to joke, whatever, at the end of the show. Uh, I, I'm actually really fond of this train. Frankly, I'm, gonna, I'm really super fond of this train. You guys are going to hear a lot more from it, a lot, lot, lot more from it, I think, in the future. Uh, I don't see any reason why you're going to stop hearing from me and uh, Black Prince Ruby, a couple of these other Ruby Jack crosses in the future. I'm very fond of it because I've been hearing me talk about Stevie's Ruby Jack for the longest ass time. This is Ruby Jack number eight, by the way. This is the mom. You guys are going to hear more from her in the future. Why can't I zoom properly? For some reason, every time that I do the, and it's probably because I'm just drunk. I don't know. Go home, fume it, or you're drunk. I am home. Fuck off. Anyway, this is the Ruby Jack number eight. I still have her. I call her the Pink Panther. This is not quote unquote photoshopped. You know what I mean? People like a lot of people don't understand how Photoshop works. That's okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't even like Photoshop. I'm not defending Photoshop because I don't even like using it. But the point of the matter is this is not like, oh my God, this is fucking Hollywood CGI. No, this is literally that fucking pink. And then you might ask yourself, like, you know, some of you more astute growers, you think, oh, Fiona, you just fucking, you grow that. You grew that way too far. It's rotting. And it's not. I promise you it's not. I smoked the ever-living shit out of that plant. It was ripe as ever-living fuckballs. But it was not the the ripeness. If you look, look very carefully. There's green. Seriously. All you trolls, look right there. There's green on the inside of that leaf. Mic drop. It's just that nice. Like, literally, that Ruby Jack number eight is just that fucking nice. I mean, I just I can't pat myself on the back because I didn't fucking breathe the thing. I just found it. So, Stevie, wherever you are, my friend, just, just honestly, it was fucking well done. Like, just the... The whole audience stands to your fucking attention. Well, goddamn done. It is literally that fucking beautiful and pink and wonderful. And that wasn't even the only one. I mean, I don't think I have ever found a Ruby Jack that I didn't like. So anyway, I wanted to find Ruby Jacks that I liked even more. So I basically bred some, some in crosses. Look at those. I mean, honestly, isn't that cute? Isn't that adorable when you see the little individual cells of pink and purple, whatever. So you ask, oh, how's it? Fiona, he's using filters. Each individual trichome is that goddamn purple or pink or whatever. It's fucking gorgeous. And when you look at it in purpose, in person, it's even nicer. Like it's even, come on, click there. There you go. It's even nicer. This was actually one of the, the this was one of the Ruby Jack. No, 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 no. This was one of the Morganas. Fuck. I can't talk anymore because I'm stoned apparently. Drunk. This was one of the Black Prince Rubies. This was one of that. It's just like purple beyond just, just balls. I mean, just look at that. Just honestly, look at that. Jesus fucking Christ. A Roman emperor would choke to death on that purple. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, go take a look. Uh, beautiful terps, great high. Uh, if you ask yourself, what's the high? Fumidor, what's the high? Probably ask yourself. Ask me, what's the high? Ruby Jack, my Ruby Jack F2. We've never heard of that. Okay, all right, fine. You've heard it for, for me, but okay, I understand. Imagine, if you will, like the Twilight Zone, a Jack Herrera cross. 
And I realized that I always pronounce that incorrectly. It's just it's part of my brain now. Jack Carrera Cross. Uh, imagine Jack Carrera Cross. Some people love it. I love Jack Carrera. Some people don't like it because, oh my, it's too fucking lemony and piney and whatever. Okay. But imagine a Jack Carrera Cross that literally everyone has ever, that has ever smoked it, loves it. And they're like, oh my God, is that Jack Carrera? But I love it. Oh my fucking God. That's Black Prince Ruby. That's Ruby Jack, basically. I, I was the most hilarious thing in my tasting society. I would bring this fucking thing out and, you know, Stevie would come to the meetings and we would just laugh because, like, so many people would be like, oh, this other guy brought Jack Herrera. And people, like, oh my God, it's gross. I hate it. Oh my God, I'm paranoid now. They'd smoke their Ruby Jack and they wouldn't get the paranoia. They wouldn't get the weird terps. They would love the terps. They'd be like, oh my God, this is Jack Herrera, but I love it. Oh my fucking God. So, basically, this is a kind of Jack Herrera that you love. And then basically you get a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, this is me probably overselling it. But wait, there's more. Uh, you get, uh, I'll sell it and say one beautiful instead of three beautifuls because that's probably overselling it. You get a beautiful wash down the back. I call it like a summer shower. Basically, this relaxing summer shower. Let's say you've been out in the sun or whatever else, been swimming. You'll take a, 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 a freaking shower over at the freaking, uh, uh, whatever, you know, wherever the, the showers are, you know, by the, I can't speak words anymore. You know what I'm talking about by the beach thingy. Uh, and then, you know, the, the water's a little bit too cold or whatever, but it's so goddamn refreshing. It pours down your arms. You get little finger tingles and leg tingles. That's Ruby Jack right there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's almost certainly some CBD in there and some other little minor cannabinoids. Pharmax, if he's listening, is teeing because he's always trying to dab with minors. It's a hilarious in-joke. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, go take out, check a look at, uh, check a I'm seeing words in the worst possible way check a took a took a look at uh black prince ruby also take a look at the other uh in cross thousand one nights ladies and gentlemen this one is more of the back cross the one that i actually back crossed to that super pink uh mom that one right there no that one right there boom okay i at this point i am almost certainly not making sense so i'm just going to finish this with saying ladies and gentlemen go look at the package deals west engine swindle these witches three, I see which Morgana and her two friends. Take a look at the coupon codes, Laser Snake, as Tommy was saying. Uh, bikinis for Siberia, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, growing with penguins. Fuck, growing with penguins. Uh, I haven't entered that one yet, but I'd, I've I've entered that in the to be done. The other active one, I guess that's the only ones that I can remember right now. Uh, brains. That's the other one. Brains, bikinis for Siberia, but bikinis for Siberia, or the fuck else I just said. I don't even remember. Whatever it was, literally whatever. Uh, folks, if the keep if the coupon code doesn't work, DM me and I don't know. I'll be like, dude, I was drunk. Whatever. What do you want? Um, potent. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Always a pleasure, Mister Toad. Pleasure to see you. Welcome. Uh, uh, I've seen you on the Future Cannabis Lemon Hoko. Lemon Hoke is a great friend of the show. Pleasure to have you on here. Uh, always fun to have breeders come on here and just kind of goof off and shoot the shit. You guys are welcome. I know, you know, I know some folks uh, listen in the show every once in a while. And, you know, maybe they don't want to, you know, tune in because they're like, oh, I don't mean assaulted with questions. You guys are more than welcome to come and just chill, hang. Like we can totally, especially if you DM me ahead of time. Like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be besieged with questions or whatever. I just want to hang, just fucking puff a couple of weed, a couple of joints. Just let me know. We'll totally just like, we won't besiege you with questions. We'll just fucking come on, session a little bit. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the few photo contest. I cannot remember or express the rules in any way. I'm way too drunk for that. Uh, there are some rules. Please follow them. Uh, what else? Uh, I hope you were not under the age of 21 for this show because this is for adults only. This entire show, all of it, until this entire point. We said this before. I'll say it again. Educational, entertainment purposes only. Please don't take any of this stuff seriously. Do not in any way follow us. Don't get any of the seeds wet or dirty. That would just be horrifically stupid. I mean, obviously no serious person would ever do anything like that. Uh, let's see here. Valerie Fletcher, welcome. Welcome back anytime. Honestly, we'll, we'll help you get the mic set up. Uh, uh, don't sweat it. Uh, first time on the show, you're like, oh, my fucking God. Don't worry about it. Welcome. Literally anytime. Jonskis, Robert Greenfingers. Rez, cheers, buddy. What's up, Rez? Uh, long time to see you, my friend. Welcome back on the show anytime, buddy. Claude, St. Bernard's, St. Bernard's, man, uh, the, the invitation still stands. I know, I know you know it. He's, he's all teeing off in the background. He's like just playing with the black soldier flies. They're all doing gymnastics and shit. He's like taught them how to do like Kung Fu and shit. It's like Wu-Tang Clan, but black soldier flies. It's a whole thing, man. Anyway, black St. Bernard's observation for the booth. You and your black soldier flies are welcome to hop on anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm slurring my speech like I just basically got a brain injury. Folks, uh, well, let that be a lesson. Honestly, drink too much alcohol and you talk like you have a brain injury. You know what I mean? You drink too much or you smoke too, you drink too much weed. You smoke too much weed, you still sound like you make a little bit of sense. You know what I mean? They make fun of you, but at least you can fucking string words together. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, be kind, be decent, be gentle. Uh, next show, I think, is, uh, I don't even remember. Holy fucking bull sacks. Uh, I guess Potent Bonnick's going to have a show this later this afternoon. I don't even yeah. know. What is today? Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. That's it. Thursday. I think there's a day after Wednesday. That's it. See, I'm, I'm apparently drunk. Bones had him in a show. Then this coming Saturday, we're having another show. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see each other again. Okay. Just be gentle. Adios. Okay. I write to you in poetry with words left on the shelf. Full of dust, you'll know it's me and from nobody else.